right, man. That, my fucking boss, man. My fucking boss, man. I'm, I was doing the spacing. And my boss calls me. She like, Mensa, I need you to come downstairs. Mensa, I need you. I need you. I need you like the Knicks need Jalen Brunson. I need you like the Knicks need Julius Randle. I need you. I need you now. I go downstairs. I stop my space. I go downstairs. She goes, you know, Mensa, you know, I, I want to change your schedule. You know, I got to change this schedule. Change my schedule for what? I'm the big dog. I change my schedule when I want to change my schedule. You don't change my schedule for me. So that was <laughs> nah. Let me stop. I ain't talk about it like that. I'm bullshit. Um, but you know, today is a good day. I wanted to talk some Knicks basketball real quick. Um, but like I was explaining earlier, which I will have to explain again, is that I don't see the need for people to complain. But I understand why you're still complaining today. Um, Negative Knicks Twitter, we are down a thousand right now, but it's cool. It's cool. You still have you, you still have our question. You know, this is the first time the Knicks have been thirty three and twenty seven and about ten years plus, about a decade plus. This is the first time that the Knicks actually has ever had a record like this um, since twenty eleven. Going into All Star break, so that's the first thing that's beautiful right now. The second thing that's beautiful is Knicks have a point guard right now, and yes, I still call him. A, yes, I still call him my franchise point guard. Yes, I'm gonna call Jalen Brunson a fucking ball hogging bitch. Yes, I'm gonna criticize Jalen Brunson, but he's still my point guard though. It, it does not matter. But this is the first time when the Knicks have a point guard who's 26 years old, who's not injury prone, who's not in his prime yet, but understanding how to be the lead dog. And this is his first time actually being a main leader on the team. That's what he wanted to come to New York for. That's what he's doing right now. Appreciate what he's doing. I I don't need to share the same preferences on how my point guard should play with other Nick fans. I'm just trying to enjoy this moment. But at the same time, still ask your questions, though. Because you ask your questions about shit that happened to you in real life. So if you take that same logic, apply it to the Knicks, I want you to still ask questions on the Knicks. What are we trying to do? Where are we trying to go? Um, what are we trying to accomplish? Um, I think they picked the direction and that the, di- the direction that they chose may not be a direction that I like or I want, but I can understand the way that they're building. Um, they actually are building towards something. Um, that something may not be what you want or what I want, but they are. So what I mean by that is the only three vets that's currently in the rotation, and I'm just talking about like vets, is Josh Hart. Josh Hart not trash. Josh Hart is not no bum. He does not ball hard like Alec Burks. He plays defense. He rebounds at a high level. He's averaging 17 points as a Nick in his first three games. We are 3-0 with Josh Hart. So I'm not going to poo-poo on him. He's also 28 years old, so he still has a little room to grow. I'm not saying grow into a franchise player or a franchise superstar, but role players can grow too. You can be an even better role player. I've seen championship role players um, harness their games over the years, like a guy like Lamar Odom. So there's a chance that Josh Hart can be very serviceable for the Knicks, but Josh Hart is not a star. So what 
other young Nick players on our team can do, you can actually learn from Josh Hart. And yes, I did say that Quentin Grimes learning from Josh Hart is cool, but at the same time, you got to think of it as a business. I felt like Josh Hart was coming for his spot. Um, Josh Hart don't give me that type of vibe where he cares about starting or he cares about shots. He cares about this. He gives me the vibe of a guy who just wants to win. Um, I always need those type of guys. I don't need him to start over Quentin Grimes. I don't need him to start over RJ Barrett. I think both options are stupid. I need um, I need Josh Hart right where he's at, coming off the bench, giving us energy, understanding what we need at the moment. I don't need him to do nothing else extra. The fans that say silly shit, no. No, they're done. Talking about, huh? One is done. Ten, I'm waiting on ten. Nah, some other person. I think, yeah. But um, Josh Hardy, he's like a great example of how you start building. Uh, low maintenance, too. And also, he's played with my point guard and Jalen Brunson. So you need chemistry. I think chemistry equals championships. I'll give you a prime example about chemistry equals championships. Equals championship. The main championship, one of the biggest championship games that I've ever seen, or championship rounds, or playoff series that I've ever seen, with literally you're watching the chemistry on the floor, is the 2004 um, NBA Finals, and that was against that was the Lakers versus the Pistons. Now in that 2004 Finals, when I talk about chemistry, right, the Lakers had better individual talents. They had Carmelo. They had Gary Payton, they had Kobe Bryant, and they had Shaquille O'Neal. Now, when I talk about chemistry, people don't know a lot of the dark history that happened um, during that time. Good evening. People don't know the dark history that happened at that time. So the dark history I'm talking about is when Kobe Bryant went through the went through the rape allegations. Then after he went through those allegations, Kobe Bryant had allegedly, he basically told on Shaq, talked about how Shaq was cheating on his wife. You know, he tried to, you know, put some blame on Shaq as well. I felt like that was whack, but I felt like it was also whack of Shaq to not keep himself um, together because he could have been one of the greatest players of all time. And that was something that Kobe Bryant had a problem with. Kobe Bryant, one of the greatest work ethics you will ever see um, in NBA history. Uh, used to call out Shaq. And they, although they won three straight championships together, um, after that third championship, you started to see kinks in the armor. And, you know, that team broke up. Shaq leaves. He, go to, he goes to Miami. He wins another championship. Um, LeBron, I mean, LeBron. Kobe stays on the Lakers. He goes on the radio publicly in 2007, talked about how he wanted a, a trade from the Lakers, and the Lakers went and go and get Kobe Um And then Kobe wins two more championships. So it, it's, it's all about chemistry, man. The Lakers lost to the Pistons because the Pistons basically said, Shaq, we're going to give you one-on-one every game. We're going to give you one-on-one. You and Ben Wallace, one-on-one. What we're going to do is double Kobe, trap him, and force Kobe to give up the ball. What Kobe was doing, which was kind of sad to me, 
at this moment. What Kobe was doing was he was ignoring the sets uh, and just shooting over double teams. Kobe was shooting over triple teams. Like, it was really bad. Kobe really shot them out of those finals. So that's why I will forever love Kobe Bryant because what I was seeing on the court, um, what I was seeing on the court happening with my own eyes, he literally said it on that little special he had where it was him and Shaq face-to-face, and they was talking. Kobe was talking about that series, like, yo, I was breaking off the sets. You know, I was playing iso ball. You know, I was doing what I want. You know, I, I didn't understand the moment. And Kobe Bryant took that personally. So when you talk about chemistry, you need chemistry, bro. You don't, you know, like, people don't understand, like, the dark side of being teammates with somebody, bro. These people got families and shit, Right. You know these dudes cheat on their wives and shit, right? You know this shit. Like, it's a lot of things that can't be said, but I'm going to say some of that shit today. Like, these dudes be cheating on their wives together. These dudes have orgies together. They didn't see, like, three naked women in the crib. You got R.J. Barrett in there partying with Randall. They got, like, ten girls naked running around and shit. But it's chemistry. These are your boys. They are, like, family. These dudes... You 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 at hotels with these dudes. You with you around these dudes, damn near six months out of the year. So you gotta have chemistry. You gotta like your teammates, man. You gotta like your teammates, man. Regardless of how, how I feel about Josh Hart, if if he played with Brunson in college, he played with Randall and in, in, in the NBA on the Lakers. Yeah, you got to get that chemistry going. You got to get dudes who like each other, man. Dudes who want to see each other succeed. You have to get that. So when I got on a guy like Randall, you're 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 walking off the court after a win last season, pouting like a whole bitch, and you're 27 years old, and I'm looking at you to be the elder statesman on the team, and you just continue to cry like a bitch, bro. I don't respect shit like that. So that's why this season. Yeah, like he's a totally different man. Maybe Jalen Brunson is in the building. Jalen Brunson be talking to him. I don't know what ha- happens behind the scenes. Um, but you got to know that that chemistry is there. You got to see that on the court when Randall hugs Brunson like, like he's his baby or something. Like, or when Brunson goes on Instagram and say, look, man, we're not friends. That's the type of shit that you got to see. You got to have camaraderie on the team. Um, and you got to have respect respectfulness uh you always need that um you need a foundation it's one of the biggest things you gotta have a foundation when it comes to championships now the reason why i still ask my questions about the Knicks is this foundation is cool right it is cool but this foundation stinks to me from this aspect when you spend 300 million dollars you got to have at least one superstar on the roster. We have no superstar. Um, I don't think football, I don't think basketball is the same as football, right? So in football, you can, you can either you got it or you don't. Either you got the effect or you don't got the effect. Basketball, you can literally change, you can literally turn yourself into a generational prospect. A prime example of this is Kawhi Leonard. All you got to do is put in the work. You put in the work, you understand your role, or you get into a great situation where you can where you can develop along slowly, develop around um, Hall of Famers or guys who 
won championships and things like that. Not even guys who won championships, just older players in the NBA who you who you can look up to. Um, these are the, the, these are the type of players that you can aspire to be. Now, do we have Nick players who put in that much work where you could trust them to be the, a superstar? I think they do. I don't think we have lazy Nick players. I don't think. I never said the the one thing. My, the one thing I, I criticize a Nick player. I will always criticize a Nick player. I will always say if a Nick player is playing bad, if he's playing well, I will always do that. But there's one thing I will never say, and I never said this about any Knicks player. So why would I not call him lazy? I don't. I, I don't think I've ever called any Nick player lazy. I, I think I've called Ernest Cannon lazy on defense. But these boys work, and they work hard, and they and, and they show effort. So when that's why when the people who used to say, "Oh, we don't know," if, and I don't mean to bring this name up, but people used to say, "Oh, we don't know if Cam Reddish worked hard. We don't know if he." We don't know if he has it. We don't know if he wants it. We don't know if this, that, and third. That got a little racist undertone to it. So how the fuck you know who works hard on the team? How the fuck you know that? You don't know shit. You know as much as I know, brother. How the fuck you know who works harder than the other person? I think the overall vibe, I think all these boys work. I never came on here and said, yo, Quentin Grimes don't put in work. He puts in work. These dudes work hard. These dudes work hard. You think Randall being in the gym, you don't think Randall take RJ to the gym with him? You don't think these dudes go to the gym with each other? You don't think these dudes work on their games? They do. Dudes is hard workers. The, the, the craziest shit to me is the, the, the RJ Barrett uh, criticism. And I believe so. Like, RJ needs to be criticized, man, at every point in turn. He needs to be Whenever he's playing like Ruben Patterson, yes, I want you to talk bad about him. Yes, I want you to, to criticize him. But at the same time, you got to give the man some type of leeway to grow as a basketball player. You got people like Ralph. You know, you got people like Big Nick Energy, right? You got these people who, you know, you can continue to shit on R.J. Barrett. But when we got Julius Randle at 24 years old, and he was doing the Tasmanian devil spin move. And I had to continuously watch this shit every day. A lot of you people really made excuses for that shit. I really said, you know, oh, Julius Randle, this is his first time. Oh, Julius Randle, this. Oh, Julius Randle, that. I got people on the next thread. People like Wood. People like Rick. People like South. People who bitch and whine about R.J. Barrett every single day but how do you give rj barrett no rope but give jalen brunson all this rope at 26 give julius randall all this rope at 28 i thought the kid's supposed to have rope we don't give him no rope we just want to ship him out why what logic is it to trade rj for zach levine suck my dick there's no logic to that the fuck out of here there's no logic to that so you trying to win something with Zach Levine, Randall, and Brunson? Make it make sense. It doesn't even make sense to me as I'm saying it to you as a fan. A lot of shit be, these people be talking about be stupid. Trade RJ for what? For what? Trade quickly for what? Give me a good reason to trade quickly. Right? Give me a good reason to trade Brown. Give me a good reason. I'll agree with you. The, the worst shit about this all is... 
the question that bothers me the most now is the whole Josh Hart question of, and it's funny because now that I'm looking at my phone, I got my phone in my scrub jacket. I see Shannon is here. Shannon, I asked you a beautiful question the other day. No Nick fan has ever answered this question. And the question I always propose to people is, if you got Josh Hart and you want to resign him, because obviously he's going to resign. He didn't come here to not, you know, be resigned. So if you got Josh Hart, what does that mean for Obi Toppin and quickly? Now, fan, could you you could give me the regular generic answer. You could give me the, well, the Knicks can go over the cap and re-sign Obi and quickly. Yes, you are correct in that sense. But in the New York sense, New York state of mind, why am I paying luxury tax and taking a loss for a Knicks team that's probably a first-round exit? Why am I paying repeaters tax for a Knicks team that is a first-round exit? That is a loss. I'm not going to recoup my funds in a first-round loss in two home games. That's not how this works. So I, 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 I asked the question about Josh Hart because he's here, and I'm willing to pay him. I'm willing to give him $15 million. I told you I, I, I wanted Mitch to get his $60 million. I'm keeping Mitch Robinson. I told y'all about Mitchell Robinson. You can pay that man that pay that man's fucking money. But at the same time, you pay Mitchell Robinson 15. You give Josh Hart 15. That's 30 million. You got RJ Barrett, 27 million. You know, that's already 60 million. You got Julius Randle going up to 27 million. You know. That's 80 million. You got job. You got now you got Jalen Brunson. That's near 30 million. So that's 110 million. <laughs> that's 110 million between five players. I didn't even name the rest of the squad. Um, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm I'm really not. Especially if you tell me that this is this is our squad. This is what we're gonna run with. Now, the only way I would be comfortable with something like that in that type of situation is if the Knicks have some type of playoff success. And when I say playoff success, not even get out the first round. Like, I already experienced getting out the first round. I think getting to the Eastern Conference Finals will be enough to shut me up for about a year or so. I've seen, I've seen the Knicks get out the first round before. It amounted to nothing. The team that got out of the first round was Knicks team. And me back then... I knew Knicks tape wasn't going to last because I seen all of the role players that we had. And I'm like, yo, she Wallace is like 40. Kirk Thomas, he on his last leg. Kenyon Martin, I can't, I can't even think of him. Jason Kidd, he was 38. He was almost out the league. Oh, I think Shumper, Shumper was cool until Shumper tore his ACL. So once he once that was over, then you got J.R. Smith telling females during the playoffs, "Do you want the pipe?" So it it, it it was a lot of things going on. So I like the first round. I I like the second round trip. But can you give me an Eastern Conference Finals appearance? Can I can can I get something? Being a fan for twenty two years, and and I I feel like I don't get enough return from the Knicks. That's why I'm going to. That's why I'm going to keep complaining. I don't get enough return. They haven't shown me enough. You got me Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson. Okay, cool. No 
problem. Jalen Brunson averaging 30 in January. They're a top three scoring duo in the league. They looking good right now. Got Tibbs looking good. Okay, cool. I still view both players as championship third and fourth options until proven otherwise. What do you mean by proven otherwise, State? Got to prove it in the playoffs. Last time I seen Julius Randle in the playoffs, that man was shooting 27% from the field and 17% from three. The last time I seen Jalen Brunson in the playoffs, he wasn't a Nick. He was playing in Dallas in a five-out system where the the paint was spread. So every time Jalen Brunson attacked the paint on the Mavericks, he had a wide-open lane. He didn't have to go through the Tom Thibodeau ISOs, really, in Dallas. So when people talk about Jalen Brunson playoff trip in Dallas, I respect it. But his coach had a five-hour. His coach offense was more, you know, was more moderate. Now, this offense, this Thibodeau offense, I don't think this shit going to win around. And it's not because of Jalen Brunson. I think it's just because of Tibbs. The offense is so anemic that it's when we get in the playoffs and teams start really doubling Jalen Brunson and they really start throwing them half-shadow uh, double teams at Julius Randle, what are we going to do next? Because I damn sure don't trust R.J. Barrett right now with his hand. R.J. Barrett handle is so bad. His handle is so To be 22, I don't know. I don't trust R.J. Barrett at ISO. R.J. Barrett at ISO reminds me of like a house that's like, you ever been in a house that's cooking, that's cooking chitlins? Like if you was ever in a house cooking chitlins, then you know what I'm talking about. That's what R.J. Barrett and ISO reminds me of. I really don't like him at ISO. I don't. I, I like him always on the move. I think R.J. Barrett is a system basketball player. When I say system basketball player, I think R.J. Barrett will flourish in a in a system where you where you're told where to go, where you're told, okay, we need you in this set at this time. I think he's a much better player than what we give him for. And even throughout these circumstances, still averaging almost twenty five and three. Um. Julius Randle um, helping R.J. Barrett, you know, ease the pain of his struggle. Because I can only imagine R.J. Barrett uh, these past few years, but just our offense just being ran through him and us just tanking it away. I don't know if it'll be good for his development. I don't know if it'll be bad for his development. Uh, that's another question I probably had for myself, like people like me, who've been one Julius Randle traded for the past four years. Let's say, for hypothetically speaking, let's say what I wanted really did happen. We traded Julius Randle um, during the Almighty Fourth. Would Obi Toppin have the success that Randle is having right now? Would R.J. Barrett, would he be even better than what he is right now? We don't know. We don't know. He'd probably be worse. You never know. So that's why I said you got to. Right now, I'm trying to, each day, I'm trying to listen to other pods and listen to other people so I can have a positive outlook upon what's going on right now as far as, like, our mid-three. I'm so happy that I don't have to hear Kyle Kuzma anymore. Um, Sadiq Bates, he stunk it up the other day in Atlanta. Um, Super happy with Josh Harden and Quentin Grimes. I didn't think that... No, I didn't think that any major moves was probably needed. 
But at the same time, I did. I, I always felt like Cam Reddish had to. He just had to be off the team, man. That aura, that argument, that element of him just being on the team, being on the bench, and not helping us produce, not helping us get wins. That shit is annoying. So I'm super happy they they got him out. I'm super happy he's in the situation he's in now, but he's not a Nick no more. So, you know, I'm gonna try to leave that alone. But that whole Josh Hart situation where you get a guy. Um, you don't give me the excuse of, oh, well, your rotation is set. You don't give me the excuse of, oh, well, he did, he, he need, he don't, um, practice reps. And, you know, all that fuckery bullshit he was talking about with Reddish, man. All that fuckery about, oh, practice and I need to wait for this and I got to do this. And I, no, Tibbs got Josh Hart and finally started coaching with a brain. The other night is probably the first time I've ever seen Tibbs give three players all three players, 20-plus minutes in the, in the regular season game, off the bench. I'm just talking strictly off the bench. You get Josh Hart and you finally get a brain. That's why I don't, that's why I don't give Tibbs no credit. He gets no credit for me for doing the shit that he was been supposed to do. Been supposed to do. Like, come on now. It take you years to understand that, hey, may, may, maybe Julius Randle, maybe you give him – a nice little point guard and a nice little set, maybe he'll stop doing the fuckery shit that he's been doing. It took Tibbs years to figure this out. So you had me you had me and Randall subjected to Alec Burks when you're seeing Emmanuel Quickly, who's the only positive plus minus player next to Julius Randall in the past three years, Quickly's been in the league, and you have him coming off the bench. Idiotic, stupid shit like that bothers you. I'm not going to forget that from Tom Thibodeau. He will never, ever, ever get praise from me. The only time he will ever get praise from me is if his ass win us a championship. And we damn know he's not winning a championship for no Knicks. By the time we win a championship, that man will be in the grave. So, y'all can give him praise all you want. You can say Tibbs, well, Tibbs is making adjustments and Tibbs is this and Tibbs. Bro, how, what is the adjustment? Tossing Josh Hart in the rotation? Duh, that's not an adjustment. That's just being smart. The fuck? You don't get credit for a little kindergarten shit that he does. That's kindergarten stuff. Oh, look, Tibbs is throwing Josh Hart in the rotation. Duh. We needed help. The fuck? Well, oh, look, Tibbs, is, Tibbs got, got, got his rotation. He switched it up. Duh. He's supposed to switch it up. What is he going to do? Anger the locker room and anger his point guard? One of the things that I get mad about the Knicks, I don't like the way they conduct business. I don't like the way they really conduct and run their business. Um, I'm actually scared as an R.J. Barrett fan of what these guys are really thinking. You already put R.J. in a deal for Donovan. You're actively, actively bringing players in to help out your young vets. Um, and Brunson and Randall, you're actively telling the fan base, we're trying to win now. We're trying to get to play. Uh, uh. Okay, cool. But what's your next move? That's what I'm scared for. Is their next, is their next move appeasing Tom Thibodeau and getting a guy like Zach Levine? I don't really want to talk Zach Levine because Zach Levine is clutch. And I'm not interested in talking no clutch clients. I'm going to just say the name that everybody will always say just to keep the conversation going. Um, people talk about, oh, Zach Levine and this, that, and the third. And... <sighs> to win what? 
That's that's my thing. What what are you trying to accomplish with that? Did didn't you go through a whole phase of Allen Houston giving Allen Houston a hundred million dollars and watching the man needs just give out? Like y'all went through that already. Do you want to go through that again? Because I'm not interested in no basketball player who just simply cannot play all the games. If Zion Williamson was a Nick, I might be contemplating about trading him right now. And that's with all due respect to Zion. He gets hurt too damn much. He's not going to last. He's not. So I tell Nick fans, oh, I'm so mad they didn't give us the number one overall pick. I'm super happy they didn't give us the number one pick. I'm super happy they didn't give us the third, the second overall pick. I damn sure don't want no John Morant. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. I don't want no John Morant. John Morant, guys like John Morant, Trey Young, Jalen Brunson, those dudes, I see all of those dudes in the same light. Championship three options. They're not going to win a chip if they're the best player on your squad. Sorry. I've seen this story before. I've seen a bunch of Nick players. I mean, I've seen a bunch of NBA players, not even Nick players, who was extremely athletic, who had a good six, seven years of their prom. Right after that, they fall off a cliff. So I'm super happy with the RJ pick. Super happy. Um, Super happy that we didn't sign KD and Kyrie. Super happy that we went to Julius Randle route. Randall's still in New York. Katie and Kyrie went to other ventures. You don't build your team. And and the reason why I knew the Katie and Kyrie shit was just never going to work, because I'm just using the I'm using my ideology. You can't build a championship team trying to build around championship two options. You can't think championship. That's why I'm far, oh far. I'm so far away from talking championships about the this current Nick roster. I am far away from that. Far away from that. Katie and Kyrie, both championship two options. If though if either said player is the best player on your team, you're not winning nothing. And that's just with all due respect. You're not winning nothing. Oh, Katie, he might be a championship one option, but he did go to Golden State, and Golden State already had a championship one option in Steph Curry. So how much stock can I take into that? And KD did one of the weakest moves I've ever seen in NBA history by going to Golden State. That's like Jordan. That's like Jordan getting punched in his mouth by the Detroit bad boys. He said, you know what? I'm going to go to Detroit. After he lose a 3-1 lead to Detroit. What type of... <laughs> yo, I hate Durant for that shit, yo. I hate him for that shit, yo. That was such a leg- legacy tarnishing move for me. I've never seen a player of his of his skill run to a team he lost to that you actually could have beaten. You could have beaten him. Yo, OKC, on, on my grave, OKC would have beat the shit out of Cleveland that year. It would beat the hell out of Cleveland. Beat the living snot out of Cleveland if they would have got to the finals that year. Over Golden State. You kidding me? What? That type of fight? They would have beat the hell out of it. So, you know, it's scary to me when fans say stuff like, 
oh, you know, Brunson, we could we 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 could win some significant with him. We could do this with him. We could we could do that. I don't believe that shit. I don't believe that shit. I've just seen all the championship games. I've just seen all the NBA finals past twenty past twenty years. Yo, good looking, bro. Past twenty years, man. Ain't no champion, huh? I don't know how to turn that like. I'm be honest. You gonna have to show me. Uh, but ain't no championship teams within the past fucking decade or, or something like that. That's going that will put Lar that will put. Brunson and Randall and those same set sets. But at the same time, oh, that's how you turn. I bet. Uh, but I will say this, though, as far as what I just said, just to give a, a nice rebuttal. Um, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry was not a championship, no option. Well, he was always a championship three option to me. I just felt like the Raptors needed two options ahead of him, and he would be perfectly fine. As far as Kyle Lowry is concerned, Kyle Lowry turned himself into a championship player. But you've seen it consistently in the playoff. You've seen it consistently in the playoffs. But Kyle Lowry, every year, he was playing, playing spectacular. I blame the Raptors not getting far because of DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan was just soft. He was soft to me then. You know, soft, didn't understand how to close, didn't understand the moments. I always felt like Kyle Lowry was a better closer than DeMar DeRozan anyway. So it was kind of interesting to see Kyle Lowry win a championship when Pascal Siakam comes into his own. Um, Fred Van Fleet comes into his own. But then Pascal Siakam, who's the championship two option for that team, he got a, a nice true championship one option in Kawhi Leonard. Um, that 2019 Raptors team was probably one of the best teams I've ever seen in my life. Um, I don't know if it'll be replicated again, but we will see. It, 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 it's nice to actually see um, players grow into roles and, and, and grow into championship options. So if I continue to sit here and say, well, Brunson and, and Randall, they championship three options. They'll never win a chip if they're the team focal point. I could be right. I could be wrong. How I could be proven wrong, it wouldn't even be up to Randall and Brunson at that point. Now I just got to look at the young core. One of these young players got to pop. And I'm looking at directly at R.J. Barrett. Uh, a guy like R.J. Barrett, he's been under Drew Halen for about three years now, three, four years now. I'm starting to question what Drew Halen is helping my boy with as far as helping the Knicks, the current Knicks roster. RJ Barrett really needs to develop a handle. He really does. Um, for a player who you, you like, you can have a basic coach. Like Tibbs could be basic as fuck as he want, but you don't have to be a basic basketball player. For example, when RJ drives and he's going left, I don't know when the last time I seen him pass the ball out of a drive going left in a while. He does not move the ball like that. And I know he's ball dominant, but you should average way more than just 2.5 assists. Way more than that. I think he's way, I think he has a, a, a lot of playmaking ability that's left to be desired. Because you're seeing it from a guy like Randy. Rand, it took Randall a couple years. Randall now, 
always he it's almost he almost always makes the right pass. And that's what's crazy from a guy like him. Like he, he huh? Nah. I'm waiting on four. He always makes the he always now he always makes the right pass. You gotta like shout out to Randall and those boys, but you're gonna have to um really pick that up. Let me take my phone out of my scrub jacket. <laughs> Shout out to Quentin Grimes, man, Walt Perry. Um, Quentin Grimes has been steady. That's what I like to see. I am not placing him on the bench for Josh Hart. A guy like Quentin Grimes needs to continue to get punched in his face. He needs to continue to develop slowly. I don't want Josh Hart starting over Quentin Grimes. I think that's stupid. I think that's fuckery. I think Quentin Grimes... He, he's finally earned his spot, but I would never respect the way he got his minutes. He got tossed minutes. You know, I don't like how they shot my man in the back of the head. I ain't going to say his name again. But he got he didn't earn those minutes at first. He got gifted minutes because he looked like the teacher's pet. You know, you seeing guys hit clutch shot after clutch shot after clutch shot after clutch shot over Quentin Grimes. I don't care about that shit. He's a young boy. Let him get all the clutch shots hit in his grill. Because now he could go back this summer and he could look at the game tape and say, okay, I should have forced him this way. So, okay, I should have used my height and leveraged it. A guy like Patrick Beverly, this is why I like Patrick Beverly. Hey, good, good evening. Good afternoon. Well, yeah, good afternoon. I'm fine to hear. That's good. A guy like Patrick Beverly has got that Quentin Grimes needs to take game tape from, needs to take game tape from Tony Allen. Just really elite short defenders who know how to use their height as their leverage. And I think once he learns how to use his height as leverage, he'll be great. Um, but, you know, as far as him being six foot four and him guarding the other team's best player, it's two sides to it. The one side is it's a developmental moment for him. Um, it's a teaching moment for him. We're trying to get our draft pick up to speed. And the only way you can get draft picks up to speed is throwing them in the fire. I'm not a person who likes draft picks to sit on the bench. I think that's bullshit. Um, I think the whole earning mantra of Tom Thibodeau is bullshit. I think the whole practice mantra of Thibodeau is bullshit because he would have never started a guy like Alfred Payton over fucking Emmanuel quickly. That's bullshit. Um, I think the Knicks... Just genuinely, outside of, you know, the guys they like, Josh Harden and and, and Brunson and, and, and Randall, I think the Knicks genuinely want to see their own draft pick succeed. I think they genuinely do. I just don't think they go about it the right way every time. Um, Obi Toppin is a big case study for this because if Obi Toppin leaves the Knicks and goes to another team, he starts producing for them. That's another L on the Knicks, in my opinion, because you should have never drafted him eighth overall to begin with. Uh, I always felt like Obi is a guy, if you draft him, you have to start him. If you don't start him, you have to play him at least 25 minutes a night because you're not going to get enough bang for your buck. I'm not getting enough bang for my buck as far as Obi Toppin just playing 12 minutes a night, 13 minutes a night. I respect that Randall, Randall Hooper. Randall Hooper. But how do you treat your assets that way? It's called it's, it's about asset management, right? You don't buy a pound of weed 
and set your pound of weed on top of the refrigerator and just leave it there. You don't do that. You buy the pound of weed because hopefully you want to move on from it within a week. You're trying to sell it. You're trying to get it off. Obi looking like a liability right now. That looks like a loss to me. You drafted him over Halliburton, 20 and 10. And regardless, I'm not here to bring up Brunson. That's not a part of my narrative. I don't care about the Brunson part when it comes to Obi Toppin. Because Obi Toppin was here before Jalen Brunson. But who knows? Maybe the Knicks have been seeing Jalen Brunson for the past couple of years. Maybe that's the reason why they passed on Tyrese Maxey. Maybe that's the reason why they passed on Halliburton. Maybe that's the reason why they never wanted quickly to start. They wanted to develop quickly into the six-man role. Maybe that's the reason. And I'm not, you know, I could be mad at it. But that's having foresight. Hey, look, we getting our man in a couple years, man. So we might as well not even draft this position. We getting our mans in a couple of years. So we might as well focus on other things because we know we got this guy in the back. Maybe that's the way. But, hey, but, but State, man, let me correct you. Man, oh, my phone is in my scrub jacket. Oh, I'm Tremel, what's up? Yo, what's going on, my brother? You, you know what I'm saying? I'm pulling up, showing love. You know, you know you my guy, my family. Hey, what's up? But uh, I want to correct you on one thing, though, because I hear that thrown out there a lot, that, oh, they knew that they was going to sign Brunson two, three years before. But you got to consider something, right? Uh, when they signed, when they signed Kimber, what kind of deal did they give Kimber? They gave him a one plus one. They gave him a two year deal, right? Yeah, one plus one. Right, but but in order in order to sign Brunson, they had to move Kimber. Now the reason why they moved Kimber because he didn't have it no more, right? Uh, but what if what if that didn't happen? What if what if when when Kimber played last year? He he showed up and and he was healthy and he was able to impact the game. Then that crosses them out of going even after Brunson because they would have had Kimber for another year. I disagree with that. Um, the but reason what why- I'm saying is you you uh-huh. you disagreeing with it, but you not disagreeing with it with facts. That's what I'm saying. So if we make an allegation or so, we make so, a, so, so, a, a so, accusation. So we should have some type of facts behind it okay. to say, hey, this is why I'm saying this. Okay. We're in court right now, right? The defense, uh, I'm, uh, I don't know if I'm the person being prosecuted right now. So my defense of what you're saying is we talk about the Jalen Brunson, how they went about business going, get it, going to get him. I'm going to need you to explain to me, why would the Knicks pass up on multiple starting point guards, Right. In the past three and in, in, in three drafts prior to us signing Jalen Brunson, why would they pass up multiple starting point guards? One, two, why would they hand out one plus one deals, regardless if they wanted to bring on Kimber Walker or not? And three, right? If they really didn't want Jalen Brunson, let's let's say hypothetical speaking, if they really didn't, if this really wasn't a conspiracy thing to me, as far as Jalen Brunson. Why draft Obi at eight, bro? That's the biggest thing for me. And and that's a valid. Now that's a valid question, and that brings a fact. Yes. So the drafting of Obi Toppin, as you said correctly, that was a mistake because when they drafted Obi, they didn't have a solid plan in place to implement him into the team because. They had Julius Randle. So when they drafted Obi, they should have made a decision 
hey, we're going to commit to Obi Toppin. We're going to move Randall. Or if you're not going to move Randall. Who, who's Obi agent? Just just for full disclosure for people listening to the audio, who is his agent again? It's Aaron Mintz. It's, he's, he's CAA. So who's the who's Aaron Mintz agent who we just traded for? And Josh Hart agent as well? That's correct. But also, so how are we doing listen, business? Huh? But check it out. Check it out. Julius Randall's also CAA. You know right. what I'm saying? And, and we got to understand when we talking about CAA and clubs, probably a good 75% of all NBA players are either CAA or clutch, probably even a little bit more. So that we got to add context when we say things, when we say, oh, CAA or clutch. No, majority of the NBA is either one or two of those agencies. That Those two are the two predominant agencies in sports, period, now. So when you get a player – it's it's a good op, it's a good chance that he's either going to be CAA or clutch. That's just how it is. Like, <laughs> I like what you're saying, but for me personally, um, I don't trust it all because the Knicks they they haven't done enough for me to actually give them leeway to think that they do good business. Right? This is the same team that had a basketball president of operations get accused of sexual assault. Like, this is the same team that people said that our pres- our owner is racist. This is the people that seen Phil Jackson literally sleep through a draft process with Donovan Mitchell and said, fuck it, I'm going to pick Frank Milikina. This team hasn't done enough for me, Tremel, for me to give them that much leeway. And we only got out of first round one time in 23 years. And and that and what you're saying right there can't be rebutted, right? Because what you're spitting is facts. What I can say to that is while you're correct to have apprehension on trusting the next organization for those uh infractions that, that you articulated, those are those infractions were done by a previous regime. So we got to hold this new regime accountable for what they've done, right? Both the good and the bad. And as of right now, no matter what metric you look at, whether it's wins and losses, whether it's draft picks hitting and draft picks missing, whether it's signing free agents, whether it's trades, whatever metric you want to use, the, the good for this front office outweighs the bad more than than we've had probably during the whole James Dolan regime. This is and why that's just that's just a fact. That's uh, what I'm okay. It's okay, let a, me give you a, a fact. So let me give you facts. Leon Rose spent over three hundred plus million in three years of New York's uh, 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 New York taxpayers' money for him to not give me a superstar. That's a fact. Leon Rose passed up on starting point guards, right? Gave me a year of Alfred and Alec Burks, only for those dudes to leave the team for his godson. That is a fact. What's also facts is Leon Rose tried to trade R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, and Obi Toppin, and picks for Donovan Mitchell. Got told no. That is a fact. Another fact. that, And this is probably one that I, I really personally don't like. Um, I don't like to be lied to. Tom Thibodeau has lied so much, and Leon Rose has lied so much. 
I can't believe shit that they say. For example, when you say things like, oh, I want to build through the draft. I want to build this team the right way and this and the third. So why the fuck would you put three kids in a trade for Donovan Mitchell? Then give R.J. Barrett $120 million of hush money when you got told no. Why would you have your people come out and say R.J. Barrett is untouchable? Then the very next week after, that's a lie because you already put R.J. Barrett in a trade for Donovan Mitchell the first week of July, which was reported by Woj. And the worst thing about it is I hate when people say Woj is lying. I hate when but see state. See, now you got to pick a side, right? Because the first thing you complained about was they spent $300 million and they didn't give you a superstar, right? And then, and then the last thing you complained about was the process in which they tried to get you a superstar that you disagree with. That's a fact. So, so, so you, you're criticizing both sides of the fence. You know what I'm saying? So your arguments is wavering. You need to streamline your arguments to I don't, one side. I don't you know what I'm saying? I don't understand. And, and, and I'm, I'm, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'm, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand you as far as, like, I feel like my argument is, is on a straight line. One, you, wanna, you, you can't spend $300-plus million in free agency and not bring me a star, right? That's one. Two, you can't tell me you want that said star, but in the same month before, and literally this was, like, weeks before that month, you tell me as a fan, oh, we're building through the draft. We're building with the youth. We're building with this. We're building with that. And so you trying to put the kids in a trade for Donald Mitchell, you flat out lied to me. You lied. That's a lie. That is not fact. You wanted and, to- and, and what I'm what I'm what I'm telling you is this. So either you criticize them for spending all this money and not giving you a superstar, or you criticize them for trying to deliver you a superstar and trying to to do it in a in a way in which they not giving up the whole house right trying to do it in a cautious way it didn't work out you know what i'm saying because as stephen a smith put it danny ainge said he he, he it was no way in hell he was trading spider to new york so what i'm saying is they they was fighting a losing battle on that front but at the same time they was cautious with it. They wasn't trying to throw everything in there because they knew that was going to hamstring the team, you know. And on your three hundred million dollars, see, you throw this 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 lofty number three hundred million dollars, it makes it seem like they had three hundred million dollars and they went out last summer and spent three hundred million dollars, and that's not the way it went down. No, you know I'm what saying the way the way it went down is it was built over time. You know what I'm saying? They gave Randall an extension. And, and let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Since you want to talk about that $300 million, let's break that $300 million down. So the first thing they did was give Randall an extension. So are you going to sit here? Are you going to sit here on a publicly recorded space yes. and tell the people that yes. Randall's overpaid? This is, I, no, I just no, 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 no. He's not overpaid. This Answer the question. No, what I'm saying is I got some questions because you brought up the $300 million yes. as a negative, right, yes. because they're not bringing in a superstar. Yes. So what I'm, what I'm attempting to do is break down the $300 million to see if they made the correct move or incorrect move with that $300 million, right, and see – when we when we dissected the proper way, 
to see if the good outweigh the bad or the bad outweigh the good, right? So it started with Julius Randle and the extension they gave him, right? Did they do the right thing with that extension with Julius Randle or not? Is he overpaid or underpaid? Is he overpaid or underpaid? I just told you I don't agree with the Randle extension when we first got it. I don't care if he's overpaid or underpaid. I didn't agree with the extension, period. Because when you trap Obi, you're supposed to trade Randall. So I will never agree to that, brother. I told you that the first time. That is a bad move. And you still have Obi Toppin on your roster. Obi Toppin should be off the team if you're going to build a friend. So basically, what you're saying, you putting the Knicks in a damned if you do, damned if you don't type situation. <laughs> I'm going to criticize you no matter what. No, 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 no. Unless, no. unless you do exactly what I tell you to do. No, no, no. So, that, so that's how you – that's so the premise now, you operate on. You'll still draft OB8 if you knew what Randall was doing now? We're not talking about the no, draft. No, 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 no. Listen, we were, we were talking about – because we, we can talk about the draft. Listen, but that's a totally different conversation. No, it's not. It's the same The conversation combo. we have is about the money right now. So yes. What I'm saying, what you're trying to do right now, you're trying to confuse the people because oh. when I bring up the, out the money, and you know the money going to come out on the positive side, so now you want to flip it to the draft to make it seem like it's some negative shit going on. So what? I, I'm, listen, stay, stay. Come on, brother. You know, you know, I know that you came. Uh, you bullshit. And, and, and you trying to and, and, and you trying to change the, the narrative, but we're gonna keep the narrative what the way narrative? it's supposed to be. The narrative, what you're saying is you was complaining about the three hundred million yes. that they spent, right? So no let's keep star. it. Let's keep it. Let's keep it to that. That's what I'm saying. We dissecting right. the three hundred million. Leave the draft out of it. Don't talk to me about the lottery protected picks because now you're bullshit. The Knicks signed, re-signed Nerlens. They signed Evan and all of these fucking bums off of that COVID season. The Knicks had to trade out of the lottery. In order to move all bad contracts they had to give Brunson a hundred million dollars, don't shit me. I'm counting the contracts he signed in total together: seventy-eight million. You shelled it out one hundred twenty million. You shelled it out another one hundred seventeen million. You shelled out a, a thirty million of Derrick Rose. You shelled out thirty million in Nerlens Noel. Thirty million of this guy. Thirty million of this guy. Where the fuck is my just due for a superstar? So I gotta wait. But see, a but see no matter. Listen, I know, I know what you're trying to do right now, and what you're trying to do is 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 change the narrative of the. I'm whole not argument, changing no narrative, right? bro. Because I, you don't want to, you don't want to properly dissect the truth. So here's the truth. So I'm gonna do it since you don't want to do it. What's the, what's I'm gonna do it, yeah. right? Julius Randle is is one of the most underplayed players in the NBA. When you look at the impact and what he's doing for the New York Knicks. One of the most underrated players, one of the most underpaid players in the NBA underpaid? right now. And he's underpaid. No, That's what I said. He's getting the money Under, in Underpaid. He's a three option. The impact. How much would you pay Randall? How much would you pay him? In an open market right now, if Randall was to become a, was, was to become an unrestricted free agent, uh-huh. he's going to get bare minimum. Bare minimum. His contract is going to start at $35 million. Yo. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jamal. I got to laugh. He think we're going to get $35 million. 
Freddy Father. <laughs> Yo, Jerome. Yo, see, and that's and that's your that's your second tactic, brother. <laughs> you you use the mute button. You know, no, 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 no. You can't intelligently when you can't intelligently put a rebuttal out there. You use the mute button and laugh. Wait, words? Try to change. So wait, hold on. Now here's when I use it again. On what planet? Let's go basketball. Now your silly ass to pay Julius Randle thirty five million a year. On what planet you will put Julius Randle in the same role he's in now on another team to talk about winning championships? What the fuck are we talking about here? What the fuck? So the, you the, think the Randall, fuck that we talking about you is what's happening right now? Randall. Right hold now, on, now. NBA, I mean, hold, listen, say, listen, listen. You don't muted me twice. Come no, on, no, brother. No, no, listen, you'll listen. Be your, your tricks, your tricks, tricks. your schemes don't work on me, brother. You know so that. you think Randle will average twenty four and eleven on a championship team? You can't listen. Put you're, the trick bag away. You'll think Randall average 24 and 11? South, okay, because South going to oh, come God. up in here. Use your trick bag for him. Oh, Maybe he's going to fall for the trick Will bag. Julius because you know, five and 11. you know Brownsville ain't falling for the trick bag, okay? <laughs> so what I'm going to tell you what I'm gonna tell you is this, right? Since since you don't, you you, you having a hard time comprehending what I'm saying, just, I'm going to try to break it down. I'm gonna try to break it down to your Bro, level. Bro, you just said you give Randall thirty-five million on the open market. My rebuttal. What I said, what I said is never, that's what that if he was 11. if he and listen, leadership squad. Listen, that's what listen. I said. If you look at what he's doing in his production, right? If he was a twenty twenty-three unrestricted free agent hitting the market right now. I guarantee, I mean, we can pull anybody who knows anything about finances, brother, and, and about wealth. And name about, me the team that give them $35 million, bro. Whoever has the cap space. So name me the team. Name me the team with no. Listen, name. that's the starting price. That's the so starting price the, to, get, to get that type of a player so under name me the team now. Name I don't know. Him. Listen, I don't know who has Houston. So how, how the fuck would you tell me you don't know, but then you tell me you'll give him 35, 35 million on the market? Listen, because I don't work. State, I don't work for NBA teams. I don't know what the fuck they cap situation looks like. But you motherfucker, you I don't care. You'll give him 35 million. What I'm telling you is if he was an unrestricted free agent in 2023, he would be the number one player I, I heard you on said that. the market, right? What? So when you take that you number one that player on the market, who's a two-time All-Star, there's what going to be a money? team. It could be either Houston, San Antonio, whoever. They're going to pay Julius Randle a close-to-max contract, bro. Yeah. I'm just telling you. That's that's just a fact. Yo, and, and, and there was a report. There's a report out there. Listen, let me prove it to you. I'm going to prove it to you. There was a report out there not too long ago. Put the report out. Zach Lowe. Zach Lowe. Put the report up. Put the report up. was saying that someone in in pretty much Orlando was looking to pay F. uh, F Van Fleet, Fred Van Fleet, FVV, whatever the fuck you want to call him, that they was looking to give him a near max contract this summer. Fred Van Vliet, a near max contract starting at about $35 million. 
Do That's you where I get the twenty five million dollar number. You understand? What I'm telling you is, hold on, hold on. if Julius Randle was to hit the market this summer, yo, this with guy. Fred VanVleet, who would be the number one player? So you're yo, saying yo. You, that you Fred VanVleet would be in a higher category than Julius Randle? Yo, you you full of shit because Orlando. That's a team that has two young wings. One, two, they need a veteran point guard with experience. So obviously, they will want to overpay Fred Van Fleet because he's a championship point guard with experience. Three, it's a different situation. I asked your monkey ass, what team would give Randall thirty-five plus million dollars and place him in a championship role where he's averaging twenty-five and eleven? Motherfucker, you said Houston Rockets. We ain't talking basketball here. Yo, listen, listen, brother. You we, don't we, talk basketball at all. You don't you talk, talk basketball. You talk in narrative state. I, listen, I oh, listen, I, listen, you're the narrative king. Oh my god. The king of Nick's Twitter. Oh my god. When somebody thinks you going left, you turn right. Yo, yo, so that's just how you so operate. I, yo, yo, South man, I asked him a simple question. Listen, Go ahead. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm aware of all of your games. See what what the people don't know. The people that's in this room, they don't know our history. They don't know our relationship. They don't know. That me and you chop it up every day on a okay. daily basis. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so when I see you trying to pull a move out of your bag, I already got a counter. What's the right move? What the, you're, like, you're trying to change the narrative because no, you're all over the bro, place. I, Listen, I, I, you don't want to talk basketball. You don't want to talk this because you you all over the place because your narratives are all over the place. Oh, this fucking guy. So, so, so hey, this is entertaining. I'm just happy to see Tremel back from his uh, hiatus. I guess as soon as they hit six wins, six wins over 500, that's when he comes back. I respect that. That man, that man stay away <laughs> until the coast is clear. <laughs> we ain't see him for weeks, bro. We ain't see him for weeks. He come out of nowhere, state. You already talk. Yo, South, let me ask you this question, because Tremel just don't like answering certain shit. What fucking team on the open market is giving Julius Randle 35 fucking million dollars? Alright, I'm gonna give I'm gonna actually take a little of both sides. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you why. Would Randall No, hey, South, South, hold on, South. As before whole, you go, South, 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 listen, South, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because South, listen, okay. listen. You're an intelligent brother, and you know me and you, we chop it up every day, too. So, Mm-hmm. We we are diametrically opposed as far as the niche direction, but I know you know basketball, right. and you know what I'm. And, and not only do I know you know basketball, you know finances. That's your world. So 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 mm-hmm. don't come on come on here just taking his side. Because you I, I'm going to answer the question. I even told you that I'm gonna actually I'm gonna agree with both sides in a in a way. Now to be fair, state. The way that salary, I mean, as you know, everything, you know, goes up. And the salary goes up. Randall, just off the fact that he's made the two all-star teams in, in three years, right, and and is a kid that is reliable. See, that's 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 part of the equation, too. He He's, I mean, regardless how I feel about Randall, he's going to be there every day. You know what I mean? You don't got to worry about him being fragile or nothing. You know what I mean? So... Tremel is not wrong as far as the price for him in the open market. What I did like about what you said is who's going to pay him. Because if it's a team that has championship aspirations, unless they got pretty much a LeBron already, you know what I mean, a Giannis already, and, and have the room and say, all right, this is going to be my number two dude, 
right? If you look at him as a number two, but we know he's a number three. But all right, whatever. Teams make mistakes all the time. Then I can see that. But I agree with you. They ain't no whole the, the team that would really give him that money are teams where he just gonna be the man and they not gonna win nothing. You know what I mean? So but, so, both but right that wasn't sense. but that but that wasn't even the argument. What what state was arguing was that he wasn't even worth the money that I was saying that he was worth. It it to me, it's not about what team is gonna sign him. It's about what I was telling them is if he hits the market this summer, some team, it, it don't all it takes is one. Somebody's gonna offer him a so name salary the starting at about name the team. Name the team, Tramel. Name the team. That's what I'm saying. It's two different arguments. I agree with Tramel because because he's coming off of this season. If he, say for instance, I don't know if he's when is he up in two years? Say he has a meltdown season. You know, his contract year. Then maybe things to look different. People be like, yo, bro, this, this dude is a head case. You know what I mean? And, and But right now, while everything is hot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, he's going to command that money. I'm not going to lie. Now, if teams understand who he is, right, I don't think it would be a real championship team that would do that unless you have your number one and number two in place and you just – Say, fuck it. You know what I mean? We got Frandall to, to hold that third position down, rebound. His numbers, his offensive numbers going to come down. You hope his rebounding stays the same and that he can hit a good clip from three. Then he's valuable to those squads. It's possible. But, but, but South, but South, mm-hmm. see, now you threw in a different narrative. And that, that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. I don't like to have those type of conversations, right? That's narrative-based. What I was talking about as far as Randall's contract now, He's underpaid. That's why I brought up the contract because when State was saying that they spent three hundred million, I was attempting to dissect the contracts to see if they gave out a good contract here, bad contract there, etc. State knew what I was trying to do, so no, he, I threw, didn't, he threw I didn't he threw that grenade in there I, to try to blow up. I did not into know this, into this narrative that what you're talking about. Oh, I said, Tramel, let me ask you. Number one is, and two is Fournier a good contract? Because I know you was one of the people that tried to tell me it was a good contract. Is Fournier a good contract? Hell no. Nerland's a good contract? Fournier, Fournier no, 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 no. Nerland's a good contract? No. No. Listen. So we, we know we know that they signed some bad contracts. Yes, they have. I'm admitting that. I'm admitting that. But what I'm saying is, and we was going to go into that, but State didn't want to go there. Because he knew that he was gonna have to give it up, you know I'm what I'm saying? That 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 argument he was making about the three hundred million was gonna fall on his face. Because South, you know this: when teams go into free agency, right? They not looking at that situation the way you articulated as, oh, well, we not gonna sign this player unless he's a championship number one option. No. That's not the way it worked, and you know that, South. What they're looking but at. But I said that, though. South, what South. I said, he would go what? to a team, like a, like you said, like a Rockets or some little small market or, or kind of in the dumps team. They'll pay him because they'll figure, right, you know, <laughs> so, man, we, got, we, we got somebody. You know what, what I mean? They, what they're looking at, and you know this, when teams go into free agency, they're looking at who is available, right? And they're ranking those guys, and then they're determining their own needs. Okay, obviously Orlando's gonna go 
And if R Randall was there, they already got Ben Carroll. So they not looking at Randall. You know what I'm saying? We all know that. We're intelligent brothers. We know that, right? But a team who don't have a Ben Carroll, right, they're going to look at Randall and say, hey, we need if we can institute this guy into our program, this is going to make our program better. And that's what these teams are doing. That's why a team like Orlando is willing to look at F Fred Van Vliet in that same way. You know what I'm saying? They're not looking at him as a championship option. No, they're trying to get from that lottery, from that bottom of the lottery level up into playoff contention. And they're looking at Fred Van Vliet as a guy, well, you know what? Yeah, we got to overpay, right? But we, when we overpay him, we're hoping that we can get him in the building and he's going to help elevate our program, elevate the ceiling and the floor of our program by his pedigree that he's going to come in with. Well, where so, I agree with you with that, to be fair, because when we were watching the Orlando game, I had mentioned that on, on me, I think like the halftime spaces or something like that. Fan Fleet would actually be perfect for that crew because they need, like State said, a veteran point guard. They need shooting. Because, brother, as much as y'all dancing in the streets, Orlando would have whooped our ass if they had anybody that could hit a three on that team. <laughs> we are not as talented as Orlando. That's why I be laughing at y'all when y'all just be, you know, wilding out. Like, we we're playing well. I, hey, no, I can't say nothing about it. I take the the shots, you know, the anti-fan shots, whatever. I, I, I got to accept what it is right this minute. But I watched that game intently because, you know, I, I mean, I'm kind of high on some young teams coming up because y'all always talk about the teams y'all think going to fall off and never talk about the ones coming up. That Orlando team was just bringing talent off the bench back to back to back that we don't have. You know what I mean? But they didn't have no shoot. I disagree. I, now, okay. now, South, I disagree with that. Because what you got to also consider is we didn't have Mitchell Robinson, right? Mitchell Robinson didn't play in that game, right? Mm -hmm. Also, you know who else didn't play in that game? Josh Hart didn't play in that game, right? So if you add Mitchell Robinson mm -hmm. and you add Josh Hart to that equation and we play that same team, they got no wins. They get blowed the fuck out of the water. And you know it. it. Uh, all right, let me ask you this. Then. Let me ask you this. Josh Hart, which is the journeyman vet. Knicks always go get journeyman vets. Ever since I've been known the Knicks, that's what they do. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's a culture. I, I, I don't know why. It's like they just it's, it's a culture. It's a hold on, hold on. Stay, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, <laughs> it's a journeyman vet. Four teams in what? Six years? Averages nine points for his career. Y'all <laughs> gotta chill, man. He he has for any ladies here, I apologize. It's just that new pussy feeling for him right now. He's here <laughs> with his mans, his his agent. You know what I mean? He was at the garden. So, you know, of course, we're going to show the new guy love. He, he hyped up. And he's playing well. I'm not knocking it. But, bro, you come back to who you are. He's a six-year vet. You come back to who you are. He's a nine-point scorer that can give you some rebounds. You know what I mean? He and you know, you know what's out. So all of this hypeness by heart like he's this super difference maker – He's played with superstars that made no difference for them. <laughs> okay. So how is he now okay. going to play with dudes that we can admit, even you can admit, are not superstar? Or you, I know you think one is a star, but okay, whatever. You know what I mean? Not even star level. I give it two legit all star level plays. 
he couldn't elevate teams that had superstars. But he's going to come here now and be this, this big-ass difference. It's the new car smell. It's the new pussy feel. Y'all just got to chill out a second, man. I'm not telling you. And I, and I, and South, I'm a, I disagree with what you're saying. And I'm going to tell, you you tell, tell you why I disagree, right? you saying it's the new car smell, it's new pussy in the building, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's good for jokes and laughs and it sounds good, but that's not articulating a basketball point, right? So, so I'm going to come from a basketball perspective, right? So you take a guy like Josh Hart, right, who hasn't reached his ceiling as a player yet. Bro, he's, he's entering his early prime. He's bro, entering bro. his early prime right now, right? And we know, as Knicks fans, mm-hmm. we know that it's that 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 uh, development isn't linear, right? Development don't stop at twenty five. It don't stop at twenty six. It don't stop at twenty seven. Dudes have an opportunity to get better every year, and depending on the situation, depending on what position they're put in for success will depend on their level of production in that role, right? So when I look at somebody like Josh Hart, I'm looking at a guy who came to the perfect team at the perfect time for the perfect role, right? <laughs> and when I when I see that, right, I see an opportunity for him to grow as far as his production and impact on the game of basketball. Just because he averaged nine points and, and 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 he was a good rebounder and good defense at these other locations, it didn't work out. That doesn't mean that he's not set up in a position right now to break out as a player and become his best NBA self in the Knicks uniform, just like we watched Julius Randle do, just like we're watching right now. Like I told you and I told State what Jalen Brunson was going to do oh, when stop. you in state were calling him a bench player and a role player. No, am I, I right or am I wrong about that? Wrong. Don't ever, don't ever disrespect me. Like was that. a bench player. I used to say that he was a bench player. Like that's fact. You always want to talk about facts, no narrative. He was a bench player. I mean, bro, he was a bench player. His own right. Career. He Until, was a bench player. Right. He was a bench player and he was a role player. So that's what you thought of him, right? But I watched him in that playoffs, and I seen the potential for him if he gets into the right situation, in the right mix, he can elevate himself to star level. I'm not saying that Josh Hart is going to do that. Oh, I was just about saying, to say, when you saw Josh I, Hart, when when did when what game you saw Josh Hart that you was like, yeah, he's going, <laughs> he's entering his prime. He's going no, to do I'm something. not. I'm not predicting stardom for Josh Hart. But what I am predicting for Josh Hart is that he's going to produce to, 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 to his optimum level that he's never produced for any other NBA team because he's in the perfect role, the perfect situation, the perfect fit. And sometimes the ball just bounces that way. You know what I'm saying? And, and, we're, and listen, and this is what I, I give credit, and I got to give credit to Scott Perry and the Knicks for this situation right here is, you know, we used to think, right, that the only way that you can really improve a team is either through the draft, right, and you get a high pick or you get a player who who, who has a high ceiling and you hit on that player and he becomes a star for your franchise. Or 
like Brooklyn tried and failed with KD and Kyrie, you go into free agency with maximum cap space and you get two players, two of superstars, and you see if they can elevate your franchise. What the Knicks are doing, which I call the new wave, is they're identifying players, and this is the third time they've done it, they're identifying players who are entering their early prime years, <laughs> and, and they're saying, hey, we can get these guys to a level that they've nobody else has been able to get from these guys, right? <laughs> All right, so and, try, let me ask that's you, because exactly that's an interesting point. Done. Let me ask you. That's an interesting <laughs> – no, no, you, you laugh, it's, a, it's an interesting point. It is. Y'all realize that y'all wilding out about the sixth spot because Kyrie and KD left the next. We be still in seventh place, and y'all talking is entering the prime like these dudes is elevating us to championship contention. We we still a middle of the pack playoff team, bro. Like no matter how much y'all want to spice it up, and and like I said, a little they six game over five hundred. That's cool. They recently beat the fucking Nets in Utah and the fucking Hawks that quit on their team. We got to put things in a little more perspective. I'm not saying you're not happy. About how they're playing, that's fine. I give that. I ain't arguing that. But we 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 just beat like three teams. Like, come on, bro. We're, that's not yo. We've arrived, type shit, bro. Yep. I, I I can't I can't with y'all doing that. Like y'all just y'all make it hard for people who even had little doubts about a team to be like, you know what? Yeah, I could get behind because y'all just go way over. Y'all don't fucking jump one hurdle. Y'all just take some fucking you know what's that shit? The Red Bull gives you wings. Y'all just jump over the whole track. Like you know what I mean? Like like calm it down, bro. Uh, we, but we you beat but some, South. We, okay. we beat some regular now, ass teams over the last few games. I understand what you're saying in your point here, South. But who what what guy do you know on Nick's Twitter is, is predicting a Knicks championship? You already know Rise on our thread. Yeah. So, so cut that out. You already know. You already know what no matter what the situation is, he predicted. Real, real, real quick. Well, well that's 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 Ra and Ra gonna do Ra, right? But we know wait, wait, that Ra, Ra is not a representative of the masses when it comes to next Twitter. So uh-huh. what I'm what I'm telling you is the the what 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 Knicks fans who are optimistic about the team, what we're actually saying is we're are we're on an upward trajectory right now. And we still have an opportunity to not only improve the team because we have assets that we still haven't utilized. Got not and, and and we still we still have an opportunity for our younger players to continue to improve. That's what we're saying. But right. hell, you got to hold the real quick, I know where you're going, State, but okay. let me just – maybe I'll get there before you. Tramel, Tramel, Tramel. Jack. Jack, you can eat real quick, man. After I go, Jack, you could go, and then Tramel, you could keep eating. But Tramel, don't shit me, shit your toilet. This is the reason why I say that. Um, Jalen Brunson, who's 26, who is a six-foot point guard, who I can't correlate to no individual Nick player getting better because of Jalen Brunson. I don't give Jalen Brunson credit for Julius Randle because I feel like Julius Randle's getting it out the mud. So you mean to tell me, after I watch the Nets put two championship, two options together, that the Knicks are building towards something 
when there's no plausible option you can give me or name of a of a said superstar who the Knicks can target within the next two years to put us in this position. That's when, what I was about to say, yeah. When, when, when people tell me about the, the, oh, the Knicks got the assets, the Knicks got this, the Knicks didn't give me Spider-Man. So I don't give a fuck about your assets. And another thing that pisses me off about the assets that people continue to talk about, each day that passes with these assets, the value gets lower. And we also traded two first-round picks for a half-a-season rental in Cam Reddish, and now we got Josh Hart. The fucked up thing about the Josh Hart shit is, and Tremel would never mention this, but I'm going to mention it. If you pay Josh Hart $15 million, what the fuck is you doing with Emmanuel quickly? Because you're not going in the luxury tax for this team. Tremel can't sit here and tell me this team is going on an upward, traje- a upward trajectory to go where? An uh, upward, uh, upward trajectory to go where? To continue to improve. Listen. We, we have been a shit franchise for a very, very, very long time, right? When you look at our history, our playoff history, how many times within the last 20 years have we even been to the playoffs? Yo, playoff history. Yo, 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 Tremel, Tremel, with all due respect, I don't give a shit about the Knicks making the playoffs in any season if I don't see the foresight or what the Knicks are trying to accomplish. I knew that shit from Knicks State. Wasn't Basically, right. State, see, and here's the thing. What you're saying is you're talking about your own personal feelings. No, so, I'm. So about, you're you're coming but from. That's what you're doing. You're already. We all doing this. The statement. No, listen. I'm 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 giving you facts. I'm not telling you. Oh well, if, if I can't see this, I can't see that. No, I'm telling you. Facts are the I'm next. telling you what they're doing and how how it's improving the team. If you if you're looking at the Knicks right now, if you're looking at the Knicks right now in South in South. You you yeah. can attest to this. You can attest to this, right? Over the summer, over the summer, oh, God. the majority of Knicks fans, and I'm I'm just gonna keep it keep keep it real, right? I'm not even gonna say no names. I'm just gonna keep it real. And you know this, you can attest to this. The majority of Knicks fans over the summer, especially when we failed to get Donovan Mitchell, right? They were down on a franchise, down on a front office, down on any possible future. For us to be on a path to have an upward trajectory. Why were they down on a franchise? Number one, no one knew, including myself, I'm going to admit it. No one knew what Julius Randle we was going to get. And based on the Julius Randle we got last year, we had no reason to have confidence or optimism as far as the Julius Randle we've got this year. Right? Number two. Everyone, almost everyone, I say ninety percent of Knicks fans did not know what to expect from Jalen Brunson. They did not know. You had some guys pre- pre- predicting that, oh, he he was just a, a hit in the playoffs, and then he gonna come back and, and, and to to reality, and it was gonna be like a flop type situation. But nobody, you said know, that. Now, hold on, nobody, I know, I nobody, I remember, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like every south, south, me, south, I told south. you I respected him. I knew he was a good player. player. That, shit, that bullshit. South, south, south. I can pull up a None of us said that. right now. So pull that up. shows that shows that there were people comparing Jalen Brunson to that big man, that big man we signed years ago who had a good playoff run, and then it was a bust oh, signing. Nobody that I remember. No, I can't was, remember was, the was, name was, right now, but who people had just different. 
Well, Hold no, on, Jerome people had different James. expectations of, of Brunson. That's who it was. So, so yeah, I know who you're talking about, honest. Jerome James. Be Everybody be knows. Honest. Be honest. But I'm saying, be honest. I don't want to pull up the tweet because the tweets are there, and you know that. Nah, pull that shit up. <laughs> you know that. You know that. People, people were, people were going as far as comparing signing Jalen Brunson off of that playoff run to signing Jerome James. I mean, even even if they were just, you know. Making jokes about it, right, being right. real, but that's what people were saying, right? And, and my point, my point is, no one, ninety percent of Nick's Twitter was kind of like, uh, we don't know what we're gonna get get with signing Jalen Brunson, right? Right. Because so he was never clear. a starter before. So all right, so I yeah. so I understand from the perspective of okay, number one, we don't know what we're getting with Julius Randle. Number two, we don't know what we're getting from Jalen Brunson. And then number three, you failed to get me Donovan Mitchell. So now you can have a pessimistic outlook on how the franchise is going moving forward. Right. But you, you forget. Hold on. Forward, nah, because you can't fast forward over this point. If, cause what you're trying to say, you forgetting one, one thing I could even vibe with you on the Jalen <laughs> expectations. Cause yeah, most people didn't really couldn't pin down what he would be. Right. That, that's fair. Julius, exactly. Julius is a fucking head case. We ain't know what was going to happen, especially with the new pieces and RJ getting his money, if that was going to be a conflict or whatever. So that's fair, too. So I'm, I'm going to ride with you on those two points. What you failing to, to mention is that most, like, I'll talk for myself. I predicted 41 and 41, which would have been an improvement from last year. That's what I predicted. I'm still predicting that. You understand? So 41 and 41. Which would have put them anywhere based off how the East was last year. And we thought an approved East because now you had a healthy KD and Kyrie coming into the season. Right. So we didn't predict that they was gone, you know, halfway through the season. We can't lie and say that. We didn't predict that the Heat would regress the way they have so far. Right. That. I predicted that. I, I seen the heat. I, well, I, yeah, I, I didn't. I'm not going to be, you know what I mean, two-faced now and, and say I did. I didn't. And the Hawks should be much better than they are, but there's some internal strife. You understand? So these things happen. But before a season, if you're looking at, at teams on paper, you got to put where the Knicks stand versus these teams. So now you have the Nets implode, which is opening up stuff. Like State said he predicted the Heat. Regrets like I didn't think that he would be no top four, but I thought that he would, would kind of be fifth, sixth, whatever you're not know I being. Mean? But I ain't expect them to be where they are, I at least look like where they are right now. now. I expected it because Jimmy Butler is mad old, he boy. is old though, he is old though. He, you know what even, I, I can't even, even with Jimmy Butler yeah. being old, he's still producing I just at not, a very, yeah. very high level. But the it's, Hawks, if y'all gonna tell me, y'all, y'all. South, I don't know where you went. I got a call. I got a call coming. If y'all going to tell me I predicted the Hawks to be where they at, that's a lot. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? That is a straight up and down lot because they have on paper and on the court when they playing right, <laughs> one of the most dynamic backcourts in the fucking league, period, point blank. So we didn't see all the this, you know what I mean, kind of regression from those other teams. So – when I said that they are going to be 
you know, I, bottom third, which my math was, was wrong. So bottom 2.7, that'd be 27.5%, whatever. Because I know that's what you want to bring up. You know what I mean? My whole thing was 41 wins is going to put us at the eighth seed, ninth seed, right? Based off everything mm-hmm. that happened last year and me expecting, like I said, I did not expect the Hawks to be behind us at this point. That's just perfectly honest truth. You know what I'm saying? So you can't just say and I, and it I, was and just and fans about Randall, about but Brunson. Stop. It was about the landscape of the East. Hold on, real quick. But stop. Hold on, but stop. hold on, hold on, real quick. Real quick. I want everybody to answer this question, right? Because we're talking about expectations, right? And I understand expectations could be whatever they are, depending on how you view the move, right? But my question is, when when do you, do you say, when do you say, hey, it's time to scrap those expectations because I'm looking at the Knicks where they are and right now, in the entire NBA, the Knicks have the ninth best record. They have the sixth best offense. They have close to a top ten defense. We, we've stayed afloat without Mitchell Robinson, who's one of the best defensive centers in the game. Now he's coming back, right? So I'm predicting that, that the Knicks are going to win at least, at least 45 games. All right. Right? All right. And that, that's, that's the bare minimum. I mean, that's, that's fair. So my question. Wait, wait, if you're just on, looking on, at it from on, beat the last question, three teams, that's fair. But I, my I question think this is, my wait, question hold on, hold on, real quick. When real is quick. it time, when is it time to scrap the expectations and uh, actually evaluate what, where we are now in the basketball that we're playing right now? Right. That's uh, my question. Real quick. Um, we hog in the basketball. I've been wanting South and Tramel to shut up. Brunson style, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been wanting y'all two to shut the – me, myself, too. I've been wanting to shut the fuck up for the past, like, 10 minutes. Um, We got other people in here. Um, To answer your statement, Tramel, Tramel, the mindset doesn't change, brother, because Julius Randle will forever be a championship three option, and Jalen Brunson will forever be a championship three option. Julius Randle is the same basketball player he was this year as opposed to three years ago. The difference between Randall now and three years ago, Randall is more mature. Randall understands where to be on the court. He plays a better brand of basketball. We got Jalen Brunson, a six-foot point guard. The last time a six-foot point guard was the best player on a championship team, that was Allen Iverson. Jalen Brunson will never be Allen Iverson. So, no, I will not change my expectations for this next team. What I will say to you, though, as my final word, Jack, unmute yourself because I want to hear you speak after Jack. I want to hear Champ. After Champ, I want to hear Nick say after NYK. The one last thing I will tell you, Tramel, is you, Tramel, you know my prediction. Mm-hmm. And Tramel, Tramel's an interesting character because he didn't say what was State's prediction, right? The reason why he won't tell people what was State's predictions is because of what is happening right now. State said the Knicks are a lottery team if we start Evan Fournier for more than 20 games. But I also say the Knicks could win 50 games. They could win 50 games. All they got because do you is- say everything. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I said the Knicks could win 50 plus games as long as they start either Grimes or Reddish, banish Evan Fournier and Derrick Rose to hell, and I don't need to see them again and ride it out. 
Because I didn't think Jalen Brunson was trash. I never thought he was trash. I was complaining about his fucking contract. I never, I never thought he was trash. But state, let's let's be honest here, man. Like you, you have tweets to where you can say, "I told you tomorrow that the sky was gonna be blue." But if 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 the sky was for whatever reason tomorrow turns out to be red. You could pull out a tweet that said, well, "I told y'all, motherfucker." That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Because you would have, you would have showed my tweets of my wrong takes already. I know what type of person you are. You have, you pull receipts all the time. Pull up the receipts, brother. You can't pull up the receipts because you know what type of person I am. I speak on here from the heart, Jack. Unmute yourself. I, I'm so sorry, Jack. You my homie. I'm gonna mute myself. You could talk as long as you want, champ. Whenever you want to step in, unmute yourself. Next take, Jake. And, and, and NYK, the floor is yours. I'm muting myself. I am so sorry for having you dudes wait this long. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Yo, Brownsville, bro. I mean, I could see some team paying Randall $35 million, right? I would not give Julius Randall $35 million at all. I think this contract is perfect, to be completely honest. And no – can anyone hear me? Yes, I can hear you. You're cutting out. Yeah. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Let me take it out. Let me take my iPod out of my ear, then. Hold up. Hello, yeah, y'all. Yeah, y'all hear me now? Yeah. I yeah. Um, I'll be completely honest. The 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 millions that we give Randall right now, twenty six million, I think the contract is, is perfect. Not an underpay, not an overpay. It's a good deal for him. Because you don't know again what Julius Randall is gonna be. Brownsville, I like a lot of your takes, but bro, Julius Randle, $35 million. I know some teams, like with bad GMs, like some teams would do it. Like you saw with the passing Knicks, like in the early 2000s, would overpay for someone like that. But I am not giving Julius Randle $35 million. No, I'm, I'm not even giving him more than $30 million. I'm not doing it. Like what State said, and like what South said. They are, him and Brunson, are both championship three options. So, again, I agree with what they said about we could have 50 wins if we did, um, we benched Fournier and we benched Rose. I could easily see that. But the thing is, that's not going to happen. I don't think we could even get 50 wins the rest of the year. And I could, I genuinely see us getting 45 wins, 46 wins at the end of the season because that's only three games over 500 the rest of the season if we get 46 because we are 33 and 27 right now look at our rest of our schedule i think it's an okay schedule i think we could beat a lot of the teams the thing is with this Knicks team we're gonna go in the first round if we're not the five seed we are gonna get destroyed by philly uh maybe not philly but we're getting destroyed by philly and milwaukee whoever that is like whoever like is in that spot because we know Cleveland isn't jumping any of those two teams. And I'm not saying, like, I'm saying, like, maybe not getting destroyed by Philly. I still think Philly will win the series, but in, like, six if we play Philly. Because, you know, Harden chokes a lot. But, you know what I mean? I don't believe in that type of conspiracy theories. But, yeah, if we play Giannis, we're getting swept. Just saying. If we play Giannis, we're getting swept. Well, so, question to you, just talking about the playoffs and stuff. What matchup scares you the most? And what matchup? At least scared of just talking about the playoff matchup. Oh, are you talking about like team or by player versus player? I'm talking about as far as like team in this totality, or oh, you just team? player. I'm actually scared of Milwaukee the most. 
I know Boston might be the best team in the conference, but I know I'm way more scared of Milwaukee than I am of Boston. So I feel like out of all the top three teams, I feel like Boston would be the easiest matchup for us in general. But I think we I know Mitchell Robinson's a great defensive player, but if we play a guy like Embiid or Giannis, Mitchell Robinson, I know his foul trouble has been getting controlled lately, but bro, once he comes out of the game, I know Hornstein's been playing really good recently, but you really think Isaiah Hornstein gonna stop a guy like Giannis or Embiid? No. Nah. Exactly. Nah. So, again, good, good points, Jack. Exa- again, those are the two teams I'm really scared of. So, I either want to, like, I don't want the six seed. Stay far away from the six seed. And unless Boston <laughs> drops to the two, stay far away from the seven seed. I would rather the five because I genuinely think with this mid-team, we could beat Cleveland because, again, okay, you have two big men that could stretch the floor. Not really Jared Allen, but... Remember, Jared Allen's a great defender, and you have Nobly, who's a good defender. But yeah. I genuinely think we could beat Cleveland. Garland, again, he's been great this year. Not really, but, I mean, he's been great, but you know what I'm talking about. Like, his last couple stretch, like RJ, has been a little bit slumping for Darius Garland. I don't know why. Like, two of those players, picks number 35 in the 2019 draft these past two weeks have just been bad. But, yeah. So... I just want to say this really quick mm-hmm. about the Cavs because I am not scared of the Cavs. I think, again, <laughs> you have Mitchell Robinson. I think matched up really well against Jared Allen. Julius Randle, I think Mobley wins. Like, like I don't know about offense because Julius Randle has that bigger body. He's stronger. Mobley's just tall. So, Evan Mobley, since he's just tall, I think. Yo, yo Jack. Not to cut you off, but I thought that was a great question. I ain't one to go on, and I ain't get to, a chance to jump in on that question. Who would I fit? Who would be the easiest matchup? Most people would say Cleveland right now. I'm not. I'm not really sure that's the case because their bigs can really defend. Yeah, Mobley could defend have, well, but listen, right? But if you have a hot Garland and, and Donovan Mitchell, and I'm hearing a lot of disrespect for Donovan Mitchell. And I'm like, uh, nah, Donovan Mitchell's tough, bro. I don't think. Listen, yeah. I don't think those first round exits were on Donovan Mitchell. It was definitely not. Yeah, he Donovan was playing Mitchell with fucking Gobert. Look at Gobert now with two exactly. dudes and, and what he is. So <laughs> Donovan was so I'm not now Donovan talk that I'm hearing from a lot of Knicks fans. I'm like, uh, y'all, y'all, y'all really. Y'all gonna ask for that matchup, like how y'all asked for the matchup for the Hawks, and y'all might get a, a, a bad surprise. Can, can I, I, and we played Celtics without Marcus Smart. He makes a huge difference for that team. I, so so if y'all think want. that we gonna cakewalk or, or so, so competitively so beat Boston, that's bullshit. Nah, nah. So, so you are so disrespectful. And, and Jack, uh, uh, this this is <sighs> Jack. I want you to answer this one. If we play Cleveland. There's only one play I'm looking at on the Knicks, bro. It's RJ Barrett. Yep. The reason why I'm looking straight at RJ Barrett for that type of series is because Cleveland, I see their weakness is the wings. RJ Barrett is stronger than all of their wings. On top of the fact that RJ Barrett is the third overall pick. On top of the fact that Leon Rose tried to trade you for Donovan Mitchell. On top of the fact that you got Nick Bears shitting on you, Nick Bears doodling on you every day. I feel like R.J. Barrett could dominate the Cleveland matchup. Now, if he can show up and just play like a number three overall pick, 
for the Cleveland matchup, I think Randall and those bigs that we got, I think everybody else will cancel themselves out. But I'm looking straight at R.J. Barrett for that. See, see, see. If we play Cleveland, I don't care if R.J. Barrett averages five points per game the rest of the season. As long as he does good in that goddamn Cleveland Cavaliers series, it will just be crazy all over Nick's Twitter. Because that's the guy who Leon Rose tried to trade for Donovan Mitchell and not Quentin Grimes, who got his minutes reduced. I mean, you got Josh Hart on the team. I mean, that's where his minutes should be, but... Before we got Josh Hart, Tom Thibodeau acted like Quentin Grimes was God. So, just saying that. Plus, the only reason why I just think Cleveland is the easiest opponent for us, even though I think they're still a way better team than us. I just think we don't we still don't match up really well against Cleveland either because Jalen Brunson's defense against, is just horrible in general, and they're going to put him on Garland, and Garland's going to cook Jalen Brunson. Cook him. From Garland is Garland is the same size as him, bro. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah I will say this. Garland and Brunson going to have a cook-off. They're going to – exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, okay. <laughs> They're going to have a cook-off. When pe- no, Listen. what people say about Jalen Brunson is not because of his defense. It's because of his height, bro. Now, exactly. now, no, no. I will say this. That's facts, yeah. Chip. That, that's hold facts. Hold on. Hold on. And, and, but, but hold on. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer this question no. too, Stay. No, wait. wait. As far as Cleveland – hold on one second. Hold, hold on, on one second, Stay. Let me, let me answer. Oh, real quick. I just want to say this real quick, and I swear to God, you could go, Tramel. 117 defensive rating for Julius, for Quentin Grimes, Jalen Brunson, and R.J. Barrett. 117 defensive rating. Don't tell me about any of our wing defenders is defending the fucking perimeter. Now. Stay, I can't hear you. No, I want you to go. Yo, so so my, my thing, when I bring up, like, I like that matchup, that Cleveland and Knicks matchup. And it's, it's really for three reasons. One, when I look at our potential opponents going into the playoffs, they're, they're the least experienced out of all of them. So they're least experienced in Philly, Boston, Milwaukee, and those will be our four teams that we would have to face, right? So that's why, number one, it's because they, they don't have the experience just like we don't have the experience. Number two, we seen the matchup already when it came head to head between Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell, right? And I'm a pugilist, you know what I'm saying? I come from the boxing world, so when you get your ass knocked out by that dude, I don't care what nobody say, it stays in the back of your mind, right? And then number three, which people don't talk about a lot, is Cleveland does not have a bench, right? That is going to cause them a lot of problems in the playoffs, right? Because the physical style of basketball in which the Knicks play, you're going to need some dudes to come off of that bench that gives that gives you something. If you if you counting on Donovan Mitchell to give you 40 and 50 points every game, you, you're, you're putting yourself in a situation, a bad situation. So because of their bench, that's that I, I think that we can we can succumb them, man. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not afraid of Cleveland at all, and that, that's the matchup that I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm, exactly. That'll be considered. That'll be considered. That'll be considered trapping Donovan, and then everybody else can't shoot because Cleveland can't fucking shoot. The thing is, I'm gonna say this. I genuinely don't think, like, since um Tibbs hasn't been doing this, I'm. I mean, RJ. I mean, if you're having a bad game, you should just not play at the end of the game. But I genuinely don't think Tibbs is playing RJ at the end anymore. Like, even when he used to have bad games in November, October, 
well, not really in October. October, he actually had, like, some games he did really bad, but he had a pretty good stretch besides those, like, two bad games in October. November, even when he had bad games in November, he used to still play RJ at the end no matter what. That's why RJ was getting drained 40 minutes a game, which still isn't good. So, you know what? I like how RJ's minutes are reduced to, like, 30, 32, 33. But, I mean, yeah. I think if you're having a bad game, whoever's having a bad game should be sat down at the end. Like, I'm saying the same for Randall, too. Randall, if Randall has a bad game and he's out of control and shooting like six for 21, he should be sit down too. That goes the same thing for every single player on the team. Oh, what's up, G? Nah, um, it's called, it's called holding your players accountable. Uh, I try to exactly. do that. I try to hold all the players accountable equally. So when people, like when I notice certain fans, hey, what's up, brother? I notice when certain fans on certain tweets, right? For example, when I criticize RJ Barrett, I noticed that it'd be the same, like, four or five people under that tweet, but you don't never come under my other tweets and show me support or, or share my shit, but you always up under RJ Barrett criticism tweet. That's fake. That's fake to me. That's fake. To, I called out Josh for that. Shout out to the number next. Josh, my God. But that's fake and that's corny to me. You don't never show me support or anything else. But when I criticize R.J. Barrett, oh, you under my tree. Oh, stay. You, you, you think R.J. Barrett's trash now? Oh, oh you, you think this out of third? Another thing, too, that I personally don't like, um, I don't like the favoritism going across the board on Nick's Twitter. Uh, understand that Jalen Brunson, you know, he's a good basketball player. Um, I don't, I don't know why people are calling Brunson and Randall stars. Maybe their definition of a star is different from mine. But for me, a star is a player who's consistently in the playoffs and has won in the playoffs. We don't have that player on this team. So I don't understand the, 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 the definition of a star from Nick Fane. I also uh, stay, stay, wait a minute. Yes. Who is this, by the way? My phone is in my scrub jacket. You, this is your boy, Chant. Hold on now. Wait a minute. I mean... Jalen Brunson did carry Dallas last year with Luka was out in the playoffs. Right, bro. Say that again? What do you mean you need consistent? So, that was his example. i give you an example. Paul Pierce. He was a star before Garnett and those boys came there. Garnett was a superstar before he went to the symbol. Do you understand, like, my meaning now? Like, I I, I need consistent. Why, wait, but why was, why was Kevin Garnett a superstar? Wow. Oh, he had the accolades. He was an MVP. He had the accolades. And yeah, but what did he do for his team? Garnett carried a shitty Timberwolves team on MVP numbers to the finals. Well, he didn't to the finals. He got to the not finals, conference finals. But oh, okay, I, Albert, are you sure about that? Yeah, I view Garnett as a yeah. If you do that, you you are a star. If you you can do that. No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. That's not what I'm. I'm that's not what I'm getting. At. What uh-huh. I'm saying is, for Paul Pierce's sake, yes, Kevin Garnett is, um, is a superstar. I wasn't getting at that. I was just wanting to know what uh-huh. tiers do you consider these players, these stars, superstars, oh, okay. all-stars? Um, because there is a difference. You're right about that. So, so superstars, for me, I give an example. Um, Jokic is a superstar. Giannis is a superstar. Curry is okay. a superstar. A okay. Braun is a superstar. Now, a star is somebody like Chris Kobe Middleton. Those guys. Those guys stars to me. Now, well, um, see, um, PG thirteen is a star because he's carried teams up by his own, even though we clown right. in the playoffs. But he's done it though, right? Yeah, he's a star. He's not a superstar to me. But go ahead, champ. 
All right. No, 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 no. I just wanted to, um, to know what you meant by that. But, you know, the thing about the whole Jim LeBrenton situation and, and stuff, on, people... Brother? Nah, I'm at work and um, oh, I... the fire department is going on. Um, the thing about Jalen Brunson is, you know, he was highly touted by everybody. He just went to us, and then it was kind of watered down, and they threw manure over it. Uh, he not gonna do nothing. Uh, he only six foot. Uh, he can't play defense. Uh, he not really that good. And I don't know if y'all remember the top of the summer when we did sign him, and we was getting the contract worked out. That. Everybody in the A, like everybody in the league, players was going on Twitter is like, what? You know, do, you know, bro is a hooper, right? Like, you know, broke a hoop, y'all bugging, y'all tripping. And every, I've never seen players vouch for a player from just going for hearsay because it was just hearsay. But yep. because the media was pumping up this whole charade of this is not a good player as if they wasn't hyping up, he was the biggest free agent signing. But because he was going to the Knicks and it was the cool day thing to shit on the Knicks, they tried to throw the narrative off and it was just kind of backfiring, right? So now when we go off of who was really in favor of Jalen coming over here and Julius had coming off a bad year, so what was going to happen? I was. I was. Okay. I was. I said the thing about Jalen is he has that – rapport that he already like not carried a team per se but he did his thing to where his team was and able to be afloat until the superstar came back which is Luca right and being that he was able to do that and he did it on the minutes that he did it and the consistency that he did it coming over here where it's um I don't want to say not much but when he coming over here to a player like a Julius and stuff like that you got to know, that's his family crest. If you don't think Julius is going to get his act together, I don't know what y'all thought this was. I said, Julius is going to turn it around after I did my research. Because, again, I always get credit for this dude. Ralph, you mm. know, Steve, you and Ralph. Yep. Ralph was the first, the number one guy in this man's fan club. And it was laughable all summer. Honestly, his fandom kind of really got us through the fucking summer. Low-key. And it was funny. It was cool to really joke around with him. And he. Uh, where did Chip go? Chip, I cannot hear you, bro. Damn it, Chip. You gotta hear hear Amoeba. Damn. Yeah, champ, champ. Yeah, he's in a man down situation right now. Yeah, because he he said he was at work with all the cop cars all passing by, so he probably uh, running from them right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, now, champ. You hear me? Yeah. There you go. Chip got to the stash house. That's my <laughs> <from> name. <laughs> nah, Chip is FaceTime on my work. Um, nah, but you know, once once everything was basically culminating into. What Julius wants to do, that's his family crest. He's going to get his act together out the gate. Out the gate, he's going to get his act together. We could hope that RJ was going to take that next step, and everybody was so hell-bent on that happening. You know what I'm saying? It didn't happen. It's fine. He has time. You know what I'm saying? Everybody want to hate the whole he has time. How long did he wait already 
people want to wait for these draft picks, even though we sort of be getting better every year, especially with Jalen being here. But people want to wait on these draft picks to be something, to turn into something, to grow and stuff like that. But then you have the likes of the RJs, the Quickleys, the Obies, who is trying to get in the flow of things already. So how does that even work? That doesn't correlate. What people kept on questioning this summer about what direction we was going into, you know what direction we was going into. I've said it. I've yelled it. I've chanted. You know when they just got this 26-year-old point guard from Dallas leaving a playoff team, his father is over here, his godfather got him over here. You know what direction you're going into. You're going over what is going on for what you want. You want to start over completely. And we probably would have if we'd have got Gene and Ivy. We didn't. Once they signed Godson, it was up. It was up. You should have just rolled with it. All right, cool. I'm oh, you had people telling me they wanted Obi Toppin to start over Julius Randle. Next to Jalen Brazil. <laughs> yo, Chan, and I wasn't one of those yo, Chan. Hmm. You know, one of those people. Man. Listen, I think it's no and it's no disrespect, bro. It's no disrespect to Ob and stuff like that. My whole thing was let Ob sit and watch Julius do what Julius do, work him into those minutes up to the trade deadline. If it happens that way, don't just throw him in the fray. Don't just have him go from twelve minutes to forty. He's gonna die out there if oh, you do that. <laughs> like, hold on, real quick. Yeah, that just gave me. Why didn't Tibbs use that same logic for Quentin Grimes? You thought about as far as um, throwing fire, throwing into the fire. Remember, he got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. Remember? No, 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 no. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. When? Oh, yo, thank you, South. When? Thank you, South. Yep. When? when yo, champ. When they threw him in the fire, you talked about when he came back from injury because he was hurt during he, the um during the uh, preseason. Yes. Yes, champ. He was hurt yes. during the preseason. But see, I don't want to do this because if we go down this road, <laughs> it's going to turn into a player that we do not want to bring back and talk about. Yep, champ. I'm listening. Grimes was given cookie minutes. He didn't earn his minutes. I feel you on that. Right? right. Josh Hart. Josh Hart. Mm-hmm. Those same that Tindall used to say about, oh, you know, Karen Brothers, she needs to learn the playbook. He needs to he needs to earn his minutes. How come I'm not hearing that across next Twitter when it comes to Josh Hart? Josh, well, maybe, you know what it is about Josh Hart? Josh Hart is a Tibbs guy. We knew this already. Josh Hart was basically damn near drafted by this man. Like, he went on record saying that Tibbs saved his job. You know what I'm saying? We knew what was going to happen. We knew what type of player Josh was. When people kept on going on the timeline saying, we're about to get a guy, he's defense, yeah, he's hustle, but what else can he do? He can't shoot. I'm like, y'all sure about that? Because the Josh Hart that was in L.A. was definitely a two-way. Like, your boy definitely was a sniper. He went to other teams, and they needed him to do other things, and it just took away from his role for what he normally used to do. As I said that, the next day he went on, he did an interview again with the, um, with somebody in the media, in the next media, and he was saying, you know, he did what he had to do outside of his zone, outside of what he normally does, which is, like I said, he normally spaced the floor and stuff. Granted, you could have did it anyway. Obviously, Portland needed more offense, clearly. So that's some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And in New Orleans, same thing. Everybody could use a spacer. So I don't hear that, but... 
that's just what it is. You're going to do what the coach tells you to do. You know what I'm saying? We we signed Isaiah, Isaiah Hartenstein to be a stretch. That man has attempted probably like three damn three-pointers on the team. So that's because your coach. That's because that's what I'm saying. It's the coach. It's the coach in the role. My fault, y'all. Uh huh. It's all right. But that's because your coach is a 65 year old dickhead who I, I I don't like this coach, man. I don't like this coach. I, I'm never giving Tibbs credit. I don't give a fuck about how many fans tell me you State Tibbs. I don't give a shit. I'm giving Brunson and Randall credit because they're getting their points out of the mud. Do you see this offense? I am not entertained watching this offense. I mean, Yo, State, I want to ask you a question. Since you're going there, so you could just keep it going and probably hit on this really good, really quick. Yes. Because nobody's bringing up the fact, because all this playoff talk and all these playoff matches, is Tibbs going to be the best coach on, on any of the sidelines? No, he will not. Okay, because nobody wants to mention that shit. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's talking about the coaching aspect. You know what I'm saying? Nobody talking about the coaching aspect when this man has a track record of flaming out in the first round because he cannot make adjustments. Like I said, the hard shit is cute now. Nobody got tape on him with the Knicks. He's, he's playing Subar hustling. It's, it's all cute now. This bro been in the league six years. A coach is going to understand and look at all his tape and be like, oh, okay, yeah, you put him in this position, he ain't, he ain't that good. You know what to do with Randall, especially in the fourth quarter of the game, so, so bump that. You know what I mean? Well, your boy Brunson may be the only one that can get his off regardless, even though in a seven-game series, they will hunt him relentlessly on defense. And he keep taking the knees and elbows to the face I know y'all, he tough, but that, that shit adds up, bro. So nobody's talking about the coaching aspect. That's why I laugh at all this playoff prediction stuff. I'm like, y'all don't have a playoff coach. <laughs> y'all have a regular season coach. Y'all don't have a playoff coach. He a regular season hustler. You know, one of those crazy about the coaching aspect when it comes to Tibbs, like even just watching like guys like Randall and those boys, like how much credit can I give? I could give him a little credit. Uh the Knicks have the highest offensive rating in 20 years with Jalen Brunson as a star point guard. But I'm giving Brunson that credit, man. Even hey, in you can't match, give dude. him credit, bro. And, I, and I'm just give me one second. I'm gonna just keep it a hundred. Tibbs, why you can't give him credit right now? You have a five foot eleven. Yeah, I say he's six foot. Okay, whatever. I, I saw him in person the other day. He's five foot eleven. You know what I mean? Point guard <laughs> that has the green light to throw up 30 shots. Now, granted, like I said, Brunson is on fire hot. All of that shit. All of that. All of that. I don't got, you know what I mean? I ain't nobody. I'm not arguing with nobody about that. Right? And Randall does what he's nuts. Even when I was at the horse game the other day, we was doing that heavy ISO shit again. It's just that our two main dudes, they are hot right now. Super hot. You understand? And Randall's three-point shooting has been pretty consistent throughout the year. Anytime he slumps, the Knicks slump. So we don't know if that next slump is coming up. You understand? And him going into this three-point contest, just like dudes who do the home run, you know what I mean, contest, he may be, he, he may be in a spot where he's throwing up too many threes too fast and shit. You know, he may get a hitch in his swing. We'll see. I could be wrong, but it's possible. You understand? Now, Brunson was not hot from three 
early in the season. Now, now he's hot. I mean, he is, right? I don't know. Is that sustainable? Is that like, yo, Brunson can do that now for 30-some-odd games? I don't and, know. And yeah, so, 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 I got a question. I got a question, though. Real Go quick, so, I got a question. Like, there's 22 games left. So, at some point, you got to start using different words. Like, it's beyond just being hot now. Like, this is who he is, man. When you talking about Jalen Brunson, oh, yeah. like when you go you go into any game and, and, and it doesn't matter. Damn, has he been like, at a forty something percent clip his career, bro? You he's not a dude, he's not a second year player or a third year player. He's you been can, at forty percent his his whole career? You can pencil in his production damn near every game now. Is that not I mean, if you go into a game and he doesn't get twenty five, twenty eight points. That's a, like I thought he had a bad game against the Hawks, and he had 28 points. Like he was missing. But Jamel, you make a good point, my guy. But like I told Papa left uh, about a week ago, to had him die laughing. Brunson is get 40 or die trying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's get 40 or die trying. So he's going to do but whatever but he has but to do to score. That's why he don't involve his teammates. So, State said that earlier, so, and I noticed he's, nobody he's touched on what he's State one said of the, about. He's him. one of the so, most so. efficient guards he's in efficient. the NBA. Yo, 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 Tramel. I don't give a fuck if he's efficient, Tramel. I don't give a fuck about his forty balls. I don't give a shit about yo, tr- yo, Tramel. You know what I'm hearing? Because, because just real quick, real quick. The reason I don't care about it is because in a championship situation, he's not giving you forty balls, man. This dude is not averaging 30 in a month in the championship situation. This is not a championship situation that we are in now. So let's treat it as such. But you, 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 you guys, man, and it, y'all kill me with this. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to about this. My, y'all my talking whole about this championship bullshit. Here, here, here's my thing. Here's my how, thing. How, how can you measure? Let me just ask State this question, right? Yes. How can you measure a championship option, a championship this, a championship that? Yo, like, yo, 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 you me... can't measure that shit. Stop you can. You that. gotta watch the NBA, bro. Okay. You know on, what? All right, I'm gonna put it to you like this, okay. Tramel, because it's not that you. I, I get what where you at with it, but there's a reason why six foot point guards that are your main options don't lead you to championships because of the physicality. A six foot eight dude who may be less efficient, but go get them buckets and start to file out your front line. It's way more impactful in a playoff situation than your six-foot point guard, you know what I mean, shooting threes, doing the little doopsy do and shit, you know, fade away shots. That shit is cute. Now, in the playoffs, they're going to call less of the flopping, which I don't know if y'all noticed, he's a big-time flopper. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so the flopping, that's what happened to Harden. The flopping don't get called like that in the and playoffs. This, that's and, number one. And this is where you have number to go two, hold on real quick. Hold on real real quick. Look what he did last year. Fam, hold on, fam, hold on. He he was not the man. Luca is who physically dominated Luka those teams. Hurt. <laughs> it doesn't, I know he was hurt and he had, but I'm trying to tell you, Luca is the physical dominant player. And that yeah, shit counts in the playoffs. That's why Giannis, hold on, that's why Giannis will not be defeated. Like I said, if Giannis had Chris Middleton last year, so, Giannis is a two-time champion. So, there is a difference. Yeah, this is the NBA. This is a, there's a difference. Oh, you don't send to your team around a six-foot point guard. He cannot 
impose himself physically in a playoff series. But you're bigging up a player that wasn't there. You know who was there? That six foot point guard that literally knocked out what the top three, top five. And who was his coach that year? And what was his offense? He was playing against Mike Conley. (laughs) What the fuck? He's like everybody losing their mind. He's playing Mike Conley. Mike Conley hasn't been Mike Conley since grit and ground. You didn't see him. Hold on. He's still going against Gobert. Oh, champ. Let me ask y'all a question. Y'all got all these high hopes, Brunson, all of that. I did a, I did a, a little, uh, 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 what's this? A little game yesterday. I asked somebody. I said, "Yo, put up the last twenty years of NBA champions, and I want y'all to tell me which championship team Jalen Brunson or Julius Randle will be a top three option on." I looked at the last twenty. Why do you keep saying? What no, 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 no. The reason why I say it because I like to go off the history, champ. I like to go. All right, right, stay, 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 stay south. Hold on. Let me tell you, Shamal, real quick. Hey, Shamal, you listening, bro? Yeah, I'm here. I hear what what you're saying. I'm gonna level with you right now. This is what I'm hearing. This is what I'm hearing, bro. We complain about RJ, bro. You gotta pick it up. You gotta pick it up. Grimes, you really missed that. Nilakina, come on, come on, Grom. Nilakina, you really missing that? God damn it, Obi, you really missing your threes? You not efficient? Yo, quickly, you missing. Jalen, yo, pass the ball. I know you got 30, but damn, I know we just won, but shit. Julius, you really made four for five from the three-point line? Pass it up. Let RJ shoot and fucking miss. A miss and miss, and we yo, lose what, what again. Is, you being, what are you bro. talking about? But, yo, yo, what, what is this? What are you talking about? I don't talk about... That doesn't happen on my Twitter space. I'm not talking about just you. I'm talking about generally speaking, not yo, just you. You've been in a lot of company man's spaces, brother, because a lot of stuff that you arguing today is stuff that don't be mentioned on my space. Bro. I can't hold you bro, up. I see a lot of nasty work on the timeline, bro. Right? <laughs> I do. And even when y'all saying about Jalen, my whole thing is his uh-huh. efficiency and Julius efficiency is carrying us over the hump at this point. I respect it. It really is. I respect it. But me watching yeah. it, I don't think Randall or Brunson would be a three option on either none of these championship teams. But we're not talking about that. At this point, we just want to make a damn playoff win. But that's your expectation. There you go, no state. That I respect that. Chip, you just want to see your team in the playoffs, and if they win a couple games, you you good. Am I wrong in saying that? Listen, you can't see traveling. No, no, no. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to elaborate what you said. Listen, trial and error. We have to go and see what we can get and what we can do. We can't put. We can't see a winning product if we don't try and fail and see what else we can do and make up for it in the summer. So, How do you so, know so, what you're going to do on and, the COVID season? But, but champ, but the problem Why that we have going is, to the COVID season. Hold on, champ. The problem that we have in where me and State, you know, what I mean, understand what the team would need in order to make that jump you're talking about. We right. don't have the superstar, you know, be in place, and we don't have no way because none of uh-huh. the assets mean nothing because none of these dudes are available. Like I said, the only dude y'all had a chance to say, yo, I'm disgruntled, got KD. And that motherfucker been happier than the motherfucker since KD came over there. So Book is not coming. 
So did so right. who is the dude out there that they can get that puts Brunson at number two or three, puts Randall at number three? Then I could be like, you know what? Shit, now we, we really, you know what I mean? Now we have a chance to learn from this ass whooping in the first round and, and really, you know, make noise and, and make it to a championship level. Because unlike some of y'all, I understand that the Knicks ain't winning 50 years, bro. I'm tired. Don't I, I've seen I I I'm old enough. I grew up on the whole 90s Knicks. I know I'm from the 80s, and I grew up on the 90s Knicks. I seen us second round, Eastern Conference, second round, Eastern Conference. First round exits don't do <laughs> nothing for me. You understand? I know for some of y'all younger, I get it. Y'all from the McDice era, I get it. So I, I'm trying not, I'm not clowning you. I'm just telling you, from my standpoint, the first round exit is not an accomplishment, bro. You know what I'm saying? If, if in my time you and got bounced in the first round, that shit would have been that shit would have been on ESP. Everybody would have been clowning the fuck out of it's, it's, it's you know what I mean? It's progression, bro. You know what I'm saying? You progression got, right. to what? You're not going to. But hold on, champ. Look, look at it from what, this standpoint. Look at it, look at champ, champ, real quick, right? real quick, and I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a mute myself so you can finish real quick. Because right. you and Tremel is kind of saying the same thing, and what State and I are trying to say. You don't have the players if Brunson and Randall are the leaders of your team to get to next level. You have dudes that can keep you at, you know, a nice mid, you know, seed, you know, get to the first round. You know, maybe you could buck up in a year or two and, and get to the second round. But that's it, bro. You got one of them teams that we until would be talking about ain't going nowhere. But until somebody's ready to come be available. You trying to all right, so all right, so how do y'all see fit on what's the best case scenario of going? Drafting somebody till it actually pops up? Oh um, last time I checked, we tried that shit. No fam, what I what I've been saying, and I said it since the COVID season. So that's why I be laughing now, because nothing has changed from what I said. And state and Tremel, even if you go and keep it real, will tell you what I said. I said that after they messed up and didn't use those two first round picks, give RJ the ball. Let let what happened, however many wins happened with him, I hear all of that shit, and, yep. and get two first-round picks. That could have been two lottery picks. I yep. said, you're going to have a mid-error because there is nobody out there. The old stars are old or with their team. The young stars yeah. were just on uh, that on getting they, hold on, getting they, they match the deals. So they, they not going the nowhere. So there is no star available to help the Knicks move from the level that they are right now. So it's an error. So when y'all say, yo, what we can do, there is nothing really to do. Y'all could keep getting Josh Hart type dudes. And okay, <laughs> maybe I give you a win or two <laughs> yeah, extra, but that's it. Yeah, the so let me all right. Stuck. So let me so let me ask you let me ask you a question. Let's take Miami, for example. Um, coming into the season, a lot of people had house for Miami. Everybody had hold for Miami for like three years now, right? Who's every three years there? Huh? Just everybody. NBA world, NBA world, NBA world. Oh, be, oh, oh. Uh, not nobody was really playing Miami high host, but I mean, you knew they were I mean, going to be a solid playoff. But you, you know, but what you mean? know they were they were definitely in the finals though. Yeah, but they were in the finals during the bubble. Champ, there's no I bubble. Understand it, yo, I understand that. I was a Heat fan, bro. I would have told the Heat organization, "Y'all need to tank years ago." There's no planet. You're telling me Jimmy Butler's my team's best player, and we have aspirations. That's not yeah, but my point is, but my point is, but state, what is the difference between Miami and New York? Miami, Miami is a free agent destination. That's number one. 
No taxes, weather. Hold on, no taxes and warm weather. Who are they top prizes? Hold on, fam. No taxes, right? Not the state taxes or pay tax, whatever. And warm weather. And they have Pat Riley. Pat Riley can throw rings on the table. Ain't nobody in our front mm. office can throw one motherfucking ring, not even they wedding ring on the fucking table and say, yo, I know what we I know what to do. I know how to get you there. They can't throw they can't throw the rings that's in the motherfucking arcade, the little fucking the little now later ring. They can't throw that neither. Scott Perry don't got a ring. So, Scott Perry ring it. So Scott here, Perry here's why. Here, here's where you. That shit ain't a try. He couldn't even get me so, with free agents. Come on now, Trevor. So, so, Come on so, now. Don't so, even get me started on Scott so, Perry. Though. Here's where you're wrong. Pat Riley, nasty ass rings. Bought in Kyle Lowry and Jimmy fucking Butler. What are you talking about? So we, got, we dissing Jimmy. You gonna say they went to the finals in the bubble with Jimmy Butler playing out? But of that's but y'all didn't let me finish my point. Jimmy Butler's just old. But Jimmy Butler's just old. It is what it is. People age. Finish my point. So Jimmy Butler's a superstar? No, no, not at this point. No, I don't think he was ever a superstar. To me, he was a star. My point is, so Miami was mid, yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. That's what the Knicks are. It will be. But mid as they are, they still always been top four. No. Always. They always been top four conversation every year. Family. The East is different now, fam. Remember, you got to remember the, 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 the power shifted over to the East. Like, the top three teams in the East are the favorites to win the championship. Maybe only Golden State might, might be in that mix. But the top three in the East are the best teams in the league. Period. Oh, oh, Don't give me that Denver shit, cause you know that's regular. Cause Jokic is a regular season hustler, just like Tim. So that's I don't fucking fuck with no Denver shit. Yeah, yeah. top three oh, though. South. Jokic, Jokic defense always get him into trouble though. Oh, yeah, there's two, there's two top teams in the East, but not three. Nah, two. Yeah, it's two. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Man, y'all, y'all, y'all sleeping on playoff Embiid, man. Like, I, I, I'm telling Philly, you because Philly I hate the fact that the Knicks can Philly play Philly. Philly in the playoffs Philly year in, year out. Time. Yeah. Every Damn. year, they go to the playoffs and they Every flop. Every year. Hold on, hold on. They hold never make it quick, to the finals. Quick. Hold on, real quick. Um, South, you are horrifically wrong about Jokic, Jokic actually gets better in the playoffs. You actually need to go look at the numbers. Every season that Jokic went to the playoffs, he actually got jumped. Oh, no, he definitely elevates, but I'm just saying his defense-wise is why mm-hmm. I can't trust him. No, no, no. Two, I, I understand. I respect that. Two, um, Joel Embiid, this fat-ass African, is one of the strongest. <laughs> I'm Ghanaian. The man sat out, of, sat out of a playoff game. Because Nigga, that don't mean you can... <laughs> So don't ever talk about Joel Embiid again in the playoff situation. Three, we're talking just strictly, right? The reason why I bring up past teams that won championships because I look at things that engage, right? I look at the past 20 years of NBA champions, and I look at my team, and I say, do I have any player on this head roster that's better than a prime Pau Gasol? No, I do not. How many, but how many teams you can go to and you can say that? Well, I go to every bro. championship team. We can go to every championship team. Yeah, he broke it down the other day, bro. I broke it down it, to you. I, I, it. Tim, I just got to be real. He broke it down the other day. In today's and, NBA. Yeah, today he, he broke it down from 20 years till now. So you know what I mean? 
the, we don't have those type dudes, bro. Like, like no disrespect to Knicks management, but they are so far, far, far away from a championship. It is almost absolutely. To me. I'm not refuting that. I'm not disagreeing with that. So, but to say that they're possibly not in the right, right direction, that's false, bro. That is for false. a championship. <laughs> they are not. If you want like a playoff team, yes. The yeah. Knicks will be a playoff team the next two, three years. Oh yeah, for sure. But if you I, period, I have no problem saying that. Two, three years. I mean, hell, twenty teams technically made the playoffs in the NBA. There's only thirty teams, so the Knicks will be a playoff team every year. Oh, for the next that year. was a backhanded compliment. This guy, man. <laughs> for real. This Yo. guy, bro. Yo, NYK, SN. Um, jump in the convo, bro. What's up, man? My fault. We not we not ball hogging. Um, anytime any one of you dudes want to just unmute yourself and join in the convo, I have no problem with it. I don't care because I, I cut people off too. Um, I have no problem with people cutting me off. Tramel, you better not shut the fuck up about being sensitive about the mute button. Leave me the fuck alone, Tramel. I love you, like a, but I still feel like you're wrong as shit. There's no yo. Wait, wait, hey, wait. uh, hey, quick question: Who pulling up to the um to the Nick and Boston game? Um, where's that? It's in the garden. It's going to go Monday, next Monday, the 27th. Next Monday on the 27th? Yeah, um, I'm pulling up to that. I worked that day. Damn, yo. I'm pulling like, up to that. That's going to go to game. That's, wow. That's going to be a movie. It is. It's a good. That's um, going to be a movie. It's, it's a good starting point for me. I want to mm-hmm. see, because I'm not looking at Randall and, and Brunson anymore. Like, I'm, I'm not looking at those two dudes anymore. Uh, hey. I'm looking at the fucking... Young guys, right now, man. So this is the reason why I've been so I've been harping on RJ Barrett so much, because brother, get a number three overall pick. You cannot play like Ruben Patterson, bro. This is but you cannot continue this bullshit going into these this year's playoffs. You gotta pick it up a little bit. Quentin Nilakina can't be this bad. You go only get. I told me he was untouchable. Yo, <laughs> yo, the biggest like. I hated Nick fans over the summer. I never meant to put Cam Reddish versus Quentin Lillikina, man. I never meant to be a part of that stupid-ass combo. But Nick fans was overrating Quentin Grimes so much to the point where it just genuinely made me aggravated. How dare you? How dare you tell me a man who just averaged six points for a season and shot under 40% from the field supposed to be Clay Thompson? How dare you? How dare you? Shit on my back and hey, call Yo, yo, Snake, man. I just want to comment on, like, what you were saying about as far as the blueprint that the Knicks should follow and how how can they go. Oh, let's let, 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 go to where To where to where they can become a championship team in the future, right? And the blueprint I use is... This recent Toronto Rock, a Toronto Raptor championship team, right? I feel like we're kind of following the blueprint that they had, right? So they started with DeRozan. They wasn't making the playoffs. They added Lowry. They added Lowry. He was 26 years old. He became an all-star at 28 years old. What else they do? Don't Rosen became an all-star. Listen, so I'm, I'm I'm giving you the history, right? No, no, they no, made the playoffs. They made the playoffs. No, no, fuck the playoffs. What they make, hold on. Do? Listen, what are you to mean? Fuck making the playoffs. No, that's where we at. That's what I'm, t- I'm trying to tell. I'm trying to give you the blueprint as far as 
how you can go from just a mid-team to a championship team. That's, you, that's what, what I'm talking about. Do? I'm talking about getting Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet and having Fred Van Fleet, who was undrafted in the G League. I'm talking about those moves. I see what you like to do when you try those to argue. Those moves came a little later. I understand what you're saying, but I'm talking about how it started, not how it ended. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And what I'm saying is how it started with them is similar to how it's starting with us. So that's the parallel that I use. That's the comparison that I use as far as, yes, it's possible for a team to go from a mid-tier team to a championship team by continually making the playoffs and also making the right moves every offseason that you make the playoffs to improve your team step by step. And then when you have the, the, the right situation, like they had the right situation fall in your lap, you pounce, get that guy, and then you can win a championship. So when you ask when you ask the question, how do you get from mid to championship team, there's a blueprint right there that I think the Knicks are going to follow. All right. That's a good one. I, I lo- hold on. I love that breakdown, right? Yep. And I respect the take, but listen to what you said about something falling in your lap. The only reason why Kawhi ended up in Toronto because Popovich and, and what's the dude who's the GM there wanted to screw him. They thought that sending him to Toronto was – that wasn't like a prize. That wasn't like, yo, we sending you to preferred – he wanted to go to L.A. He didn't want to fucking go to Toronto. You know what I'm saying? So they didn't send him to no preferred destination. So that's luck. I mean, that is a lot of fucking luck right there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So this is but what every, I keep telling but y'all. Listen, but, but blueprint South, that the, the fans but, love to have. Y'all keep waiting for the disgruntled star to come out of the blue and just drop in the next lap. That's not a plan, my God. That's a hope. That's a and, wish. And a plan. But see, what I'm saying is this, though. You need luck. You know what I'm saying? Like, even even in this Brooklyn situation that they fucked up, right? They needed luck to be able to lure both Kyrie and KD. Now, I still believe if KD doesn't tear his Achilles, you know what I'm saying, during that championship run with Golden State, he don't go to Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? That was yeah, some luck the- that played that's, into that's, that. That's true. That's true. So, so in every situation... But you're gonna you're gonna need some luck. You're gonna need some some things to fall your way. You can't plan for luck. You can't plan for luck. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying plan for luck. If you listen to what I'm saying, I'm saying, hey, every off season, continue to build your assets, continue to improve your roster step by step to make yourselves more better, to make yourselves look more official, you know what I'm saying? So when that situation comes upon you, and listen, we see these things happen every year, right? So Not I'm going to give you another bro. example. Phoenix, right? Phoenix. Oh, my God. No one, no, listen, no I one. see where you're going, before, but you're you forgetting made, something. But hold on. But listen, check this out. Let me, let me finish, nah, let though. Me finish, let, me, let, let me make finish, my point. But he, he, I think he's messing up already, but go ahead. Let me make my point. Let me make my point. Now, Phoenix, they was dead in the water. No, they Everyone was expecting them to Hey, they're gonna have to sell Booker. They're gonna have to tank because CP3 ain't got it no more. They don't have a shot. Aiton don't even want to be there. 
right? But because of them having the assets necessary and them being an attractive destination as far as, hey, we got a couple of all-stars here. The KD, a superstar, was able to maneuver his situation over there. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is you don't know when that situation is going to pop off. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. got to continue to improve your team and continue to put yourself in a position to be but there. But Mel, you talk about improving up. your assets. Let me let me just keep it real right now. Is is OB a valuable asset the way no. they're playing them? No. IQ, uh, maybe. Eh. Grimes, a valuable asset the way they're playing them? No. no. You know what I mean? Who's the valuable asset, young asset? Where it's like a team is like, yo, I really want that young dude. They do not hype up their assets, bro. But, That's the problem with the I, Knicks. I disagree. Do- I disagree. Oh, oh, with right, who they had, So who who they who they accentuating? Who on that team is an asset now? That hold, hold on, real quick, real quick, South. I agree. I like the argument right now. The thing that Tramel loves to do, he loves to leave little things out to make try Always. to point look good to the masses. But see, I'm a basketball purist. How did the Phoenix Suns get to that point, Tramel? It was actually tanking, brother. How did they get DeAndre Ayton, brother? They was tanking, brother. Um, how did they get Chris Paul, brother? Because Chris Paul wanted to go to Phoenix to play with Devin Booker. How did they get Devin, um, Kevin Durant, brother? Wasn't they in the finals two years ago with the same set team? Oh, how did also did they get Kevin Durant, brother? Oh, Mikel Bridges? Oh, Booker gets hurt. Oh, he's he's pushed in the number one option role. Oh, he looks like an attractive trade piece. How did they get Cam Cam Thomas? Um, um, off the, I mean Cam Johnson off of the Knicks too. Oh, Cam Tom Cam Johnson, he's playing minutes. Oh shit, their assets look attractive. KD. Oh, I see DeAndre Ayton with Devin Booker with Chris Paul. Oh, I'm going over there to win a championship. With that said, Tremel. There's nobody on the Knicks in their totality that can equal Devin Booker's talent right now. So when we talk about championship and and, and wishing upon stars, I'm where you are. You know that song. You know that song by Royce White, right? That wishing upon a star. You're wishing upon yeah, a star. Yeah, but you sound you sound fucking horrible. No, no, no. No, no, but you're the same person. You're the same person that told me about a star four years ago. You're the same person that told me about a star two years ago, one year ago, last summer. You're still telling me the same shit I heard two years ago to today. I've been a Knicks fan for 23 years. You told me about LeBron James flaking on the Knicks in 2010. You told me about Kevin Durant flaking on the Knicks in um, 2018. Stop talking to me about stars, man. Stop, man. I'm so done with that. I'm so sick of Nick fans with the whole we're going to get a star bullshit. It is bullshit to me. The NYK, what's up, man? What's up? How you doing, brother? Um, Unmute yourself. Stop raising your fucking hand. I just told you, if you want to fucking cut me off, bro, go ahead. What? I mean, you got to hear me? God damn, it sound like you in the East River, bro. Yeah, I, I can hear you a little bit. It sound like you in the river, though. I'm trying. Okay, drive safely. I will. Basically, I'm not really a person. I've always been optimistic. I I keep telling myself we're gonna get a star. We're gonna get a star. But again, at the end of the day, 
in order to get a star player, you're either going to draft one in, you know, top five pick, top three pick. Yo, you, and my and my K, get your shit together. I know you're driving, brother, but it sound like you underwater. Oh. <laughs> I really want to hear his point too. He looked like he was coming with a nice little angle, but <laughs> I know it's it's kind of pissing me off. Listen, and, and I'm my... on Long Island. It's raining right now, so I'll just listen to that guy. <laughs> No, nah, no, nah, you look, you sounding good right now. Get in, try and get it out before you hit one of them dead spots. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So basically, what I was trying to say is we may not be in position to get a top ten player in the league via trade right now with the assets we have. But I right. look at the team again. And I always bring this up, and State bring it up a lot. Team two years ago, Almighty Fourth Seed. Our team did not look that great on paper. But when you watch the game, that defense intensity that we had, game in and game out, was night and day compared to now. We're starting to play a little bit better defense. I think Josh Hart is definitely helping us on the defensive end. If we can add another defensive player, a defensive-minded player to this team, I don't even think it has to be a guy that's top ten in the league. Like I know people say, oh, you can't win with Jalen Brunson and Randall. I get that, and they're probably right. But let's just say, for example, Pascal Siakam, I think he has one year left on his deal. They've been trying to shop him around the last couple of years. They don't think they're going to be able to resign him. Hypothetically speaking, Hold on, hear me out, hear me out. I know what you're thinking. No, hear no, I'm hearing you out. Well. Hypothetically well. speaking, if we were to trade... Uh-huh. Can you hear me? No, no, keep... Yeah, yeah, I can Because I, I, I want you to drop I, the face, so keep going. I'm good, brother. <laughs> so let's, let's okay. just say they trade for Siakam, right? He's got a year left on his mm-hmm. deal. We get Fournier off the books, and Obi will probably obviously be in the deal. God, you got damn it, Fuck y'all, I know you saying something so fire too. You blow him on. So, all right, NYK, I just heard y'all. Want, um, because you went. Hey, what that, do you mean by that? Huh? What do you mean by that? Um, I think where he was going, if I heard him correctly, is the Knicks will trade for Pascal Siakam. And, and, and play Siakam and Randall together um, and play him at both of the wing positions. Under Tibbs' dead body. Um, so I will say this about that. It sounds very sexy on paper to me. Very sexy. The reason why I don't like it is because my coach is not uh, uh, innovative. So if I had Randall, Pascal, and RJ – Right, just think hypothetically speaking, Pascal and Randall, them boys gonna be playing the five a lot. RJ's going to the four a lot. Brunson, you're gonna be in a lot of small ball lineups. I'm not opposed to it. Um, but I'm still not trading RJ for God. Um, that that's status quo. Status quo for me is five time tip. Gonna happen under Tibbs. Tibbs had camp. And RJ in the building in a wing league a year, not a year, months after seeing fucking Tatum and Brown go to the finals and seeing the, what the Clippers are doing. 
and didn't decide that you know what would be a good idea. Let me play these two old dudes over six foot seven. You know what I mean? Young, dynamic. You know what I mean? Kids together and, and put that. Let that be the focus, and then let you know what I mean. Randall do his thing, but those two dudes be the main ball handlers. Rah rah rah. You know, modern basketball and shit. So yep. why? So what? NY saying is is good, like you said, it sounds sexy, but then this is what happens with the Knicks. The more success they have, Tibbs is not going anywhere. Tibbs is not leading you to a promised land. This motherfucker had Derrick Rose. You know what I mean? He had a dude who was fourth in MVP joking before he came to the Knicks, broke his shoulder, and, and didn't want to play ball. You know what I mean? Booker, dang, this and that. He couldn't do it with them. He never even made it to the finals. He goes over, he has Cat, he has Wiggins, he has Levine. He fucks that up. Tibbs is not the dude to lead us nowhere. That's why I said it's an error. All this regular season hustle shit, it is what it is. It's just some wins that makes his record stay nice and pretty for regular season. He is not innovative. So he's not going to bring on, because now he runs the team. So he's not going to bring on dudes to where he, he has to start thinking outside the box. Like, Josh Hart, yeah, I said it. He's a team-type player because like, all right, you just go out there, you know, rebound and play a little defense and, and get out of the way. You know what I mean? So he's not going to see the game no differently. So the Knicks ain't going to look differently. You know what I mean? They're just going to be first-round fodder. This is what kills me about y'all. I don't mind, mind everybody being happy that the Knicks ain't trash, but Tibbs is the coach. If you told me we had a fucking coach that can – you know what I mean? Be innovative if you we had an old Udoka or some somebody different. Somebody with, right. you know what I mean, some sort of style. But Tibbs is not going to be innovative. He's not. Because Mitch is about to come back. All the pretty offense y'all see now, throw it out the window. Because Mitch is coming back, and the offense is going to take that step back. You know what I mean? So, so it, it just well, is what it is. So what's the end game going after the All-Star break? Like, what's the goal? I love that question. Stuff. What is it? I just the same <laughs> shit I told people during the um, Almighty Fourth Seed. Stay to tell you. I kept asking them, what's the end game? Before, and this is before the playoffs. I was like, well, what's the end game? That's what I'm trying to tell you is no end game. Y'all just going to keep Tibbs' regular season record looking pretty. So when he retired, he could be like, yo, you? I was over 500 for me. That's it. That's the end game. Oh, I don't know what the end game is either. Um, that was all. Say, say that again. Damn, NYK. I thought you said something. No, nah, I was saying. Do you think if me, we had a full season if we were to add knock? Add who? I don't know if you guys can hear me, man. It's this service stuff. Yeah, I was saying, if who do you think? If they were to add Siakam to this team and go a full season next year with a starting rotation, you got Brunson, RJ, Siakam, Randall, Mitch, and then the bench unit that they have right now would quickly hard. Uh, obviously, Obi wouldn't be there. It would have to be somebody else that maybe they draft or pick up in free agency. And then um, Hartenstein, I think that team's going to be much better than the sixth seed. I think we have a shot to be top four seed easily for the next couple of years. Oh. I don't know how contracts would work. Siakam is a two-time All-NBA player. You got to pay that man. Yeah, he's, <laughs> on that, oh. yeah. he's on an expiring contract, so that gives us a little bit of, uh, you know, if he was like three years left on his deal, it's going to cost a lot more. But the fact that they're trying to trade him the last couple seasons, and again, I just I feel like the package that we have, let's say we did Fournier, Obi, um, Grimes, and 
maybe three first round M- picks. Matai up the phone. He don't even like the Knicks, and he definitely ain't taking them. <laughs> I like where you talk. I like what you're saying, but then now that's where we have to go to the history and be like, like State was trying to tell y'all, we got to come back to a, re- a reality. Masai doesn't like dealing with his A. You know what I mean? Ain't no way he taking no damn Fournier, Grimes, and Obi for, for Siakam. He's not doing that at all, bro. That's that's wishing. That's hopeful. That's hopes and wishes again. But I like I like where you're going. But that's hopes and wishes. Oh God! NYK, you want the water again? Oh God! NYK, you underwater again? Jesus, Louise, Jesus. Jesus, try it again. Unmute yourself and try it again. But what I will say to you, NYK, is I like your thought process. I like what you're thinking. And I didn't mute you on purpose. It just sounds like you underwater. Shit, that shit kills the audio when you're listening to a playback. It kills the audio. I hate that shit. Um, I like your thought process with this. Uh, yeah, I'm at my bad. No, no, no. You good. I want you to continue talking. I like your process with this. My problem with what you just say, and now that I actually thought about the team, will you, why the fuck would I want that team that's still mad championship three options together that's not going to equal a championship? I knew the Nets was never going to win a championship once they got James Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant. You can't win a championship with champ- – you can't win no championship without a championship one option. And that's been my rule forever. And, and – and, I went to Champ. I told Champ, listen, can Jalen Brunson and Randall get better? Of course they can. But they can't make themselves generational talents. That shit is yeah. dead for. That shit is dead for. So it, what am I watching? What is the end game to this? I, so I, I hear you on that. But, like, when you look at the team on paper, it doesn't seem sexy like you said before. But you got to keep in mind, look at the team two years ago. We had Alfred Payton running the point or Alec Burks running the point. You replaced oh, that God. with Jason Brunson. You replaced Reggie Bullock with Pascal Siakam. We have Mitch now because he's obviously back. He didn't play that whole series against the Hawks. And we had Netherlands Noel playing, who couldn't catch the ball. So add those three guys to the starting lineup with a good bench, we could do wonders. I re- I, again, not a top ten player in the league, but maybe our approach has to be that way. If they don't want to come here, fuck them. We don't need them. We I got a question for you. Um, I'm going to go to Jay from Florida route. Shout out to Jay. How many shots is going to be available for everybody, brother? Thank you. Siakam ain't coming here to to get 10 points, bro. (laughs) That's a fact. Because Siakam, he cursed Nick Nurse ass out. So I believe, what's Siakam averaging? Like 25 points a game? Yo, he is He's falling. But look at at his situation. Look who's on that team. Who's, Who's scoring on that team? You got Fred Van Fleet, OG. Who, who do they have? At uh, Scotty Barnes, they don't have a Brunson or a Randall, and we have RJ too, right? His role on this team is not to score 25 points a game. His team is his goal is to be a dog on defense, get his nice, easy, quick 15 a game, get boards, pass the ball because he can pass obviously too. He's gonna help. He's gonna do exactly what Josh Hart is doing for us right now, but in the starting rotation times too, essentially. 
Yo, yo. If I care, you had me till till you said all that stuff, bro. Yeah. Siakam is better than Randall. You know what I'm saying? Because Siakam is a true two way player. You think Siakam is gonna come to a team where he know he better than the dudes ahead of him and say, "Yo, nah, I'm a I'm a sit back and score fifty points and, and grab the rebound." That's not happening, bro. It like I said, it sounds good on on two K. That would probably be the move, but in real life, that's not gonna happen. These dudes have egos, bro. That's not happening. I now, mean, if he goes to I, prime LeBron, right, you know what I'm saying, or if he go to Giannis' team, yeah, he could fall back to them. Hell yeah, because yeah, you know that these dudes are superstars that can carry him to a championship. He's not looking at Randall or Brunson like, oh, yeah, these dudes way better than me. Let me go over here and grab rebounds. He, Siakam, we, that's not going to happen. And you said RJ, too? Like, you think Siakam is going to fucking play a role secondary to RJ Barrett? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to look at other oh, teams. Oh, come on. That, you were doing Hear good, too. Hear me out. Hear me out. The teams that have victories in the league, all these guys got to score, right? You got when the Brooklyn Nets had KD, James Harden, Kyrie on the same team at the same time, they had to make it work. Did it work for them? No. If they all stayed healthy, would it have worked? Honestly, yeah, probably. They could have done. They could have won a championship if they all stayed healthy. What I'm trying to say is Siakam, again, I don't know him personally. He doesn't seem like a selfish player that needs the ball in his hands. He's a guy who can score but doesn't have to have the ball in his hands. But when you look at the options that are available or could be available, it's a lot of guys that, like Zach Levine, perfect example. I want no parts of Zach Levine. He's a guy who has to have the ball in his hands. That won't work. Siakam is not in the same category as – uh, Zach Levine. That's the yeah. only reason why I'm thinking it could work. You I might I, be right. I, I could be totally supporting Randall and Brunson who have to have the ball in their hands. And we've right. seen that I now, regardless how you feel about RJ, because everybody kind of knows how I feel, but I'm I'm, th- I'm tossing the feelings to the side. RJ has to have the ball in his hands too. And you see Absolutely. it's not working for him playing uh, with those two. Let, let me ask you something. What happens if Randall's having an off night? And they don't have a guy like Siakam. Who are they going to? I want Siakam with the ball more than Randall. That's right. what I'm trying to tell you. Because you you mentioned it before about his passing uh, ability, and he's a two-way player. I want Siakam. If you tell me, yo, uh, you trade Randall straight up for Siakam right now, I'd do it in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat? I wouldn't even think twice about that shit. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yo, 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 OG. I, I used to tell Nick fans, like, Pascal is a whole level above Randall. Like, it, like it's, it's a certain level. And y'all should have known this when Pascal hung 52 on Randall's neck earlier this season. It's no comparison. ease, bro. With, With ease, ease, he was just murdering home. The about it is, Pascal Siakam is, is better than every player on the Knicks because you've seen him in championship moments and they count. You've seen him. There's no comparison for me, man. Um, he would not I, come here to be no more. Want, if we don't want a player like that, then? I, I, I would love Pascal, but I don't see Pascal flourishing under Thibodeau 1. I don't see him coming here to play second fiddle to none of these players that's not NBA champions on our team. I and, and, and three, I just think Pascal Siakam is just better. He's better than Randall in these dudes. He's just better than right. him. Well, like I said, like I said, there's got to be an avenue to get better from where we are now. We're a good team right now, but we're not a great team. We need to make a move, at least a, a big, sizable move, to get much better than where we are now. And you just got to think, like, how are we going to do that? Who are we going to be able to trade for? Honestly, SGA. That's it, and it's going to be harder to get in. Oh, no, forget about SGA. NYK. 
happen. That's what I'm saying. I like where happen. you're thinking, but I think you're what I think you're leaving out, and, and you can tell me if you agree or not. The Knicks would have to sacrifice one of these dudes that everybody's so hyped up about on the team. In, in order to get the players that you, you need to really make championship type noise, Randall or Brunson gotta go. <laughs> they are not gonna there's nobody coming here to support them. They are the support. So somebody gotta go. And that's uh, that's the problem. Good. And then Tibbs is not developing a young dude to where Obi should be a reliable dude right now. But he's not developing, right? Grimes, I don't really believe Grimes, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> IQ, IQ is walking. This is what everybody keeps fucking forgetting. IQ is not staying behind Brunson for the rest of his career. This is a young dude looking to get the bag who has proven to be a very good two-way player. He's going somewhere to prove to himself that he can start uh, on on a team. You know what I'm saying? So things yeah. are going to move around. These young – they and, and for anybody who's saying otherwise, they've been trying to move the young dude since the summer. They try to move him at the deadline. So don't so nobody tell me because this is the shit I see. Yo, state, this is the shit I see floating around Nick's Twitter. Oh, oh, you know, we got the young his rotation and oh, we committed to young, and oh, we doing this and we still No, they were trying to get rid of the young dude since the summer. That's a fact. Company men. No, those are company men spaces who who are a bunch of people who try to make everything look all good and try to leave things out. This is why I love Tremel coming up here today because what he tends to do, he'll give you a take, but leave that small piece of fat at the end of the T-bone steak. He'll leave the small piece out. Like when he said that Phoenix Suns take, but I'm like, motherfucker, then the Phoenix Suns tank a couple of years first. <laughs> That's where they got the way they wanted to be. They tanked. All these teams that got these superstar players, how did they get those? He forgot players? about that. Oh, hold on, Dave. Another thing. You talk about Phoenix Suns. Would y'all compare Arnie Williams to fucking Thibodeau? Huh? Who you wanted to play on Fury's coach in your team? Arnie Williams or Thomas Thibodeau? Okay. NYK, what's up, NYK? I know you're driving. You wanted to say something. Uh, What's up, though? What's up, though, brother? What you wanted to say? No, the last thing I was going to say is I I agree with what you're saying. I get it. But the only reason I'm thinking – going for a guy like Siakam is because he is on the final year of his deal going into next year. So, obviously, if you're going to trade for him, he's not going to cost as much. And it's kind of like a trial and error, see how it works. Uh, I think it can work. There is a chance it might not be working. They could see that. And by the trade deadline, if it's not working, they can get assets back in return. If you get him on a three- or four-year deal right now, that's a little more risky. You're going to be giving up more assets. And if it's not working, you can't just, like – you know, you can't just, like, easily move him to another team because they might not want to take on the contract. So because it's an expiring contract, that's the main reason why I like the idea of trading for him. I like OG, well, a lot. He'll cost a lot less, but Siakam is a guy I never really thought about until, like, the other day. So who knows? They could. There's a lot of different things they could do. I have no idea what they're going to do in the offseason, but they got, they got to do something. They got to stop staying passive and making small moves. They got to make a big move if they want to be big-time contenders. So, so – I'm going to fuck your head up with this, man. You talking this Pascal Siakam. I'm out to make... Who is Pascal Siakam's agent? Pascal Siakam agent. If his agent doesn't say CAA, I'm crossing him off the list. So, um, represents players, Canadian rookie, Andrew... Oh, cut. Brother, stop mocking it. He ain't coming to 
No, he's not AA. He's in the AA where we already then treated a couple of players from Europe the the wrong way. And I think the guy that represents Pascal Siakam is a guy who represents another Nick player that I shall not name. And he will not be sending his clients to the New York Knicks. We need to stay with strictly CAA clients because we ain't getting no clutch superstar. Which is unfortunate, but it is what it is, I guess. MSG politics, my guy. Undefeated. Uh, And the fucked up thing about everything is, and I'm so glad Ari came up. The thing that annoys me the most about this offseason that a lot of people just really don't like to talk about or whenever I bring it up and I ask the question, they'd be like, oh, State, man, we ain't got to work. When we traded for Josh Hart, we traded a first-round pick. So the mindset should be, you're resigning Josh Hart, right? Josh Hart will give, get his $15 million per from the Knicks because the Knicks always overplay these type of players. My issue with that is, what are we doing with Obi Toppin and Emmanuel quickly? Because somebody's going to be hurt this summer. Somebody is going to get their feelings hurt. I am not paying luxury tax. And maybe, Ari, you can explain it better than me. Um, you know, I'm trying to get Ari up in here. Maybe Ari can explain it better than me, but me and Ari agreed on you don't go in a you don't go in a, a, a luxury tax bill with this said Nick team because that is a loss. That is a liability. I don't understand the point of us going in luxury tax for this said Nick team for a first round exit. That's a loss to me. You're losing money by like by that way. And the repeaters tax is wild. Repeaters tax is for for teams who won championships. Shit, Golden State just avoided a $500 million repeaters tax by trading James Wiseman. You don't think James Dolan is looking at shit like that? And plus, I got to look at quickly at OB's cap hole. So we need to talk about some of these things. Because we drafted OB8. Only for years later to trade Obi to make cap space for another journeyman vet. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. If you ain't man you quickly. I'm telling the Knicks, SMD, I'm walking if I'm quickly. I want my money. That that, that young man deserves, yo, he, if he goes to unrestricted free agency, or restricted free agents, somebody is going to offer that young man the bag. Because he is a starting point guard. If I'm Emmanuel quickly, I'm looking straight at the Washington Wizards. I'm looking straight at the Washington They need a point guard. He's a starting point guard. If you're quickly, mm, think to yourself, mm, should I make, do I think of myself as a $60, $70 million basketball player? Or do I see myself as a hundred million plus starting NBA point guard in today's NBA? I think quickly thinks he's a starting point guard. If I'm quickly, I don't give a fuck about Jalen Brunson's mentorship. I'm just talking from the, the the competitor aspect of you. That's why I said I fell off on Kevin Knox. He didn't have that fire in his belly. If you're not gonna have that same fire in your belly, I got for you. I gotta let it go. Gotta let it go. When I can see it in Quickly's eyes. He don't see himself as a fucking uh, uh, bench point guard. 
You can see the way he carries himself. All the little videos him and Obi used to do, you notice some shit stop happening. Because he started to take his shit more seriously. Oh, shit. Jordan Poole just got $140 million coming off the bench. Oh, shit. Let me get my shit together. Start hoping. Man is putting up career highs across the board from points per game, from field goal percentage, from three-point percentage. I don't, I don't know about the free throw percentage, but I know all the defensive metrics is career highs. He's top five in the NBA in defensive plus minus. He should be on all defensive second team. That man quickly deserves his fucking money. But it comes back to the Josh Hart trade because Josh Hart will want his $15 million. So if he wants his $15 million, can a Nick fan explain to me why would I want to pay Obi quickly and Josh Hart and have this team in luxury tax where I have no evidence of this team getting to the second round whatsoever? That is a loss. That's like a that's like a a Coke Kingpin getting a pound of weed and all knowing all his clients sniff Coke. He's going to try to sell them weed now. That's what the Knicks trying to do to me now. That's what, that's what they trying to do. Stop bullshit. I'm really concerned about Quickly and Josh Hart uh, and Quickly and Obi people. I'm concerned. I'm very concerned. And I think people need to be more concerned about this. I think this needs to be a more... It needs to be a, a, a more a conversation about this, man. It has to be had. Yeah, I, I don't think they're committing to Obi. The only way I could see that changing is, God forbid, I hope this doesn't happen, but if Randall shits the bed in the playoffs, that could change things. But I think Obi's the odd man out. So I don't think they're going to be paying him. So if Obi's the odd man out, you know that Emmanuel Quickly is going to want more than Obi. Emmanuel Quickly in the open market is going to get more than Josh Hart. So why would you – like, how can I put this question together, man? If it, it Like, why would you try to pay all three of those said guys? Uh, it's kind of confusing for me. So now that I actually look at the Josh Hart trade – hmm, What you said? I said, yeah, no, that's above my pay grade. I don't know how they're going to handle all that. I, I, I don't know. And it's mad confusing for me. And it's honestly, it's fucking scary, man. In, in the back of my mind, I'm gonna keep it a thousand with y'all. Like, I'm really genuinely scared for RJ Barrett. Like, genuinely scared, and I'm genuinely scared for this 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 rebuild that we got going on because I don't I don't want the Knicks to like taste any type of taste some type of success and then try to skip steps after they tasted that success. That's why when I, I knew the Knicks was gonna shit the bed once they made that Almighty Four seed. I knew they was going to fuck it up. I knew they was going to fuck it up. Because the Knicks are so thirsty, you don't resign Julius Randle right off of that season. You make that man play the next season out, and then you make a decision on that. Then you do that. Because then you make other moves like re-signing, like signing Nerlens well, $30 million. Evan Fournier, $78 million. Derek Rose, fucking, fucking $30 million. We got $100 million right now. Well, it's not a hundred million anymore because Cam Reddish is left. No, matter of fact, it's still a hundred plus million dollars because Evan Fournier is seventy eight million and Derrick Rose is thirty plus million. That's a hundred fucking million dollars on the bench right now. That's not playing. So when Tremel try to spin the shit of, oh, but you know, name me the bad contracts that the Knicks got and name me this, that, and third. 
but you're not going to mention how the Knicks signed stupid-ass contracts the summer before, only to use those stupid-ass contracts that they did sign in 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 a play where they trade they had to trade out of the first round, literally to sign their godson to a hundred million dollars, only for them to even want to appease their godson, use another first round pick to get his man's in the building, only for me to hear years later after they drafted Julius Randle's backup, that that said player you drafted eighth overall is now an afterthought and might be moved this summer. That is not how you do business. People see it one way, I see it another way. I see fuckery. With all due respect. I see fuckery. Ari, I don't know if you're here, um, but if you are here, you got to mute yourself. I'm out for the nice Good talking to y'all. Take care. Yo, God bless you. Love you. Um, I'm super happy that you drove home safely. Um, I take driving. I take people that's driving very serious. Uh, not to get soft on y'all a little bit, but my great grandfather passed away in 1996. Um, he passed away due to uh, drunk driving, and I was six years old, going on seven. So I I, I got a chance to kind of experience my great grandfather, but not the way that I wanted to. Uh, I'd see it in my father's eyes each year. Uh, on my great-grandfather's birthday, and I see how my father reacts and stuff like that. So, you know, I take driving very serious. Um, people that drive, you need to drive safely. Do not drink and drive. Don't even smoke weed and drive. Just be sober. Um, think about the people next to you that you're driving next to, man. Just be cautious of what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. I, I work in a hospital, man. I seen a dude come in at the car accident, and I'm telling you right now, that man foot was off his leg. I didn't see no crazy types of shit in working in this hospital, B. But so salute to you, uh, um, NYK, man. Salute to you, man. Appreciate that you drove safely, brother. And I appreciate you joining me while driving shit. I know I talk a lot. Yo, Ari, what the fuck? Ari, you just gonna raise your fucking hand or unmute yourself, motherfucker? Yo, my bad. I was, uh, was the liquor store getting, getting some oh, you the, oh, what you got for the liquor store? Uh, I got bottle of Maker's Mark, and I got a bottle of, of Cabernet uh, red wine. That's my guy. He know about the Makers. Yo, Ari, I'm going to be in the city in, in a week, man. You, you need to catch up. Oh, we got to link up uh, 100%, bro. Fucking break the next Twitter, bro. Too much toxicity in one place, bro. But I'm 100% <laughs> down, baby. Um, <clears throat> Steve brings up a very good point, bro. Say it again? I said, we got to connect. I can't got to talk to people that know ass shit. That can be real. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's understandable. Yeah, Ari, I don't know what you're doing, but it sounds like you going into your building. I think Ari's like the Ari reminds me of like one of those mob mob boss movies. Whenever Ari talk, like I just instantly think of a mob boss. Um, I instantly think of a uh, uh, Scarface. Um, I think about the part when Tony Montana went to go meet Sosa, and they were sitting at the table, and the plug man was looking at homie while he was talking to Tony Montana. And remember, he picked up the phone and put the phone down. And you hear that. And then remember the part with Tony Montana where he said, no, you, you come with us. We, we go this way. 
And then Tony Montana, you know, he walking with the guy so so he's like, yo, your friend, he's a snitch. And he had him hanging out the helicopter. That's that's the scene. Like every time, yo. Every time I, I hear Ari, I think of that scene. Every time. <laughs> oh, Don't you Tony. Don't fuck me, Tony. <laughs> Don't fuck me, Tony. <laughs> yo, Ari. I'm I'm good now, right? Yeah, you go, you go, you go. So, South, uh, definitely hit me up. I'm going to DM you my number. Well, we'll definitely link up. 100% make time for you. Definitely, my guy. Appreciate Word. it. Dave um, <clears throat> brings up the point that no Knicks fan wants to talk about. You know, they think, uh, you know, they think money grows on trees and then you can just pay everybody. Listen, we're going to pay. Listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pay Josh Hart 15 mil a year. We're going to pay quickly. 20 a year okay we're gonna pay ob 10 a year okay um and you know we're gonna sign a mid-level guy and we're just gonna go blow out the luxury tax even though we're most likely a first round exit at best best case scenario a second round exit in the history of the nba the only teams that go into the luxury tax are teams that are really trying to chase a chip and to a state's point that repeater tax is Insane. It's the reason why the, the Golden State Warriors originally traded uh, Gary Payton Jr. away, and that's a team. And that's a team that won multiple championships, bro. And they still couldn't pay the luxury. And like that's a lot of playoff revenue they were getting. They're in the second highest real estate market in the entire country in San Francisco, and even they didn't want to fucking pay that after winning chips, dude. So just this idea that the Knicks are just gonna pay everybody and go into the luxury tax. Because it's New York and Dolan's going to afford it. That's not how it works. Especially being the fucking chairman of a publicly traded company. He can't do that. He cannot do that legally. He's, he's breaching his fiduciary obligations to his shareholders if he spends the luxury tax and doesn't make that revenue back by, with playoff revenue, right? So they don't want to talk about that, though. No one wants to talk about it. We know what's going to happen, bro. What's going to end up happening is that they're playing – listen – I disagree with the whole direction of the team. I think I, I, I think we should have prioritized development. Prioritizing being the key word there, okay? I've established this a million times. Players can develop on this team, and the team still not prioritize development, okay? There's a nuance here that people have to understand. They're like, oh, look how good Emmanuel quickly got. That's Tibbs. That's development. Like, No. Like, if development is starting Emmanuel quickly over Alec Burks all year last year, not trading picks to bring in Jalen Brunson and to bring the and keep on rebuilding, like, continuously. Rebuilding isn't a one-year thing that happened with RJ where we tanked one year. It's a, it's a, it's a multi-year process. I would have rather gone through that process. But, <clears throat> listen, we're trying, to, we're trying to cheat the system. There hasn't been an NBA – there's only been two teams in NBA history – in the past 35 years that have won an NBA championship without one of their two best players being drafted by their team, being homegrown. And that was the bubble Lakers with LeBron and, and, and AD, right? And it was the 2004 Detroit Pistons. Other than that, every single championship team in the past 35 years has had one guy that they drafted that's homegrown. That's just a fact, okay? So, you know, do the math on that. You have a 6% chance of winning a championship if one of your top two players is not homegrown, okay? the That's why I posted the J.J. Reddick clip. Listen, you guys could disagree. 
you guys could agree, right? But but calling me miserable and calling me an idiot when JJ Redick, who's not only a fucking NBA ex NBA basketball player, but also a very very smart guy, is saying it. That, I mean that you, that should carry some water. I, when JJ Redick something says something, it means more than what fucking, you know, these fucking avies with you know millions of fucking they wear their fucking you know um, Twitter handle is like a fucking VIN number on a car. Okay, dude. It, it, it's ridiculous, dude. I don't care what Mickey three eight seven four three with a picture of Bugs Bunny fucking says. We should be listening to what JJ Reddick says, dude. Um, so I disagree what with did- the. But here's listen. Sorry, Steve. I was gonna fit, land the plane, but basically, I don't like the direction. I think we have to. I think we should have prioritized drafting development for longer. Now that being said, we know what the Knicks are gonna do. The Knicks are not. They're gonna re-sign these guys. They're gonna first of all, they're gonna re-sign everyone. Or most of them, maybe not Obi if they, if they commit to Randall, but their whole plan is to trade these guys for a superstar. Like they're not, they're not, they're not going to sign Emmanuel quickly. Fucking um, IQ, um, you know, they signed RJ already, Josh Hart, um, all these guys, and run it back and be in the luxury tax for this fucking team. They're fucking, they're going to get these guys and they're going to package RJ Prime, uh, Obi. Four picks or three picks for whoever the next star that comes available is. And unless that star is Luka, Jokic, Giannis, or Jason Tatum, or Joel Embiid, it's going to be the worst move the Knicks could ever do because they're going to fucking bust their nut and, and never win anything. And it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be the same thing all over again. Um, so, But if they are smart and they save the picks for a real superstar like a Luca, like someone that's really going to be a difference maker, maybe they could be that anomaly like the Lakers or the fucking Pistons, but I highly doubt it, bro. That's that's the take. Yo, Ari, what did J.J. Reddick say? Uh, just for the audio, I don't, I don't know what he said. I'll, so I'll, I don't, I'll I don't, post I don't... it on the Jumbotron, but J.J. Reddick said that, in his opinion, the draft is the most important piece of team building, prioritizing right. and, and drafting correctly. The Knicks don't give a fuck about the draft. They punted two years in a row. All right, they're, they're, they 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 were gonna trade the picks for Spider Mitchell. They're, they're, there's talk about it. they traded a pick for Josh Hart. I know everyone loves Josh Hart. He's you know, and I'm not, I'm not even knocking him. It just shows you the difference in philosophy. This team is this team does not want to to go through the process. They want a finished product. They don't want to go through the lumps of developing their own players. They want to buy the the finished product. And when you when you buy the finished product. You know, you're not you're not getting necessarily the best value for them. You get the value by drafting the guy and developing the player. That's where you get the value. That's where you get the bird rights. That's where you get the rookie rookie scale contracts. That's you know that right. that's how it works, man. And JJ Reddick said it's the most important thing. And now the homers and the people that are going to come up here and disagree with me, they're going to be like, "What do you mean, Ari? You know, RJ Barrett's a pick. Emmanuel Quickly's a pick. You know, we draft our guys." And again, obviously, I understand that we draft our guys, but it's about the prioritization. Where do your priorities lie? Do they lie in they the draft or do they lie on, on, on chasing fucking finished product free agents? That's the difference. Yeah. Ari, Yo, Ari, imagine Mikhail Bridges was treated like Kevin Knox. You think they'd be able to get KD right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ari, God. I want to bring this up, Steve. Can I say this? Yes. Ari, you know what they prioritize? Family. Don't even prioritize winning or the youth. They prioritize family, bro. It's true. Jalen Brunson, his dad's on the sideline. Leon Rose signed his godson, and Leon Rose's best friend's Tom Thibodeau and 
the assistant coach that used to be Tom Thibodeau's in Chicago, who is really good friends with him, was Rick Brunson. So they prioritized family and friends. Ari, Ari, real quick. That's true. That is that. That's going to stick to me forever. I'm going to use that rebuttal every time. You should have never gave me that stat. What's that? Tell me. Out of the past 40 years, I'm glad Tremel came back up here too. Out of the past 40 years, all the NBA champions, <clears throat> only two teams won a title without their homegrown star. And those two teams is anomalies in the COVID season, Lakers. In the 2004 Pistons, Tremel, you need to kick rocks. You need to go to Rikers with Tom Thibodeau and Leon Rose. You need to be arrested. I'm sick of hearing about assets. We did not use those assets to get Donovan Mitchell. Spare me your Zach Levine talk. Zach Levine is is led by clutch clients. You better get your CAA pom-poms ready. Go ahead. Yo, 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 yo. So, what's going on, man? Hey, Ari, you know... You know, I appreciate you, man. You know, you're very articulate with your takes. And even though I really, you know, don't agree with your your entire proposition in regards to the Knicks, I respect, you know, how you feel and, and you know, what, what you're saying and the information that you're providing. But here's what I say. When you, when you say that the Knicks are getting ready-made players, ready-made stars. I don't I don't see that. I see them they're they they're trying a new niche that hasn't been really done before, which they're identifying players to acquire that still has potential to grow, that hasn't broken out yet as a player, and they're trying to build from there, right? And at the same time, they're also trying to develop the players that they do have. And I get, I get uh, your point about prioritization, right? Um, but along the lines of prioritization, we have to understand that it's up to those draft picks to live up to those standards. That's popular. Right? So, so let me RJ stop you right Barrett. there. Let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. Let me just say this about RJ Barrett. Let me just say this about RJ Barrett because you know, you know how I feel about RJ, right? I'm an RJ guy. Okay. Right? But RJ has to do the work to get better. What? He, he has been prioritized. No. He's, he's, he's. I heard enough. <laughs> Yo, Terrell, this is not. ACDA, bro. This is not Sean's bro. No, he's not, bro. You're not going to just get up here and lie like that, bro. That's a lie. That's a lie. I'm a Knicks. I, I watch every game. Stop. Do not ever come up here and say that ever again. You not like not to me. You better do keep that shit on KCDA. Where you got all the company men and all those other guys. Whoop de doo. Everything. Keep that over there. Not with me. Do not say R.J. Barrett was prioritized at any time this past four years. If you say that again, fuck you. Because you're dead yo, lying right yo, now. Yo, see, that's the you're thing. dead lying right now. That's a lie. That's a lie. You the mute button. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the only way you can rebuttal anything that I say. Is with what? the mute button. Because you can't articulate a basketball rebuttal. 
No, no, no. Answer the question. It's the mute button. Answer this question. You ever but watched listen, the Titans? You ever watched the Titans? No, no, no. Fuck RJ. Fuck RJ. Fuck RJ. He's been given a green light. Tramel. They put the ball Tramel. in his Have you ever watched Team Titans? Yes or no? Fuck RJ right now. Have you ever watched Team Titans? I'm going to assume no. I feel like Control Freak from Team Titans. If you want to be Control Freak, you need the host of space. So you can mute me, or you could come up here and be my co-host, so you ain't got to be muted. That's what you could do. You in my crib. You can't lie like that and say R.J. Barrett was prioritized at any time. That in these past four years. They tried to trade him this summer. Don't lie like that. That's a lie. That's why I'm mad with you right now. You tried to lie. Fuck me muting you. You tried to lie. That's a lie. Come on, bro. How how has he not been prioritized? My when, yo, my. when he's able to take almost twenty shots a game, yo, smoother south. Have this they, they, they I'm move, good. They I'm... move. They move Quentin Grimes over to guard the best perimeter defender to to relieve some pressure from RJ. And that was dumb as what shit. What more? What more do you want them to do? Oh my to God. show that they believe in RJ. No, it's up to RJ no. to show that he believes in RJ. You know what I'm saying? So oh. I'm not going to put RJ's failures on anybody but RJ right now. Yo, he has so to play better. This is why I call he, you he a better, He better man. get his ass in the gym and so he, get his jump shot together. What? He better get in the gym and get his jump shot together. What about Tim going to his fucking offense and giving me a better offense? Why are you trying to deflect, deflect criticism from your fucking management and try to put it on R.J. Barrett? Then you come up here and say he was prioritized. Prioritized to do what? To do what? You pissing me off right now. To do what? He was prioritized. When? To have the opportunities afforded to him when? as a three pick. What do you when? mean? When? This season. No. This season. Yo, this nigga. Yo, this yo. season. Smooth. This Smooth. season. They oh, put the ball in his hands. When? He, when? He's getting shot opportunities. When? When? He mean? has a lower when? usage rate this season than last season. What the fuck are you talking about? In in the second half of last season as well. Because like, fucking Julius Randle was out for a month, bro. The second half last season as well, he got because Randle didn't play the second listen, half of last listen, season. Man, listen, you the type, you the type of guy who, if me and you was to go on a crime spree, get caught, you would be the one snitching, saying it was Tremel. Tremel did you dumb as shit. You dumb as shit. Because you don't want to You dumb as shit. Yo, yo. You don't, don't want to give RJ no accountability. What? So I call him Ruben Patterson, my nigga. You give accountability to everybody else but him. Listen, yeah. his jump shot right yo, this, now yo, this needs to be fixed. Yo, somebody else. He got to do what he got to do. Brownsville. Yo, All right, Smooth. Go, go for it. Somebody else talk, man. Yo, somebody else be a co-host and somebody else talk. I, I heard enough from Tremel. He pissed me off. I'm all co-host. Find me the co-host. I'm not finished with him. If you broke, go to work. Make that big booty work. Make that big booty work. Don't talk. Can I touch that booty? That booty? That big old booty? Shake that booty? Can I lay on them booty? Mike Tyson on them booty? Cover right there. 
Oh my God, the ass shaking that I've been hearing from some of these takes, yo. What? Yeah, I think I need to restore order, man. Captain Smooth was back in the building. Yeah, you. <laughs> the ground been shaking, Smooth. Like, yeah, like my wifey was like, yo, did you did you feel that earthquake? I said, no, nah, it's just a mix, man. <laughs> yo. Oh, shit. Yo, the ass shaking here, so bro. So, Jamel told me I'll sneak. Cause he's trying to defend this white sixty-five-year-old white man. So, so I'm, here. I'm a. I, man, let me, no, let me be, let me. Hold on, let me be objective. Let me. Hold on, Brownsville. Y'all can talk about Brownsville. Y'all can talk about all this other bullshit, but talk. Hold about on, Brownsville. Like let me, let me be objective. Did. That's what let I me, want you to do. Talk let about me be objective, okay? So, so I'm gonna be objective about RJ, right? And I'm gonna just be objective about the team. But there's some mad shit going on here. Now, I do agree. With you, that he has to get better, okay? Because what ass shaking? What, what are you talking I'm about? I'm just saying shaking? in general, in what terms of Nick's Twitter, so it's a lot of ass shit going on. On the no, what I'm saying, no, no, what I'm saying is after I t- said my take, you played the ass. Oh yeah, because that's my model for so every I'm, I'm take. Oh, you. so you don't get it? So, so, so hold on, you don't, you don't. Hold, hold, can I speak, bro? God damn, like relax, bro. So, first of all. I started a new trend recently that every time I do a tech, I'm going to play an ass shaking song. So it's nothing towards you, but that's just how I roll now because on Twitter, it's just a lot of ass shaking. So every tech that I do, it's going to be some twerk music. So, I mean, it, so, so okay. So it's a, it's a Barnum and Bailey circus act. Okay, I mean, whatever you say, but anyway, uh, so as far as RJ, um, so look, I ain't gonna lie, he do need to get better. So I do agree that he has to get better because his fucking jump shot is, is trash. I'm not gonna lie to you. But the one thing I will say that, say is that it's never been his team. It's never been his team. So we haven't done enough to, you know, really give him the keys so we can see how good he can be, right? But I'm not gonna absolve him saying like, yo, you need to step your fucking game up because his defense is being trash. His jump shot is trash. You know, he he's always getting his, shut, his shit punched at the rim. So I'm not one of those fans that's gonna kiss yet kiss kiss his ass and say like oh you know he he's fine don't worry about it like no you were the third overall pick and you're playing like you got drafted in the 20s like I I, I hate to say it but you gotta step your fucking game up bro because now we can't give him the excuses that oh you know he's just having you know a, a rough month or two like no bro Julius Randle balling as much as I don't like it but he balling Jalen Brunson. So where are you disagreeing with me? Because you where said you because you said that you know you said that you know it, it was his team, and I'm telling you, it never was. It's never been his team ever. I never said it was his. You team. just said that not even five minutes ago, bro. I, yo, I want to be clear. I said he was. I love Tramel. He was I a pri- was prioritized. A, when was he wait, prioritized? Though it was always Julius Randle's team until Brunson got here. Now it's Brunson's team. When was he really prioritized to say, like, the seriously, like, objectively? I'm not even trying to argue. When did the Knicks ever, when did the listen, Knicks, and listen, listen, I'm not talking about the shots. Listen. I'm not even talking about the, when, I'm talking, I'm talking Right, right, right. Ball. So when have the Knicks so ever said, RJ, here goes the keys. We're going to prioritize you over everybody else. When have the Knicks ever done that, bro? They've never done. See, I can tell. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you some game, right? Talk to me. So I'm talking the street. So. So, so when you from the street, right, and you step out on the porch, right, that nobody just gives you the keys and say, "Hey, go get the keys." You gotta oh, take come that on, shit. bro. He was you know supposed to I'm get saying? the keys as soon as he got oh, drafted, bro. Come on. 
you gotta show, you gotta show. You bro, gotta they show were giving the keys to Marcus Morris in his rookie year, bro. Like, come on, they never did that for RJ. Come on, bro. They never gave no keys to Marcus. Bro, he was taking most of the shots when he was here. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? Yeah, because he, he was the most reliable. Oh, come on, like, bro. <laughs> all right, man. All right. Yo, but Brownsville, that, that's the key right there, dude. You just said the key right there. Yes, Marcus Morris is, was more reliable than R.J. Barrett. It's understandable to sense why he would get more shots. But a rebuilding team doesn't go for the most reliable guy. A rebuilding team invests in their youth, and they deal with the consequences. And That's I agree the with difference. That, I didn't want them to sign Marcus Morris. I didn't think that was a, a good decision. So I we agree there. I, what I'm trying to figure out is – where smooth disagrees with me because Ari, I want to, I want to ask you something. Right. And when it comes to RJ Barrett, right. What more can you do? Give him the ball, put him in, in positions for him to be the best version of himself and ask him to deliver. Because if he did that, right. When he got his opportunities, we wouldn't even be having this discussion. When did he get those opportunities, bro? You bullshit. Yo, OG, I'm talking to a delusional Nick fan right here, right? And I, sometimes I, I hate talking to some of these dudes, man. Because they, they, the dude, this Jalen Brunson shit, this Brunson and Randall going to be be a part of a championship team. I hate that. Same. So, so you up here on wax in a, a, a publicly recorded space. And you're gonna have the audacity. Wait, hold on, real quick. Hold on, hold on, Jamal. That that RJ was not. Hold on, hold on, real quick. Hold, hold on, hold on, real quick. That's the conversation we having right now. Is if Randall and Brunson's your team's two best players, they're not winning a championship. You done watch basketball more than I've been in my father's nuts. No. All right then. So then, so then, that's the point that I'm trying to explain to this guy. That they're further. They're far. Nineteen eighty-three. Yes. I was six years, seven, six years. So whatever age I was. Nineteen eighty-three to now, bro. Uh huh. Never. Never. You gotta have a star. But then the next question is, how can the Knicks get that star? I mean, that's something else. We can get the star, but that delusional talk gotta stop, bro. All right, man. Y'all <laughs> I've been trying to get them to stop for weeks, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting ready. I've been trying. To, yo, listen, man. These dudes, y'all gotta stop this shit, man. Yo, I, 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 oh, oh, all right, so Jermaine, all right, all right. Go ahead, Ari. My bad. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, to, to like, if you look at the number three picks, Lamelo Ball. Luka Doncic, Tatum and Jalen Brown, Embiid, those teams were built around them. Like, they are the fucking sun, and every other player is the planet revolving around them. Rebuilding teams don't sign Julius Randle to borderline max money, then clear cap space and trade draft picks to sign Jalen Brunson to borderline max money to make their third overall pick the third option. To Brownsville's point, he obviously listen. I'm not a big RJ guy. Like South knows, I'm I, I'm not I don't I'm not that high on him. But a 
a rebuilding team doesn't give a fuck <laughs> if you're more reliable or not, or if you're better or not. They invest the time can I, and can energy. Can I ask you a question? Can yeah. I ask you a question, Ari? Yeah. Um, give Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley the keys. Evan Mobley's a big man. That's a completely different situation. It's 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 hard. It's hard for a big guy unless you're like a superstar like Joel Embiid or Jokic. It's hard for a big guy to have the keys in today's NBA. It's not the '90s. He tried to sneak that in. Yes there. or no question. It was a yes or no question. Exactly. Hey, give him the keys. He tried to sneak that in there. Um, I think I think Evan Mobley gets. I mean, listen, he's not a. You know the Cavs. The Cavs are not rebuilding. The Cavs are making a mistake. Also, I think that's my argument. They're making win now moves. They traded their future for Spider Mitchell. They're trying to cheat the process, and that's why they're in a fuck situation. That team's a five seed for the next four years until until Spider leaves. They have no way to improve their team. I'm just talking about like philosophy. Also, the key. Hold on. He was not perfect, so I can't hear what perfect. you're saying. Hold on, dip. You're muffled. Dip. I don't know. Dip. What, yeah. Where the fuck you at? You in, you in Central Park pool, brother? What the fuck you fuck we doing, dip? Hold on, hold on. I got headphones on. Hold on. I'm like, what the fuck, man? You sound on the wall. I appreciate you guys all joining in. All right. I no, what, what I was saying oh, is oh, okay. the Mobile thing right. is different because Garland was the fourth pick and he has the key. So they have the fourth pick, the third pick, and now they went and get the Spider Mitchell. So. They have their whole nucleus together. Yeah, but they're fucked. They're fucked. They're in a shitty... They're, they're not, they don't have enough, dude. They're yo, fucked. Yo, Ari, I say this to you. I don't want to say that yet they play a season. Yeah, I, I disagree with your take, Ari. I think you're horrifically wrong about Cleveland. Um, the only reason why I disagree with your take... Yo, what's up, bro? I'm staying away from FanDuel. Fuck FanDuel. <laughs> but, but the reason why I said I, I disagree with your take about um, Cleveland, I view Donovan Mitchell as a championship... Uh, I view him as a championship one. I don't. I don't think other people view him as that, but I view him firmly as a one. I think Garland is a good. He's a good possible two or three. But I think the the person that will make everything go for them is Evan Mobley. How good is Evan Mobley, and where, like, what's his development going to be like? So I think Cleveland is in a good spot. I make that trade nine times out of ten for Donovan Mitchell if I'm Cleveland every time. I'm making that. Day. I mean, Cleveland has to do. I. I mean, listen, they're in a tough spot because they're not. They're not a free agent destination, obviously. And, um, but I just think that it was a pre. I think it was a premature win now move for them. I don't think they're going to get enough, dude. I don't. I don't think they have enough to compete with. Yo, bro, stay, stay. I disagree with you, bro. I don't think Donovan. I, from what I'm seeing right now, anyways, from this Cavs season, this is going based off of what I'm seeing. He doesn't look like a number one option on a championship team. He looks like a number two. A real good number two, but he's not a number one man. He just—he doesn't seem like he has that that knack to lead a team to where it needs to go. Like there's only a few players you can name in the league right now that can actually command the team to do that at will. There's not a many t- people who can do that, and he's not one of them. Uh, he's definitely a strong two, and if he was on the Knicks, I mean, the Knicks would imagine if you swapped RJ for for Donovan right now. If that was the trade that happened, right? Where the hell would we be? Right now we're the sixth seed, and we're and imagine Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell together. Uh, oh my God, can you imagine that? Like the one of the best small guards, and probably Donovan Mitchell played the point in that regard. Holy sh- could, state! Could you could you close your eyes and imagine <laughs> what that would have looked like? But I think I think Cleveland's better. Told you that already. 
I can't imagine any any envision that's RJ's off the team. I'm not trading RJ Barrett, man. So well, let me let you say. Let me say as well too. I don't want to trade RJ Barrett, and I think I want to make this clear. You can criticize RJ Barrett, and you've been doing it, by the way, um, and still not want to trade him, right? It's okay to it's okay to say that. I don't want to trade RJ Barrett. He's 22 years old. I think that he still has more to give. The problem for me with RJ Barrett is, and stay, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. He falls in love with the three too much, bro. Like, he, he starts to take that shot. R.J. Barrett is strong, bro. He doesn't have a bag like that, but his strength is probably one of his biggest things to, to use, and he doesn't use it like that. And the thing is with him, his free throws got better this year. So technically what you should do if you're Barrett is attack and drive. Attack and drive. This man was missing. He couldn't even hit Iron State in the Atlanta game, and he was open wide. And could not even hit iron oh, from three. And that's my thing. Oh, with RJ, and that, that's why I'm diametrically opposed to any position that says just because you was a first pick, a second pick, or a third pick, you automatically handed the keys to the franchise. I don't agree with that bullshit. You got to show that you're going to be consistent. To me, consistency is key, right? And that's my criticism of RJ Barrett. He has been inconsistent. And until he finds consistency, that's when we can start talking about having a conversation of propelling him and putting him in a position to where he's the number one option. You see, he now you what that mean, though? What that means? You, you're moving the goalpost. And what does that mean? Because you just say, Tremel, this is not a company man space, bro. <laughs> like, I don't know, Lee. Like, you said, like, stop trying to give. The, the 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 meal, but then leave out the 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 dessert. Like you trying to do that a lot. What 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 did I leave out? What what what, what are you not understanding? <laughs> what would make him consistent? Because he averaged twenty points his whole career. So what 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 is? I'm not it talking that? about okay. What what, what his efficiency, what bro? Get out of here with this, yo. Get out of here with that, man. Not only not only his efficiency, but his 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 def- level of effort on a defensive end. At the end of last season, right, he was his matrix. I got a gone, gone. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Call that came in, but last year, right toward the end of the last season, he was trending up defensively. This year, he's trending down. Right, that's lack of consistency. You know what I'm saying? Where is the effort? to continue to bring that same level of activity on both ends every night. So, to so, me, so, to me, that's... No that's lies detected. Biggest, that's my biggest criticism in regards to R.J. Barrett, and that's why I'm diametrically opposed to saying, hey, just because a guy was a certain pick, you need to give him right. the keys. Nah, I'm from, I'm from an era to where you go to the hole, you go to whatever court, and it don't matter where the fuck you from. It don't matter where you play. We roll a ball out, and whoever show they got the most skills and the most consistency, that's going to be the dude we're going to be delivering the ball to and say, hey, you take us to this victory. Not some bullshit, oh, he played for Lincoln. Oh, he played for Grady. Give him the ball. Nah, you got to show that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know that's about spitting, that. That's bro. That's spitting, brother. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't agree with that, really. Cause if, if, that, if that's the case yeah. – then Steph Curry would have never been Steph Curry. Kawhi Leonard would have never been Kawhi Leonard. Giannis didn't show shit in his first couple of years. 
bro, development takes time. These guys are fucking 19 years old, all right? They're barely able to drive when they come into the fucking NBA, let alone drink, right? And part of development is having the patience. Knicks fans don't have patience, right? Now, to forget about that. Now, to, to, to the home, to, all right, to Brownsville and Knicks recap, you guys don't want to trade. Well, Brownsville sounds like he wants to trade RJ, but if you're not trading RJ Barrett. Hey, Ari, Ari, I'm going to correct you on that. I do not want to trade R.J. Barrett. I so how does the team get better? Here's, here's, okay, here's here's my plan, right? If if I can do it my way. Yes, here. Is to continue to talent, continue to be opportunistic on on adding players to raise our floor and ceiling, and until one of these three players, because I think these these three players at some point within the next two to three years are going to become available. And that's Luca because the Kyrie situation is not going to work, in my opinion. That's Jalen Brown because there's no way he's staying in motherfucking Boston, Massachusetts. No way Jalen Brown is staying there. And SGA, I don't believe uh, that long, frail dude, Chet, is going to work. And I think at some point he's going to ax out of that situation. So one of those three players just continue to develop, continue to build your team. One of those three players are going to become available. That's when you strike. That's what I think. The, that's what I think. Uh, that's what I think. Uh, the Knicks front office is thinking, and from the, from from basically every move that they've made, all you know these win now moves and prioritizing winning now over development. I think that is. That would be the best case scenario for what the Knicks for the, what the Knicks front office is trying to do. Worst case scenario is trade all the pick, trade half the picks and players for like Zach Levine or Carl Anthony Towns. But like that. now, Ari, do you think they're gonna do that though? Because given the you know 100, the one hundred thousand percent, they're gonna do that. Do you, do you think they're gonna throw on, the picks on. away? Hold on, hold on, real quick. Um, we gotta be respectful. We 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 Jalen Iverson right now. We Jalen Moody and right now. We hogging the fucking ball. OG doctor, OG doctor. I, I see a hand raised for about 15 minutes. I'm so sorry that we didn't get you in here earlier. We just love, everybody loves to talk. Everybody got on a panel. But if you're around, I would like for you to unmute yourself, bro, so we can hear you. Thank you, brother. I'm so sorry for just waiting this long, bro. Nah, it's all, it's all, it's all good, State. Yo, yo, State, I appreciate you. Everything you do, first time up on your stage. Uh, listen, I've been. <laughs> Yeah, and I appreciate everything you're doing. Shout out to the room. Shout out to the heavy hitters. State, like, I got a question for you real quick. You're familiar with the concept, two things to be true at once, right? <laughs> yeah, let's go, OG. <laughs> you're, you're familiar with that, right? Yes, I am. I, uh, I mean, listen, we we have we have all deserved to see something good with the Knicks. But yesterday was nasty, bro. <laughs> yesterday was so nasty. I get it. I get the excitement. However, these niggas still got to show me something, right? We we starting to get there. We starting to build. We still got to show me something. So let me let me let me let me cook for a second, right? Yes, yes, the Knicks have made much improvements from last year, right? We could we could all agree with that. Yes, Randall's playing better, and at times playing more controlled ball of late, right? Just a small sample size, playing a little bit more controlled ball. Yes, there's promise with the young guys on the team. Quickly, Sims, Mitch, RJ, Obi, Grimes, right? We get at a small, small sample size, and of course, over their careers, 
there's promise with them. Yes, this team is giving the franchise something to be excited about since the mellow Knicks take ever. Yes, Brunson has been the most important free agent signing in recent years. Yes, Josh Hart brings an intangible to this team that was missing for half of the season. However, <laughs> however, no, this Knicks team is not ready to make a significant push to the upper tiers of the East and the rest of the league. No, Brandon and Brunson aren't the set of pieces of a championship team. No, our young talent isn't developing at the rate that the Knicks should be. Why? Because the Knicks don't have an infrastructure to develop young talent. It took 23 years to re-sign our first-round draft pick, was R.J. Barrett. It's 24 years before they signed, they re-signed Mitchell Robinson as a second-round draft pick. The Knicks have drafted 24 players in 23 years before re-signing anybody to a rookie extension. They drafted 22 players in the second round before re-signing Mitchell Robinson in that same period. A total of 74 players drafted by the Knicks in 23 years before we resign anybody to a rookie extension. Now, how are you telling me that this 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 team, this franchise is developing young players when they don't believe in it? It's it's right there. Right? This is this is from an article from the Atlantic in 2020, 2022 that shows it and lists all the names. Ariza, David Lee, all the likes, Wilson Chandler. Those guys were drafted by the Knicks. Good players, solid role players, eventually traded away to make a big deal. And we're still not learning from, from that history. But let me let me land the plan here. Yesterday was very interesting because there was a piece that came out. And uh, I think I see Jay from Florida. I see Jay from Florida here. Uh, and I, I constantly hear you say this, that Nick fans don't read. And I... I you know what? <laughs> Nick fans don't read. And Jake, I think I think yesterday was the, the perfect example of that, right? Yesterday I saw Ralph Cantor, right, put out the piece of from SNY Yahoo Sports. How concerned should Knicks be about RJ Barrett's struggles and what the ripple effects could be? Long story short, everybody that that's out there, everybody should go read it. They should absolutely go read it. Because basically Basically, the article kind of coalesced exactly what Ari said two months ago by RJ with stacks and facts about how concerned they should be. This front office should be. Say, you, 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 you mess with football, right? Yes, sir. Okay. What is, what is, what happens to a, a, a franchise, an NFL franchise? And this is, this is just a comparison. What happens to an NFL franchise when they miss on a quarterback in the first round? Damn. What happens to? You are set back for a couple of years unless you have an elite defense and you could go out and you could get or a have an elite coach. And you or still you still don't win a chip either way though. No, no, you can you can. Um, but Trent Dilfer, your defense, defense got to be it. It's it's not about football is kind of different because football you can you come in a league and you know who's generational or not, right? You right. can see it in the eye test basketball. Right. You can turn yourself into a generational prospect, a la like Kawhi Leonard and, and Giannis and other prospects. But I understand the point that you just said, though, and I, I like that point. But keep going. Keep cooking. No, I mean, listen, I, I think that that is that is my comp, right? That is my mm-hmm. comp for looking at the R.J. Barrett situation. He mm-hmm. was a top he was a top pick. The team 
has seemingly invested in him, right? I think halfway, right? Because they did try to trade him last year. But, you know, listen, I think RJ, RJ is, is, is who he is, right? And, I, I, and I, not to say that he's not going to be better, but who we want him to be, he's never going to be. Because the comparison to, you know, the draft class of Ja and Zion, he's never going to be that generational talent. And that's that's not a slight at RJ. It's just it's just speaking the truth. So let me and give, I don't I, let I don't understand. Let me give you a truth real quick. Sometimes in life, God gives you a path that you need to go on, not the path that you want to be on. Right? Facts. So when we got that third overall pick, you know why I would never complain about that pick? And shout out to Dip because me and Dip, we've been playing two K for years, man. My name Dip, you know my man Cal, man Cal. The reason why I started this podcast, but when you like. Just going back even oh my god, her ass is fat. Oh my god. <laughs> I got thrown nah, bro. <laughs> oh god goodness. Uh, say what you was about to say. My fault. She threw me off, man. Oh my goodness. Good evening, miss. How you doing? Yo, Drewski, you killing it, bro. You killing it. Yo. I, yeah, I'm, I'm listen, I keep on hearing objectivity from this yeah, fan base saying my guy. This this is what's needed. I mean, it, listen. You paint a good I'm picture of both fan sides, man. You paint a good picture for both people because if you follow one side and the other side, you kind of uh, speak to both. So it's pretty cool, man. Keep going. Yeah, listen. I, listen. I want. I want. Listen. We we all we all want to see this this team win a championship, right? But I I can't I can't go all the way in with this franchise because they they've already shown me who they are, right? Right. I mean, even, 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 even I went down the rabbit hole of, you know, looking at the the fact that Tibbs Tibbs is going to be forever bulletproof because this this franchise this organization laid in front of the line not only twice but three times for Isaiah Thomas and you can't, yo, can you imagine can you imagine Isaiah Thomas in twenty twenty three Me Too context? Nah, I can't because he. I'll put it to you like this. The Knicks would never allow something like that to get out now. Um, I'll give you an example. Chris Porzingis. It was mm. rumored. It's just oh, rumored yep. Mm-hmm. That he went through these allegations. My fault, OG. My bad. That's my fault. Um, no, no, no. No, you go ahead. No, no. I was talking to um, one of the older workers at my job, OG. <laughs> but, um, you know, Isaiah Thomas went through allegations. He went through uh, sexual allegations or whatnot. And we did not really hear about that shit in the public. And the reason why is because this white man in James Dolan protected this black man in Isaiah Thomas from those allegations. This is why, me personally, I fucks with James Dolan. I have no problem with James Dolan. I just have a problem with the people he hires. I have no problem with that man. But And another thing, too, is that, that kills me. I don't like the way the Knicks do business, bro. Like, I really don't like that shit, bro. Like, for example, we had all these stupid-ass fuckboy questions about Cam Reddish. And Tramel, you're one of those people. Like, I'm still pissed off with you about Cam Reddish because you bring him up every fucking day. But we asked these stupid-ass questions about Cam Reddish. Can, is, is Cam Reddish, does he have the heart to play? Is he a hard worker? Is he this? He got to earn his minutes. He got to earn practice. Ah, ah, ah. Tim's told you suck my dick. Because as soon as Josh Hart came here, Josh Hart was playing. So that was a bunch of malarkey, poppycock, Negroes was lying. This is some bullshit. 
That's why I still don't respect Josh Hart minutes. Like, I fuck with Josh Hart. He's cool and all, but he, he, that's Josh Hart. That shit is actually funny because I, I do remember. I, I remember. I remember at the beginning of the season talking about meritocracy. It was like, wait, what are we talking about meritocracy? Why, you, you, you lied. This front office once again continues to lie straight through the teeth to the fans. And, you know, I got a you know, beef with Alan Hahn about that about meritocracy. I had a whole beef with Alan Hahn on Knicks Fan TV, and I and he ended up apologizing to me. But um, yeah, I mean, listen. Can't hold people to different standards, uh, Drewski. I, I, you have a great take. The thing about you is that you're very balanced in your approach, right? If you ask the homers, like, they, they, they don't concede anything, the homers, right? Everything is sunshine and rainbows. Everything's beautiful. We're going to sign everyone. We're going to fucking go to the second round. Then we're going to go to the third round. And then everything's good. Even the most toxic motherfuckers out here, probably south, will admit that the Knicks are playing well, that Jalen Brunson's a baller, that fucking Emmanuel quickly stepping up, that this is the best that we have options, we have draft picks. Like, because he's not a fucking idiot, and he's an intellectually honest person. The people like us, we're concerned because, to State's points, and this is a great point you made, State, if the Knicks have a little bit of success in the playoffs, it's going to make them think that they're closer than what they are, and they're going to be more likely to make that fucking dumbass. Like, dude, God, listen. Let's say somehow miraculously Jalen Brunson continues his play and Julius Randle plays like, plays like fucking Shaq, and the Knicks make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, let's say. Not going to happen. We know that. But let's say it happens, right? Your typical casual fan will be like, oh, my God, like, we're so close, right? And what will end up happening is Leon Rose will literally trade the picks and everything for Zach Levine. And then what will end up happening is our whole future will be mortgaged. Ari, Ari, Zach Levine is clutch. Stop saying Zach Levine. He's clutch. He's a clutch client, Ari. We not doing Whatever. Call Anthony Towns. I don't even know who's CAA, dude, but it's like whatever it is. It's going to make them more likely to mortgage the future. And that is my concern. Like, I'm ha- And the reason why I'm so pissed about this Josh Hart trade is not because I don't think Josh Hart's a good player or a bad player. It's not no, you gave, him, you gave him two first round picks for him. That, that yeah, doesn't make it, any it doesn't make you, sense. It shows you the mentality of the team. They're not, in, they're not interested in developing, developing players, they want the finished product. They're willing to sell a piece of their future to. Maybe win an extra game or two. It's it's it just shows you the mentality of the team. And when you don't invest in your the draft and development, like you look at all these teams, dude. If you invest in the draft and development, you could either you know get a superstar and, and invest in him and build around him, or you could trade that super that 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 young piece and get more draft picks and more compensation. But if you're always the buyer, right? If you're always buying at the top, buying the superstar. Buying the 27, 28-year-old who's in their prime. You're always the buyer. You're always paying a premium. Yo, Ari, can you, can you, Stupid. Ari, can you run point guard? Can, Ari, can you run point guard for like 15 minutes? I yeah, I'll run, run I'll, I'll run some point guard for 15 hey. minutes. I was a point, oh, I was a lead point guard when I was when I was younger until I tore my Achilles. Um, recap, what's popping? Yo, listen, man. Ari, you know, <clears throat> me and you go a little bit back and forth because I think that we have a difference of opinion when it comes to the draft pick. Listen, um, I told you – I told you before that uh, that at the end of the day, I believe that with our draft picks, 
regardless of the sweeteners is what I'm going to call them because that's exactly what they are. Those picks collectively will not get you a star. Anybody who's going to trade for us and wants a significant piece or a star, you're going to have to trade the Knicks picks because there's nothing more valuable in the league right now than New York Knicks picks. So that's always going to be attached, likely unprotected to get a star. To your point, if they get to second round this year, um, I think Leon Rose does make a move. But here's the thing, Ari, and this is what I want to throw at you. This man had chances, according to reports, right? This is all we can go off of. That he wanted to make a move for some stars like, you know, Levine. He was talking to the Jazz again regarding, you know, Beasley and um, what's his face? Uh, who just went to the Lakers? Help me out, Ari. I thought they were going after Beasley and Clarkson. Oh, Beasley and the other guy, though, they got traded, though. I'm trying to remember his name. Vanderbilt. There you go, Vanderbilt. Right. Uh, so those two got uh, obviously got pushed over. So I'm thinking to myself now, he had a chance to make these moves. He obviously had a chance to get Donovan Mitchell, right? But that whole thing stalled out because they didn't want to, you know, get rid of another pick, right? So what it tells me is he's willing to, to make a trade, but he's not willing to make it so that it comes off where the Knicks look like they've given everything away. He, he seems to have put a line at some point. So I think in that regard, right? Because again, he had a chance to do this already and he didn't do it. So to your point, you're saying that if you get the second round this year, he'll make a trade. I agree with you. But in your opinion, you sound like you think they're going to trade like the next five uh, first round picks away for a superstar. Like I'm trying to understand what, 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 you, what is the concern from your air? I think if you do RJ for Zach Levine, that'll be the terrible trade that you do because Zach Levine doesn't look like the same Zach Levine when I look, watch him. And RJ, like, I always look at this is not our year, right? So our year, if anything, is going to be three years from now or five years from now. So I want to see how any player we acquire is going to be three years from now. Three years from now, I think RJ Barrett is going to be better than Zach Levine. Five years from now, I know he's going to be better than Zach Levine. So any trade that's like that. I don't know about that, but um, I think you're in the matrix also, a Dip. Um, but yeah, definitely didn't say anything about trading RJ Barrett. By but, the way, that's um, that's not even in my yeah. But Ari, go ahead. I, listen, um, the question like what trade would be like that type of trade? I don't think they're gonna like ever trade all the first round picks because they could have did it for Donovan Mitchell. Oh, dude, they're they're 100 gonna do that at some point. I'm telling you. But what? Right but, now. but why do that's you think so? Way. Given that's the only way, that's but the, they haven't done it, Ari. He had chances to do it. Why didn't no, he do it then, Ari? No, listen. So what happened with Utah is that. Danny Ainge didn't want to fuck with Leon Rose and the Knicks, dude. That was what ended up happening. There was reports saying that they gave, they were willing to give up like multiple young guys and multiple first round picks, and Danny Ainge didn't want to fuck with them because um, of just the way they do business, right? That was one. Sorry, of, don't forget they went to that playoff, the game playoff game in Dallas, right, right, right. Like yes. and both teams didn't like that shit. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. They were again, you're spec again speculation though. Like I can say the same thing, right? Because you have not a report. Speculation. There's multiple oh reports my god! That and there's have. other reports as well too, man. There's other reports as well that they did offer these things, and he drew a line in regards to the picks that he was willing to give. That was reported by Ian Bagley as well. I mean, are we gonna? Bro, are we not gonna deny recap, that as well? Man, we can't say that when Leon wrote has made a career as a Knicks uh, president of basketball operations by giving away picks to get out of his bad contract. And then we're going to say he don't want to give away picks. That doesn't we're talking sense. about stars. We're talking no, about no, trading no, no, no. for stars. So. Listen, listen, all right. To, to recap to your point, to, to South's point, 
clearly they don't value the picks that much because they just traded one for fucking Josh Hart, okay? And they used some of those picks to fucking, you know, the Cam Reddish situation with the whole thing and all that stuff, right? So they don't value it that much, right? There were multiple reports saying that they were willing to to give up like RJ Mitt like a lot, right? Now, listen, that's speculation maybe, but even if the fact that it was even like like he was paying way like that's way too much, right? Like it's not even close that type that that type of thing. And I just know that this team has no other avenue of improving themselves because now we're not going to get a top pick. We're not going to get in the lottery. We're not going to win a championship this year either, right? And we're salary capped out, and half the fucking fan base wants to sign all these guys to go into luxury tax and repeater tax. You have no way to improve this team besides trading for a superstar. That's the only way this team could do it at this point. That's it. So, so what is the what is the then what is the move? How many first round picks you're talking about? What five, six? What are we talking about? I mean, it depends who the player is, dude. I have no idea. I don't know. Again, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do this. At, like this is not my. I wouldn't do whatever they're doing right now. I wouldn't do any of it. But I'm saying this is the. the, the they made the bed. They sleep in it. This is what the Knicks have to do. There's no other way. You're not signing anyone. You're not getting a top lottery pick, right? So you have to trade. Now listen. I think if you if your plan is to trade, and it seems seems like it's the plan, then I fuck with Brownsville's idea. At least wait till it's a fucking Luca or it's a fucking Tatum or it's someone like that, which which requires patience, right? Like like listen for Luca, you trade everything. It doesn't fucking matter. Luca, like you know whatever, right? That's all right. I'm okay with that type of move if it's Luca, if it's Jokic, if it's Giannis, but if it's fucking. Like, even, like, Donovan Mitchell, like, eh, like, he's on the border, I guess. But, like, I, you know, don't... If just- you added Donovan Mitchell to this team, and, and again, I'm not saying to do this, but if they did it, right, and RJ left, and you added Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell to this team, right now, where are they? So, so four seed. A little better. Wait, okay. Uh, All right. But, but hold on. But, but, but uh, Ari, uh, let me just say something. In the South, I'll let you go as well. I know we got OG to go. I don't want to hog up the mic here real quick. But, Ari, real quickly, and listen... All I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Like I said before, and I don't want anybody to think me and Ari, you know, are against each other. I respect Ari. I said it from uh, day one. I don't have to disagree with Ari and call him names to go back and forth with him. But Ari, I'm just saying with Leon Rose, he had chances to make these big trade star moves and didn't make them because he had a, a line in the sand that he drew. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, listen, uh, from that point, I'm just saying that he'll gonna, he's going to do the same thing this year. If they go to the second round, he's absolutely going to look for a star this year to trade. I, but I'm saying that in terms of the, the trade itself, I think it's going to be more balanced than you're going to give him credit for because as of right now, he's not made a move that's gotten the Knicks fleeced. I get you didn't like the first round pick that he gave up for Josh Hart, which two by the way, Josh picks, two first round picks, right? Two first round picks. Cause I, yeah, I know. And look, I'm not going to disagree with you with the mismanagement of assets with the first round picks. There's no disagreement that you gave up a first round pick, Kevin Knox to get Cam Reddish and then gave up another first round pick to get off of him. Listen, there's no, there's no going back from that, Noel? right? Didn't Noel? Didn't he have to attach one to get rid of Noel too? He, he, attached, Noel? Mo- he attached multiple second round picks to get her off of. Ex- he actually, yeah. he actually attached multiple second round picks to get off deals that were already expiring. Like I've never heard of anything like that. Like exactly. some of them were expiring. Like it wasn't even the year before. It was like literally two months. But to your point, recap. I understand 
that you say that he's had opportunities to do it and and, and hasn't done it. I'm going to stick, stick with what, what Sal said. And there were numerous reports. And not only that, I hear a team is trading four first-round picks for Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges, I know, I know. Heavily, heavily protected. Yeah, Sounds yeah. kind of New York Knickish to me. So I'm sorry if I have PTSD about what the Knicks have done throughout the organization, but I don't trust it, bro. Fuck it. I hear you. I hear you. Go ahead, South. Hold, hold, hold on. Let me take this angle real quick, right? Yeah, bro. I see the Knicks. I don't like the way they do business, right? But I'm also a Knicks fan where I've seen us get curved for LeBron. We got curved for Durant. We got curved for this player, this set player. It's only one team I would actually legit break this whole team up for, and that's Luka Doncic. Outside of Luka, is there another player state that Giannis. you would take um, and break the team up for? Probably Giannis. Jokic. See, uh, this my different. This is why I Joel. Would you do it for Joel? No, Joel Embiid is a soft African. I don't like Joel Embiid. I think I, I'm Ghanaian. The man sat out out of a playoff game because his fucking stomach hurt, man. I'm good on Joel Embiid, and plus Joel Embiid, I'm not breaking up he he me. hasn't shown me, uh, uh, shown me that he could win one. Thank you, OG. But two, he hasn't shown me that he could be healthy in a whole right. playoff series. So I can't trade. I can't sell a farm for for those guys. When the Knicks say trade for a star, bro, you gotta bring me a star like Steph. You got to really – like, you got to make sure when you get that guy, you in championship contention. Trading for Donovan Mitchell, I feel like Donovan Mitchell was a championship one option because in my mindset, I was saying, hey, look, let's get Donovan. Let's keep RJ. Let's keep Brunson. Let's keep Randall and see where it goes. That was my mindset. I don't think Brunson, Donovan, and Randall would win anything of significance. Um First round, probably, but I don't think they will win nothing of importance. I just want the Knicks to give me more bang for my buck. The last time we traded for a superstar, it was Carmelo Anthony. The reason why the Carmelo Anthony situation fucked up is because when we amnestied Chauncey Billups, we resigned them back. And y'all knew damn well y'all should have amnestied Amari Stoudemire and waited for Chris Paul. That's what the Knicks right, should have did, right, yeah. right? So they did the move backwards. So I'm, I have PST, PSD, whatever that shit is called, because I've seen all the mistakes that they, they've had in the past, and I don't trust this organization to make the right decision in the future. You give me no evidence in the past 22 years of them making the right choices and, 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 and making the right decision. Yo, I was in the car with this same OG I'm with right now, right, during draft night. And I said to OG, I hope they don't pick this dang motherfucker. And OG said to me, yo, they're going to do some stupid shit. Yo, they picked the dang guy. Me and OG laughed for about, yo, yo, how long we was laughing for? Like 20 minutes? Yo, we laughed for mad long straight. We missed the whole interview. Dude, y'all, I got some news. Peace to the room. What's up, I was trying to take a vacation from this next bullshit for fucking All-Star, but... Uh, shout out to Nick's Buzz, man. Nick's Buzz always get Berman on. Berman just did a live interview. And Berman's words verbatim is that Julius Randle is very fond of Jalen Brunson and his leadership. Last year, Julius Randle was very jealous of R.J. Barrett. And Randle prefers R.J. taking a step back. And he prefers Hart, Brunson, and him being the pillars of the franchise. He had Who said it was the big three? I said that shit fucking last week that I was the new big three, brother. Yeah, you did say I that. Y'all. I, 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 I,
Absolutely. Yeah, that was that was that was Burma's word verbatim. That Randall's not interested in RJ Barrett having a role in his team. <clears throat> he likes Brunson, he loves Hart, and he wants to move forward with that big three. He's not interested in RJ. Well, Yo, yo, Jay, yo, send me that information. I'm back on Josh Hart. The big three now, OG, is Josh Hart, fucking Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle. I want you to send me that information, Jay. I'm still still watching the interview, but I I had to hop on after I heard that. I'm still. After I heard that, fuck you, Julius Randle. I'm not giving him no more praise on my timeline. No more. Because this man is trying to get my young man kicked off the team. I don't fuck with Randall, man. You about to be 29 years old, and you still think you a big dog. This man thinks yeah. he, he he could be the big dog on the Knicks, but we ain't going to win shit. Stay, wait, wait till you at least read the report, bro. Wait till you at least read the report, bro. I believe Jay. I don't need to read it. By the way, send me the report, too. I just want to see it. Jay, Jay, can you, can you repeat it? I missed some of it. What, what was the exact uh, report you, you just mentioned? Shot the Knicks buzz. Knicks buzz did the annual uh, all-star interview with Mark Berman. They're doing it right now. It's live. And I'm about eight minutes into the into the into the interview. And that's what he said verbatim. Randall is interested in the heart Brunson and him as the top three of this team. He's not interested in RJ. He never was last year. He was just RJ. And he got an issue. So that's what Berman said. Do you think behind the scenes? Just behind the scenes. You think RJ Barrett and Randall got into an argument? No, I just I don't think RJ is an argumentative type, bro. I just think that last year he was growing so fast and he had so much support in the fan base that Randall probably didn't appreciate that shit. And now he don't got to really compete with Brunson because Brunson just came to the team. So it's like he he probably sees Brunson as his, as his peer. He probably thinks RJ's trash, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Randall. I mean, yo, they going to make me hate Randall again, y'all. And I was just giving him his He playing good, though. I mean, he probably, him and Brunson in the same age range, bro. They, they both 28. What, 27, 28? Uh, Jay? Yo, who is RJ's agent? Jay did this shit on purpose, man, because I, I was... I was Luca's agent. It's Luca's agent. Okay. You did say you wanted something to be mad about, right, Steve? Yo, yo, Jay. Yo, Jay did that shit on purpose, yo. Now I'm pissed off again, man. <laughs> I don't fuck with Randall. Like, I knew he was a snake, man. This little snake bastard. I knew he was on the sideline. Oh, he did the same shit to Kemba. Berman also Why, said that. Berman also said that. Bastard, Berman also said that Thibodeau was upset that, that Brunson wasn't an all-star and thinks that Brunson should have made all-star over Randall. My fucking God. Over. Wow. That's a fact. Yeah. What you say? Who, who, made it over who? He was upset that that Randall made All Star, and he feel like Brunson should have made All Star over Randall. Yo, like Brunson should be home. No, I know that's fake. That's definitely. Uh, um, at some point, man, like the Knicks got to stop with this fuckery. I remember, like two years ago, I was arguing with OG, and I said, "Yo, I said, RJ is is, is the man." I kept telling him, RJ is the man. Know what he told me? Say he gonna never be the man as long as Julius Randle's on this team, man. That was two years ago. Um, if the Knicks are building around Randle and Brunson, we are not winning nothing of importance. I don't give a fuck how how Tremel make it sound good. I don't care. I'm going off of the history of what I've seen. There is no championship team. 
I'm going off the roster. There's no championship team in the past 30 years that's given Randall the fucking ball the way we do. There's no championship team in the past 30 years that's given Brunson the ball. Here's here my the opinion on this, on this whole season. So we always get to these seasons where we get like we get to these spots where we get mad lucky, right? This season, man, the East, bro, the East got so so dismantled during the during the trade deadline. I feel like this is the weakest the East has been in like like maybe like five six years. It's prime for the Knicks to win a playoff series, bro. And it's sad. It's gonna keep. It's just gonna extend the mediocrity. It's gonna extend the bullshit. They're gonna keep their jobs. They're gonna get extensions because the East is so fucking weak, bro. It's so look at the rosters. Look one through eight. Look at the rosters. Look who they're gonna be able to play. Look at who's injured. Look at who got traded. The East is very weak, bro. The East is weak. Um, as as presently constructed, the way that I'm looking at the East right now, all it literally takes is one injury, knock on wood, to a said star player, and any team could literally come out the even the Knicks can come out the East this year. Um all it takes is that luck, man. Every championship team wins behind but, luck. But they're not. But they're not building a team. They're not building a team. It's not sustainable. So that's the problem. So if they get lucky in the playoffs and they win a couple, if they win a series or two, they're gonna double down on this shit. And then when the East gets back, because Detroit gonna make a pick. Detroit's gonna make a hell of a pick. Orlando's gonna make a hell of a pick. Charlotte's gonna make a hell of a pick. It's gonna flip on his head again, and we're gonna be Randall and Brunson while Victor's with Lamelo or Victor's with Cade. And, and they running up on damn. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. Damn, that sounds so fucking scary, like Jay. I don't know, man. It. This is why I wanted to that, tank. This the is what year. happens, bro. This is what happens when you fake compete. The teams. So, mm-hmm. so Charlotte and them got marginal talent. Detroit got marginal talent. Detroit is tanking. They sat K down for a whole year, right? But now yeah. if you add like if you add a blue shipper to these guys, the East gets flipped on his head again. And now the Knicks is back to the eighth seed, and Detroit and Orlando and them is, is pushing up to the five, six, four seed. I'm hoping Adam Silver is smart enough to eliminate the playing, bro, because the playing is ruining the NBA. It's a consolation prize. This should need to be one to agree. It's yeah. twenty teams in a thirty team league. So, hey, hey, man. Jay, Jay, can I ask you a question, Jay? Hold on, hold on, like Jamel. When I'm hearing y'all talk, I'm thinking about Jay Barrett, right? Because if Actually, if he was playing up the number three overall pick standards, I'm just I'm just talking about mm. the standards, right? Mm. Of that we have of number three overall. Pick. I got a number three overall pick. We'll be further along than where we're at right now. I think the the, the talk the talk could be different because RJ's 22. Now, if he's your best player on your team and you got Randall and Brunson, now we can have a different type of conversation. But the Knicks didn't allow RJ Barrett to grow the way I wanted him to. Grow. You know. There's an interview. There's an interview online with Steve Kerr right now that's that's circling, and I think he did like a radio interview in San Francisco, or some shit. And it was like, "Yo, why'd you give him on Wiseman?" He was like, "Yo, I love James, man. I think James is nice. I just don't have the physical reps to invest in him being a winning basketball player. I can't play him because right. I'm I'm contending for a championship. Like, the, nobody on the Knicks has never been that transparent to where we understand what their vision is. And and people have said this whole I've been listening to the space." RJ has never gotten the keys. RJ has never gotten the opportunity. The Knicks don't invest in their youth, bro. They're not going to do that shit, right? They, the Knicks pretend to be the Warriors. The Warriors are actual competitors, right? Actual championship, a championship-level team. They can fucking trade a number two pick and fucking say, fuck it. They earn those stripes. The Knicks is bullshit. They haven't earned the right to fucking give up on draft picks and, and bench draft picks and fucking trade first and shit. They, they, don't, they haven't earned that right. 
They haven't earned that shit. They dude, the draft, the draft picks are like it's crazy, dude. The draft picks like building a house. It's the foundation of the house. It's the you don't invest in the draft and development. Forget it. Your team is your team. You gotta get you again. You gotta be in the in the, in the top five percent. The Lakers of the COVID or right. the fucking two thousand four Pistons. That's it. Right. Yo, Jay. To your point, though, if if you know, and, and Mark Berman, he always be spitting facts. It's not just RJ that's gonna be gone, yo. That means all the kids are gonna be gone, like all. Oh, be dropping. Yeah, that's, why, dropping that's why this. See, this is why this week. That's why I don't like this, this week. Shit, but y'all like this, this winning week, shit though. Y'all like the win. With hold the on, smooth. This week playoffs, the playoff event that's gonna come up with the East being super weak. If the Knicks have any marginal success, they're gonna completely punt on the youth. Outside of quickly, they keep quickly, and they're gonna get rid of everybody else. Cause now they're gonna believe like, yeah, yeah. yeah but Quick is gonna want to start, bro. He's gonna want to leave. He's not gonna want to do They're his whole career back. on the bank. They'll pay him. Yeah. They'll pay him and get rid of everybody else. Yeah, yo, yo. Yeah, but he's gonna want to start, bro. That's what he's not gonna get that here unless they bank, unless they trade really RJ. Start, unless he really, yeah, absolutely. Dude, is it, yo, yo. Looking at quickly, you could tell. Yo, it's certain players you could tell by watching them. Just watching their interviews and shit, you could tell when that player got the fire in his eye. And I said this earlier. I used to defend Kevin Knox, right? Everybody knows this. My coworker sitting next to me knows it. I used to defend Knox to the fucking death, bro. But Knox never had that fire in his eye. With quickly, I just see something different. I see a quickly's fire in his dog, eye. Quickly's man. a dog, man. Quickly's a starting point guard, man. I, don't know if, about that. It, I think he's a starting point guard. Now, if Washington offers quickly. The bag, aka ninety million, because they need a starting point guard. Quick, I think you know, quick. I understand if, if so. Some some NBA player, my homeboy in the NBA. Some NBA players don't realize that they bench players, right? Some NBA players don't realize that they're gonna make more money on the bench than starting. This is my man, my man John Henson told me that. He said I I decided in my rookie year I was gonna be a backup big because I was gonna survive in the league long enough to make more money. So quickly got to come to that realization. If he's a starter, if you think he's a starter, cool, go for it. But he might make Lou Williams money off the bench for 20 years. Right. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, true. The next, true. the next six man of the year candidate every year. You, you never know. So he got that decision. But, though, I don't think he's that. I think he sees himself as a starting point guard, just the way he carries yeah, himself. Yeah, but I, he can see himself as that, bro. But he might, he might make millions and millions of dollars just coming off the bench and being a microwave defensive stopper, crazy bench player. You know but here's the thing. You know what the thing is? You're never going to know what Emmanuel quickly really is with Jalen Brunson here. And that's why that's the true. development aspect. That's why anyone that tells me the Knicks are a developmental team is just, is just is uninformed or lying. Straight up. Straight up, dude. They pigeonholed, they pigeonholed quickly for two years because they knew Brunson was on the way. That shit is crazy. I would leave just for that. You know what I'm saying? They do brush. IQ with him in the box for two years. I'm sorry, Jay. He's not sticking around, bro. He, yeah, he probably won't, man. Yo, this team, bro, this team, yo, I've, I've been so checked out of this team, man. Just And I know they playing good. I can see it. Like, I can see they, I see Brunson is balling. I can see it. But what's the end result of this shit? How does this all play out? This is my concern because I've seen this as a Knicks fan before. I've seen marginal teams that had good seasons and, and flame out. What if somebody gets hurt? You invest in the guys so, that are marginal guys. These guys are not superstar level players. So, like, what happens next? So the two things, the two things that stick out to me. Um, the first thing is 
as far as like Randall and Brunson being our team's two best players, I can't correlate no other player on the team success um to Brunson and Randall. Um Brunson makes nobody else better around him. He only makes himself better. Um Julius Randall it, <sighs> Julius Randall takes the pressure off the young players, but I don't think he makes other players better around him. And it's interesting that I say this because the Knicks have the highest offensive rating they've had in 20 years. So I'm still conflicted on like what they're going to do because I see Randall and Brunson as championship. You, you, you're gonna have to get a bigger dog then. You gonna you have to you're gonna have to get a bigger dog than what Randall think he is, right? So if you listen to the interviews, like he said, he mentioned I've never heard him mention another player's name like that. He mentioned Paul George specifically, right? He said me and PG got a relationship. He probably thinks Paul George is like the level above him. You're gonna have to get a guy that he thinks is like above him, like legitimately right. to come in and, and kind of set him back into his his second option role. That's what they got to focus on. They got to go get a guy that he respect because it's not going to work. Like, that's why the Brunson thing works so good because last year, don't he don't have no respect for R.J. Barrett. So you saw it. But but they, the team want him to be the first yeah. option, so it don't even matter. They they want him to be the first who, option. Who the Knicks? Like, that's the thing. Yeah, that's oh, they, the thing. They're not, serious, they, they're not serious about winning it. They're not it's, serious. That, that, that's play. my point. If, if the Knicks view Randall as a one option, they're not just respectfully. They're not serious, bro. If they view him as a they one option, dude. That, oh my on, you god! You know that's what they doing. Oh, you know that's what they doing. And I pull. I pose the question of everybody here: Do y'all trust Randall at the end of big games? Because if I, I have a number no. one, I gotta trust. No, that. no, no. He's gonna. He's gonna... So then, like, so then what are we doing building around this dude? Because if the pressure tight and they doubling Brunson late in the game, down one, whatever, down two, da-da-da, y'all want Randall with the ball in his hand? It's, not a, it's, it ain't about, it's, about, it's about Sean Giddis holding the space with 200 people shaking their ass and happy about the season. It ain't – this is like bigger than – this is a bigger – a bigger issue, bro. This is a huge issue. Dude, the Knicks are in tight financial spot right now, bro. There's talks right now that Abu Dhabi and Qatar is trying to buy a minority stake in the Knicks. They missed right. earnings. The MSG Sphere just doubled the estimated cost. They, right. they, they sent out a letter to all the season ticket holders. Nick Nader, I think he's a season ticket holder, um, saying that if the Knicks make the playoffs, not the second round, not right. the Eastern Conference Finals, but if they make the playoffs, right. they're going to raise ticket prices, right? Those are where their incentives are, dude. Go so, to pay more. Pay, pay $40 for a beer. Go ahead. Yeah, so the, so it's like it's, it, it, it's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts that go into this, man. And so it's just, so he's, upside down, he's upside down the Syria then in Vegas. Like, he's completely... Oh, yeah. So basically labor costs and inflation and just all that shit literally made the construction of the MSG sphere um literally double the estimated budget. How's the so, how the forums how's the forum doing in LA? I don't know. I, I know that there's um there were some things with him and Balmer going back and forth. I'm not I'm not actually sure what's going on with that, but I just know that that project, MSG Sphere, is taking a lot of Dolan's time. But the Knicks right now, they missed earnings, dude. Like the, the 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 and the, that 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 plays a factor into things. The best oh. thing that could happen to the Knicks is that Qatar or Abu Dhabi gets involved. Obviously, they're not going to give up a, a majority stake, but if you get those rich motherfuckers in here, um, you know, 
it depends on their influence. Like if they own five percent of the team, or if they own forty-five percent of the team, it's different, right? Um, but oh. that's you want the guys that have the big bags. You know, they made Manchester City an EPL favorite every single fucking year from nothing. Granted, they have different financial regulations in, in UEFA than they do in the NBA, but um, yeah, it's interesting. Do you think so? If they don't if, if Dolan doesn't sell a percentage of the team, do you think he goes into the luxury tax? Because now you got to play hard. You got to. So we were hard. talking about that. We were talking about that before you jumped in here. Mm-hmm. No team in NBA history has jumped into the luxury tax until they, unless they were a real contender, right? And because the Knicks are a publicly traded company. They owe fiduciary duties, as Todd knows, uh, to their shareholders, duty of loyalty, duty of care, and stuff like that. And if they're spending luxury tax money and only making the first round of the playoffs, especially the repeater tax is brutal. Like we were saying before, like the, the Golden State Warriors won like three chips and they still couldn't sign Gary, P. Ju- Gary Payton Jr. <clears throat> and had to trade him because the repeater tax is fucking brutal. So, and. Hold on up. What you're saying is very important right now. Like, because I, I think most fans are in the assumption that we will go into luxury. No, tax. no, listen, I I, 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 I know. Listen, that's what I'm saying. Like, I could see the Knicks going into luxury tax maybe for one season, but ultimately packaging that money for a superstar, which is why, like, RJ, like, listen, I'm, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to tell you, State, dude, RJ Barrett not going to be on this team. It's, it's either RJ or Randall. Because you know they're not trading Brunson. That would be the dumbest move ever. So one of those two guys are getting chipped out in a, in a, in a superstar deal. They're going to be the matching salary, right? And, yeah, I don't – listen, I think Dolan will pay the luxury tax for one year maybe, but he ain't paying repeater tax unless he's making deep playoff runs. And you can, you could bring, a, you could bring an actual lawsuit against him um, if he pays luxury tax and ruins the revenue for the shareholders – um, because he's breaching his duty, du- he's breaching his duties to his shareholders. If he's if he's spending money like that and he's not getting anything back in return, so people don't want to talk about that. People just think, you know, that money grows on trees. Okay, we're gonna sign fucking quickly twenty mil. We're gonna sign Josh Hart fifteen mil. You know what? I love I like Obi. We're gonna keep him on the bench ten mil. You know, we're gonna go in the luxury tax. We're gonna be a first round exit for three. I guess it's not it's not how it's gonna go down, bro. So yeah, they want um, to take their ass for these wins, but there's a cost. There's a cost for all this shit, bro. It's that's what people, my only question. Can, can I ask Ari? Like, all right, is there any way that they can just raise the prices? So basically, that's what they're trying to do. That's why they're trying to make the playoffs. So Ime Odoka, side chick, shout out to her. She's probably the only person on Nick's Twitter that at least I've come across that has a better find, like knows more about like VC and financials and markets than I do. She's a Yale graduate. She's very smart. She did some research, and James Dolan's come out publicly and said he's willing to go into the luxury tax if he can make that money back with the playoff revenue. That's the whole big if, right? Now, they sent out a letter because I know Moselle posted a picture of of the letter from being season ticket holders on the fact that they're going to raise ticket prices if they make the playoffs, to your point, Dip. And this is why Anthony MSG, the guy who actually really knows kind of what's going down, the came on Toxic, Toxic Boys. Space, by the way, the first Toxic Boys space. Guy. Yeah, yeah, the first Toxic Boys space. He came on and said last year, before Brunson, dude, last year, saying like the Knicks are very driven to make the playoffs, and now the fact that they missed earnings, okay, the stock prices is in choppy waters. MSG Sphere, the affiliate um, entity, is 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 going over budget. 
They're trying to make the playoffs. So to your point, Dip, they could raise ticket prices. Not only not only make the playoff revenue and get that ticket prices from the playoffs, but to raise the ticket prices next year. This and, is why first round pick don't mean nothing for them. Keep going, Ari. Keep cooking, bro. Yeah, no, no, yeah. So I mean, listen, this is <clears throat> listen, man. I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. The reason why the Knicks have not won anything in the past twenty three years, well, actually twenty four years. I guess 23 years, is because they always make premature win-now moves and they don't want to commit to a real rebuild. Not a fake rebuild, a real rebuild, bro. That's just the bottom line. They've never done it. The stuff I went through the whole thing on, on, on State's thing last time about the Steph Marbury trade, about the Eddie Curry trade, two first-round picks. Steph Marbury, two first-round picks. Antonio McDice, a first-round pick. You go through the list, it's Carmelo Anthony, which was actually the good move. That was like the one that actually worked out. So, so in layman's first- terms, for the dudes for, for the dudes that are not as sharp financially, there's a lot of different hands in the pot in Madison Square Garden. It's not a Mark, it's not a Mark Cuban situation where he is the alpha, he's the owner of the situation. A lot of people got to get fed off of the Knicks' success. Yeah, there's exactly. a lot. Of different- yeah. Everybody, the whole public. I it's own a cha- I own one share of Madison Square Garden. It's like 140 bucks. So Ari, yeah, they owe you just, Ari, yeah. just because I want to say I own the Knicks. Like I don't do it for anything. It's literally one share. It's 140 dollars. I do it just to say I own the Knicks, just so I can listen to the earnings calls and all this bullshit. But I'm just telling you, man. I'm telling you, dude. The reason why the Knicks have not won anything is because they don't want to go through the pain. They don't want to put in that work. They want to get the fucking. They want to get the C, uh, you know, the the C, the CEO position without without be doing the internship, bro. They're trying to they're not trying to put in that work, dude. They're not trying to develop their players, regardless of what anyone says. I don't give a fuck what they say. They are not prioritizing the development of their players. They want finished products. They want to trade a first round pick for Josh Hart to win three more games this year, to go just as far in the playoffs. Okay. They're not willing Bro, to put in that. They're not willing to Hart, sacrifice Josh anything. Josh Hart's been balling out too, man. Josh Hart is worth it. Worth being able to, to to put up ticket prices and get into the playoffs and get that playoff revenue. That first round pick, and you cut on what you cut on like what eight nine million dollars in salary, right? You get a veteran player that's going to get you in playoffs, get you in the playoffs to fucking make that revenue. He's worth it. He's worth he's worth the first, and he's worth the opportunity. Yeah, dude. Listen, a team like Boston or not Boston, but they have wings, but like. A team that has a chance to win the championship this year. Those are the teams right. that trade first-round picks to fucking talent, add a role player. Not a fucking a fun, seven fun, or six seed, dude. It's like, absolutely. come on, man. I mean, actually, this year, we were the only team on our level that made that big swing. We were also the Other only team that, that, that parted. A we were the only team that parted with, a well, technically two first-round first. picks. Yeah, we were the only team that... Part of what? Yeah, exactly. We're the only team that traded out a first round pick. That that's a every long, other team traded multiple second rounders to get a role player on their team. We we traded yeah. a first round pick, and then we traded a first round pick for Cam. So if you really think about it, it's two first round picks, and it makes the team better. And the casual fan will be like, "Oh, we're we're building," <laughs> not realizing that every first round pick you trade is a little piece of your future that you're 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 discounting, dude. And it wasn't it wasn't a bad move, but it's just like you can't really afford the Mercedes, but you just buy the Mercedes anyway. Listen, it's it's, like, it's yeah, not. It's, I wouldn't have done the move. 
But it's not like a catastrophic move. It's one fucking pick. We have a pick in the draft. It's not like the That's biggest deal. That's what I'm deal. trying to say. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I feel like we, 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 I feel like we're killing this whole thing with this with this freaking you know pick for Josh Hart. Listen, man, he's no, been. I'm, we not I a good just, move. It's a good move, yeah. but. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it just shows you the direction and the mentality yeah. of the front office. That's the issue. Josh Hart, bro. We're not killing. I'm not killing this Josh Hart pick. I'm talking. We're talking about the direction of the front office and and what they really they, what they want to accomplish behind the scenes, right? If you listen to what Ari's saying, if you listen to all his spaces, if you, if you read articles, if if you see what's going on with them financially, the Josh Hart trade makes sense on for basketball reasons, financial reasons. All this, this, this tenfold of reasons why they made that trade. So, we're not saying he's a bad player, absolutely not. But it, is it really for the development of this team, or is it just for for a money grab? I mean, it's it's clearly not for the development of the team because you're bringing a 27 year old guy and you're mortgaging a piece of your future. Granted, it's only one pick for um, a guy who's already in his prime. So obviously, it's at the expense of the development of the team. And that's the problem with the trade. It's not that the Knicks didn't get better. It's not that, you know, it was a bad trade per se. It just shows you the, the way the front office is thinking. Quentin Grimes, I prom I will make a bet with anyone here. Quentin Grimes will be a better NBA basketball player than Josh Hart. I will guarantee that. Okay. But the Knicks don't have the patience to develop the guy and wait. He looks like a himself. Ari, since he, since Hart been there, he looks. He looks uncomfortable. Yo, 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 let OG let OG get in on this too, fellas. Go, OG. I, I know y'all y'all going Julius Randle and Brunson more. OG, get in on this too. OG, yo, you I, I, find dude. mute yourself the whole time. <laughs> yo, listen, let me you speak, man. Go ahead. <laughs> the problem with all of this, problem with all this, and it, you're talking about going for the future, right? The Knicks are not the only team with the picks, right? You got OKC. You got the Jazz. Has got a thousand picks till 2027, 2029, right? You got Orlando, you got Detroit. We got all these other teams that have the picks plus controllable young assets and contracts that could that could jump over the Knicks quickly if they want to make that move. So, you know, the, the, the development part of it is, you know, it's 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 a big piece because if we can't prove that these young talent on the team that you know we see we believe in potentially other teams can't believe in that's why the Donovan trade the Donovan trade didn't happen right you know we we're talking about unproven assets on the Knicks let me tell you something about the OKC Thunder right now as as they see Jalen Williams right now is a better prospect than anybody on the Knicks absolutely right now Jalen Williams his his skill set at 6'9 6'10 be able to handle the ball shoot the ball pass the ball rebound the ball at what nineteen years old is is a, he's a better prospect. I think he was like the sixteenth pick than anybody on the next now. So, yeah, yo, damn, bro. I, <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, but yeah, I, I mean, listen, I'm I I got lead pass, so I'm I'm catching OKC games. So yeah, they they got, and listen, they got check coming back next next year. That team is going to be stacked, right? And they're and they're competing right now for the play in. That team is set up for success, and they're going to leapfrog the Knicks. And Don't forget Giddy over there as well, too, man. Giddy's freaking <laughs> incredible, man. Oh, yeah. Giddy, Giddy came to the Garden and showed out last year with that triple why, double, why, right? Why, why, <laughs> why are they in the position they're in right now? You know why they're in the position they're in right now? Because they committed to they, 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 no, they committed to a process. Run. They knew they didn't have enough, okay? They were the four seed, okay? 
They were better seed than the Knicks. They had two superstars, and they realized they didn't have enough to win a championship, so they sold them at the highest point in value. Got SGA in the Clippers deal with Paul George, okay? Has all these picks right now because they fucking rebuild. The Knicks don't want to rebuild. They have no interest in that. And as long as they keep on making that mistake, as long as they keep on not rebuilding and trading first-round picks for role players and signing Tier 2 and Tier 3 fucking All-Stars or, or Stars, they're not going to win shit. But the casual Knicks fan is going to eat it up be like, oh my god, at least we're not the worst team in the NBA, and fucking go to the Garden and fucking pay more money because they made the fucking playoffs. That's fucking why. Orlando is next up, too. Orlando is next up. And they also they also have they also have Chicago's first round pick this year, right? So and they traded they traded that first round pick that's going to convey. And Booch is gonna and, and Booch is gonna this, Orlando has the Chicago pick this year. This is this is, why, this is why I say the East is going to flip on his head and the Knicks not going to know what to hit him. Because right. guys are going to rebuild fast and then they can even fucking blink. Right. In Chicago, you know, we all know what the situation in Chicago is. Vooch is going to walk. They traded that first round pick. They got they got Carter Williams out of that year. He was a developing, developing in the talent. Plus, they have Chicago's first round pick this year. Come on. Like, it's, it's, it's simple math, though. If, if, if we get out of, out of our Nick bubble... And look around the league, it's 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 obvious that the answers are right there for us. But you know, and they also <laughs> Orlando also has has a philosophy based on whoever they coach. They don't care for the coaches. John Hammond and them have a philosophy of drafting guys with length, right? Size right. matters. Orlando's going to draft the long guys regardless, right? They're not they're not building around a quote unquote coach, right? They have guys that they target and they locate and they they go ahead and get them. They did it with Ball Ball. They did with Pablo, and every year, year after year, they added more guys to the thing. Markel Fultz, they got for what a, a pick, right? And look, Markel Fultz this year. So, and the the Wagner brothers, you know, <laughs> Francis, you know, Francis Baldwin this year. If you if you're watching, if you're watching across the league, these these young dudes are are balling. They're developing. Od, I said it early. I don't know if he was. The, the I, did. I said that. When I watched that Knicks Orlando game, I walked away saying Orlando is the more talented team. They didn't have a shooter or maybe a vet boy guard who could shoot that could have closed out the game for them. But they were just bringing talent off the bench back to back. Where I'm like, yo, this is crazy right here. And they going to go get a blue chipper this year. Yeah, all that laughing that that some of y'all doing. If Tramel was still here about teams like Orlando, it's not going to be funny in a year. It's just not. No, absolutely not. They could look real scary depending on where they uh, land up in that draft. Bro, real, can't, real, real you can't scary. Skip steps in a rebuild, bro, and you can't you can't cheat the process, man. The Knicks have been trying to cheat the process for twenty three fucking years, bro. I'm sorry, I used to be one of those guys. Yeah, trade for Melo, trade for this guy. Let, let, let's go chase it. Listen, bro, can't do it, man. You don't get the CEO spot, bro. You got to start as an intern, then you got to start entry level, then you got to work your way up, bro. That's what it is. New York. It's not. It's not like in the fucking eighties, bro, or the seventies before media. They're like you could, you could still make a fucking huge amount of endorsement money being in OKC, being in Orlando, or fucking Utah, right? The Knicks, the New York market. All it is is more taxes, bro. Okay, the Knicks. This idea that we're gonna try to stargaze and chase the star, bro. I'm over it, dude. Build through the draft. Develop your fucking players. Have a philosophy. Take it one step at a time. 
and then you go from there. Trade if it was me, I'm trading Julius Randle for three fucking first round picks. Now I have enough picks, just like Oklahoma so, City. So who? Okay, if it's me, if it's Ari from Manhattan being fucking fucking James Dolan or fucking Leon Rose, I'm trading Julius Randle for three first round picks. Okay, I'm re- I'm literally if, if it's me. I'm shutting down Brunson. I'm keeping my fucking lottery pick, okay? I'm getting a blue chip prospect. Now I have three other picks. I'm develop I'm letting Emmanuel quickly play more. I'm letting Obi Toppin play more. I'm letting RJ Barrett play more. Even though I don't like RJ, I'm letting him play more. See what happens. And then a, after that year, you keep on building, you keep on adding assets, and then you have enough draft picks to trade for two superstars instead of just one. You have all your flexibility and all of a sudden you're the Orlando Magic. And, and that and that's what I would do, dude. No one's winning a championship. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre or Ayton are on the same fucking team. Okay, the Celtics are nasty. All right, Giannis in the league. You got Luca and Kyrie. The Knicks aren't winning fucking anything, bro. Nothing anytime soon, bro. Why wouldn't you invest in the future? It's so fucking dumb, bro. It's so short sighted. Right out the way. Yeah, that's my whole point. It's not our year. Next year, not our year, and the year after. So why wouldn't you play for three years out? Why are you making moves that are going to make your team better today? Because they stupid. Bottom line, Ari, it's about the money, bro. It's not about the team. Really? If if Ari was so high, it would actually be perfect to sell high right now, too, Ari. That's the funny thing. Because Brunson, I mean, I don't really want to trade Brunson at all. I'm not trading Brunson either. I'm not trading Brunson either. And there's a reason why I said Randall, dude. I'm not saying Ari. Yo, Ari. Listen, listen, Ari. Can I finish what I'm saying? Again. Go ahead, guys. Hold on, Jack. Hold on, hold on. Listen, this. Listen, man. This this situation, bro. I think we're I think we're overthinking this shit, bro. This this whole this, this whole season ticket letter that came out, putting the prices up, bro. They're they're here for the playoff revenue, bro. They don't give a fuck. About developing a championship team, they don't give a fuck about developing a perennial team. And Nick fans don't care, bro. They don't care, bro. They don't care. I see it in spaces that I see it in the tweets. They don't care, bro. They like the product. They like to be. They like to enjoy the wins. They don't care if they, once this era expires and these players go away, they're willing to start. It's just a nasty, 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 nasty cycle of events, bro. This happens over and over again, bro. It's about the bottom line, brother. It, it has to be. The Josh. Is is literally to push him over the hill, bro. Because MSG doesn't do basketball; they do politics. Y'all come on here every day about this fucking team talking basketball. That's not what they do. Yeah, Ari, I was gonna, I was gonna jump in. Oh, sorry, no, Jack, yeah, go ahead, Jack. Go. What I want Jack to spit. Go, Jack. Yeah. So since I obviously want to sell hot Randall, right? So. I think this would obviously be a perfect time to sell Han Randall because, again, we know Tibbs loves Julius Randall. And Julius Randall would be a three option on a championship team. A three option. He's doing good because of Jalen Brunson. Last year, like Tate was saying, he got jealous of RJ Barrett doing so well. And when Randall sat out, RJ was actually playing really well last year. And I'm not even an RJ Barrett lover. I'm just saying, when RJ was playing well at that point, Randall was getting supposedly jealous, and that's why he's not mad if, well, supposedly guy who I guess he doesn't like anymore, RJ doesn't get a reduced role, because Randall thinks he's that guy on that team. 
Jack, how old are you? You're 15? Jack? Yeah. You're 15? Yeah. Dude, you have more no- you you have more savvy foresight and knowledge than 60-year-old men, dude. You're definitely a smart kid. I can tell that um, immediately. Um you're definitely, you know, work hard in school and, and and do your thing, bro, because uh you know, to have the ability to understand just how just because you're winning now and you're you had a better year than last year that there's implications that is it's impressive, dude, for a 15 year old. So, uh, salute to you. My friend, Ari, my friend, literally wants all he wants to do. As he's a Knicks fan. All he wants to do is make the playoffs. He's like, like what they call company men. He's like that. He's like, no, I just want like a Zach Levine. I don't care if we give up these people. Like, bro, I don't want Zach Levine. I'm trying to explain. And he's like, we should have sold high. And he's like, no, that's boring. He's playing oh, checkers. Says, you're playing chess, Jack. That's all it is. Exactly. You're thinking. You're, you're keep thinking. going, Jack. Keep, keep it. Keep, keep teaching him, brother. Dude, oh my god! We're gonna develop you into a superstar, Jack. You, you have that potential in you. Listen, I'm just gonna say this last thing, and then I'll let y'all cook. I'm gonna say this. Remember, I told him this. Like, you want to win a championship or not? Because if we sell Han Randall, I guarantee you we'll be a way better team. Like, obviously not right away, because Randall is obviously a top ten power forward, arguably top five power forward. But if we sell high on him now, we could probably upgrade even at that position and upgrade the team with those picks in general. So that's what people don't realize at this point. They're chasing that six seed, five seed. Drewski was popping. Yo, the the only thing I'll say about the random before, I actually got to jump out of here too, but I think the the KD trade kind of reset the, reset the market. I just, I just think that that trade, that deal that Phoenix pulled for, for him, I don't, I don't see the market, the market value for for Randall being two, maybe three picks. I, I just, he's not that type of player. It's, it's you know what you know we know what Randall is, but I'm 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 not necessarily convinced that the Knicks is going to be able to get the trove of picks that we're going to need to reset this right, or just to kind of put us in a position for potentially long term success. But you know the KD the KD move. You know, kind of reset the 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 crazy shit that was happening over the summer with the Gobert and and the, the Mitchell trade. So you know, we'll we'll see what happens, but we can we can hope only can hope to see whether or not you know there's a there's a team that's really to, to not happening to anyway. Real assets. They have no injury. Right. Like like Randall's Randall's a made man, dude. It's not it's not going to happen regardless. This is I'm just I'm just telling you what Ari and Jack think. Like that like. It's not going to happen. We understand this. We know, bro. We know what the, We know what the Knicks are going to do. They're going to fucking trade R.J. Barrett, Quentin Grimes, and fucking Obi Toppin, and they're going to trade three first-round picks for the next star that that gets dangled in front of them because they think they're that much closer to winning a chip. And we're going to end up making the Eastern Conference Finals like- or second round three years in a row, and then we're going to tear it down, rebuild another ten fucking years. All right. This is gross. Fellas, uh, stay. I appreciate you, Ari. Jack, keep on spinning. Um, I'll see y'all around, all right? Salute to you, Jack. What's popping? Yeah, and I'm going to say this. It's going to be basically like, not basically, like similar, really similar to the Marbury trade, where I don't know how much money Marbury was making. Some overpraised guy that we trade for, not sign, 
and we're going to give up a lot of our picks. It could be like the Melo deal, but Melo was a way better player than Levine at that time. And LaMelo did not, and not LaMelo, Melo did not have knee issues. Yeah, 100, 100%, dude. That, that's what the, the... the thing is, we're going to go for Levine, and then Levine's going to have knee issues here because, you know, we're the Knicks, and we're just cursed in that way. And we're just going to be the 9 through 7 seed, losing the first round every year, and maybe one year we'll get lucky for a fraud second or third seed and win that and get destroyed. And then in, like, five years, we're going to rebuild. That's what's going to happen. Listen, <coughs> I agree. Try being some weed. Um, I agree. I, I, I agree, <laughs> dude. But listen, that's the only way. This when you're capped out and you're stuck in mid and you don't have any top ten picks, top five pick, like the only way you have a chance to fucking improve the team, which we know the Knicks are doing because they just traded a pick to improve the team, is to fucking trade away your future. For a win now move, that's the only option. There's no salary cap right now. There's no fucking, there's no uh, top five pick. Dude, you understand? Victor Wembanyama and Scrooge Henderson are going to be in the league next year. I, I'm telling you right now, I've never seen a guy like Victor Wembanyama in my fucking life. Okay, Luka Doncic is in the league. Giannis in the league. You got Jokic who's about to win three MVPs in a fucking row. Okay. And these Knicks fans think that, like, holy shit, like, it's laughable to think that even we're even remotely close to, to competing okay. with any of this. I, I, I got a little further in the interview here. So, so Burmy is saying that the Knicks were, were not in on DeJounte Murray at all. They were focused in on, on Donovan Mitchell and Brunson. He's also saying that Thibodeau should name Julius Randle Brunson and Josh Hart try captains of the team. He says that Thibodeau was so locked in on Josh Hart, he's placed him in a leadership role after two weeks. Keep cooking. I'm I'm listening still. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's <laughs> bro. That report did come out too, saying that he has the ultimate green light too with uh, Thibodeau, Josh Hart. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mister Thirtieth pick in the draft, four years in college. 27-year-old Josh Hart has the green light, but the eighth pick national player of the year, high flyer, plays 10 minutes of fucking game, and then Knicks are going to have the Knicks fans are going to have the audacity to tell me that we develop our players. Fuck you if you think that, idiot. Fuck you. Bro, listen, I don't care what anyone says, dude. I don't care what anyone says. Nobody knows what Obi Toppin is. Nobody. I don't know. State doesn't know. Recap. Flaw J. Jack, none of us know what Obi is because he's literally turned from the guy who's literally the pick and roll monster into Kyle Corver, and he plays eight minutes a game, ten minutes a game. And anyone that knows anything about basketball, anyone who's played basketball like I did in high school, in AAU, in fucking travel team, in, in CYO, anyone who knows anything about basketball knows <clears throat> you do not – you can't play – four-minute, five-minute stretches twice a game and get into a rhythm and know anything. The only data we have on Obi playing over 25, 30 minutes, the dude is averaging 25 points on over 50% shooting, okay? He was the national player of the year. I'm not saying he's going to be amazing, but just to, like, 
it's just insane that we waste a lottery pick on the national player of the year, a guy who gonna gets minutes, performs, and we don't Yo, fucking I... do anything about it, bro. It's crazy. Listen, it's nuts. Ari, Ari, listen. Uh, to an extent, I definitely agree with you, and I think coaching has a lot to do with that as well, too. Then the coaching staff has to be looked at in a way to see Obi Toppin has not really gotten much better since he's been in the league. Listen, man, his defense maybe has gotten a little bit better, but his under the basket moves really don't exist. Doesn't rebound that much. Bro, he plays eight uh, minutes a game. Bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on, bro. Let me he finish, man. Game, I hear dude. you. All right, and, and listen, I told you, I agree with you to an extent. You can't, you can't, you can't evaluate talent in that in that amount of time. I've said that before. All right, but what I'm also saying is that Obi Toppin has to take some accountability here as well, too. Not for the minutes. I know you'll kill me with that. Not for the minutes. But when he is in there, man, he can't even bang down low, man. He his he still looks like he has a college body. Man, his body has, feels like it hasn't even grown. He needs to have an NBA body to do the things he did in college as well, too, Ari. And he still can't do those things. That's why he's at the, the three so much, man. And they're probably putting them out there because bro, of Jalen Brunson, obviously, too. Jalen Brunson can't guard right, a man, fucking... I let you talk, bro. Can I finish, Jalen Brunson can't guard anybody, bro. Why are you not pointing that out? Why are you not pointing out the fact that Julius Randle turns the ball over three times in the fucking last three minutes of every game? You're pointing Who's out... one of the leaders in charges right now this season? Did uh, I ever say Obi Toppin was a perfect player? Did I ever say he didn't have flaws? But you pointing out his flaws, but not pointing out Randle's flaws... Or RJ's flaws, or fucking I everyone else's flaws. I didn't even finish my take, brother. I didn't finish my take. All right, you cut me off before I finished my take. How do you know I wasn't gonna point that out? Hold on, brother. Burmy just said that Raymond Brothers, which is IQ's agent, Raymond Brothers is a is a the Raymond Brothers veteran agent. They were concerned about IQ's role and future with the New York Knicks, and they were looking, like uh, as we all know, looking to trade him at the beginning of the season. Now he's promising extension this summer. They want to re-sign IQ. Burmy said that he was surprised that the Knicks did actually trade him, trade Obi at the trade deadline. But he's, he doubled down on the whole World Wide West situation. He said World Wide West loves Obi and wants to see him get more minutes and more opportunity in, in the next couple games and, and going into the playoffs. Keep <laughs> Ari, Ari, can I finish my take? And then I'll let you yeah, go. Can I finish yeah. my take, though? All right, listen, like I was saying about Obi, I liked Obi when we drafted him. I was doing a Leon Rose two hands in the fucking air too, man. I was hyped about him because I thought that we he fell to us, bro. I was hyped, bro, and he was crying and everything. I was into it, man. I was into that story, bro. Homegrown. I was into it. I wanted to see this man get minutes. And then Julius Randle exploded and turned into a and turned into a, you know, uh, all the um, all NBA player. And then Obi Toppin just disappeared into the distance because of that. And then the next year after that, still didn't get any burn. Not really anything. Been averaging less than 13-something minutes a game. This season, I think 17 or 16 minutes a game. I don't know what the average is anymore because after injury, he came back and he started playing way less. He had nine minutes a game before. So I hear you, man. You can't evaluate talent in, in that amount of time. But on the other hand as well, too, and I already said, coaching is a factor here. But when Obi Toppin is on the court and you see him, bro, there are certain things you see him do that you can't just – Look at it and say, oh, yeah, that's okay. He can do those things. He On defense, sometimes he's a liability. He has no post moves. He cannot bang with people down low because he's not strong enough. He looks like he has the same body that he had in college. Recap. If he wants to do the same thing. Recap. All right. That's, that's, 
I understand what you're saying. These are the typical things to say, but in a situation with Obi Toppin, Obi Toppin should be a, a, a superior pick and roll guy, right? There's no need to bang down right. when he has the vertical spacing ability to get you easy buckets up and down the court. Get him in transition. Run constant pick and roll to the other team nosebleed. Get that guy in motion. Get him cutting off ball. Just don't have him shooting threes. Like this whole idea that he's a Mari Stoudemire, he got a he got a bang down low is crazy. Nah, he's not Stoudemire. But he's yeah, a, but he needs post moves. He, he has nothing. You, you, he so you don't want you don't want your somebody who's running and cutting to the cutting yeah, to the rim that no post moves. So, and, and like getting post position, that's not Obi's game, bro. Obi's supposed to be in transition. Obi's supposed to be in pick and roll. Obi's supposed to be cutting off ball. You got to use his athleticism to your to your, to your advantage. Like, you don't, you don't, you don't, you gotta yeah. develop those other moves too, man. Yo, you have to yo. develop those other moves too. Yo, yeah, me, and Julius Randle has to not turn the ball over five quick, times in the last two minutes. The fuck he has to pass his here. teammates. Okay, hold, he has to not tuck on, up shots on. and not choke. Dude, every NBA player has problems, bro. There's no one perfect in the league. Jalen Brunson needs to play defense. Luka Doncic needs to stop demanding the ball. What you're yo, saying? Ari. Terrible yo, takes. Yo, Ari. Let me jump in here real quick. You know, I'm letting y'all eat at the table. You know, I'm listening to y'all. I'll let y'all eat for like four thirty. I ain't ate nothing yet. You know, you know, you know, I'm letting y'all eat. Hold on, real quick, man. We got the number one ass shaker in here, Tony, in here right now. So he's gonna Yo, go all this stuff. Save that for the women blah, in your life, blah, blah. ass shakers, little man. Uh, women in your life, uh, ass shakers, though. Bet that. I, I wait. Hold on, cause I'm, I, I love violence. So people gonna be telling each other that's and that. I ain't muting y'all. You gonna hear that on state space. Yo, Tony, Tony, what you think so, about the wait? Hold on, Jay. Hold on, Jay, real quick. Right. I just want to say that. I appreciate this debate about Obi Toppin because I feel like both sides need to be heard. Um, in my opinion, the Knicks need to take a big fat ass L and they need to just chalk it up to the bank when they drafted Obi Toppin because you drafted Obi Toppin over a couple starting point guards because you knew that you wanted Jalen Brunson. So, and, and the other part is you draft Obi Toppin, you have no foresight. You just watched Randall average 20, 10, and 5. At 24 to 25 years old, Obi Toppin is 22. So my mindset when we drafted Obi is you got to start him out the gate. You cannot bring him off the bench because you won't get the full version of him. With, with Obi, it feels like it feels like a, 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 a dish. It feels like a lasagna dish with no tomato sauce. It feels like I'm not getting the bang for my buck with the Obi Toppin pick, and that's very frustrating. And it's frustrating from an optic level because why would you draft this guy eight and then tell me he only deserves 17 minutes in his third fucking season? The man is 25. 14 minutes, 14 minutes. They, and, yo, they thought they was going to do what they did with Mook, and, and, I think. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me hold ask on. Tony a question real quick. Hold on, hold on, real quick, real quick. And I feel like it's disrespectful when people talk down on Obi, like what right, Recap just did, because Recap, Yes, you may have those, you know, however you feel about Obi Toppin. But I need you to go look this up because I know you near a computer. Tell me how many times and how many plays was Obi ran in this season in a pick and roll play. I need you to go look up those numbers. Zero. And I, Bro, and I also want you to. Josh Hart just ran a traditional pick and roll first time in like two months. Oh, Obi, Obi has bad defense, but nothing about Jalen Brunson's defense. We're only talking about Obi's Obi, defense. Obi, Obi, let me ask, let me ask Tony a question. I never got the Tony, finish. Tony, you can ask Tony. Let me ask, let's ask Tony a question about the Knicks. 
Tony, do okay. you care? Do you care that the, the Knicks are looking to sell a percentage of the team to to investors in Qatar? Do you care that the Knicks want to increase ticket uh, prices based on the? Yeah, Knicks but I didn't. Sales? I didn't. I didn't read it that way, Jay. I read that the dudes in Qatar might want a piece of the Knicks. I ain't see it the way you just said it. That that they looking to sell it. I ain't see yeah, that. Well, Dolan said he's willing to sell a minority stake. Yeah, they they in financial room because MSG's fair in the, in Vegas, right? So he's saying. So now Dolan is saying that if the Knicks make the playoffs, he's going to increase ticket prices for for next year for the season ticket holders. So oh, now wow. the no. Josh Hart, the Josh Hart trade look it doesn't look like a basketball trade to me. It looks like a bet on making the playoffs to to make their financial situation better. Do you care about any of this, or you just you just like the basketball? I you mean, like I, the Josh Hart. I, I, I basketball. I want to win. The price is going to go up in life anyway. That's why I go get it. So I mean, it's what it is. But uh. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to put up no facade that it's like, hey, we're trying to win just to sell seats either. You know what I'm saying? But that's I, how I'm not, I'm not with that. So, but I, and I, I don't feel that this team is there yet. Now, if they go make that, uh, what should I say? I don't want to say Dane. I love Dane, but if they go, you know, do the Dame trade, hey, like the, yo, the wait, trade yo, yo, did, yo, I'm not with that. Yo, yo, Tony, you coming into my space tonight? I'm not listening to none. No. Unrealistic bullshit. I'm not watching the backcourt of Damian Lillard and Jalen Brunson. No, 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 State. I'm saying I don't want to see that trade. The trade. No, that, no, no. So you know the big name trade. I don't even want you to talk about it. I don't even Yo, want that Tony, coming out. Yo, Tony, you in the way territory right now, fam. You on the road right now, pal. This ain't this ain't this ain't, this ain't the, LTK, man. Yo, brother, I'm good everywhere. I promise. I promise. Come on, Ari. <laughs> Why I always got to No, me that. and Tony go back and forth. I love Tony. I nah, love Tony. No, always good. Always I really good, love man. Tony. I, I love Tony. With State. I do the same shit with State, to be honest. It's all good. Look, can, uh, look, can we get, let's get Jake up here, though, because Jake's been waiting for a minute, State. Can we get Can we get him up here? I didn't I didn't even notice you, Jake. My, phone, my fucking phone is in my scrub pocket, so go ahead. Hey, go ahead, Jake, man. You my apologies, me, brother. Yes, sir, man. All right, all right. Well, yo, uh, so, you know, what's up to the room? Look, I heard this Obi Toppin stuff, right? I, I I played this interview on KFTV with Shannon Fry uh, a couple weeks ago, I think, um, when, when all the Obi talk, you know, about it being traded, all that stuff was going on, right? So Shannon Fry sits down with CP, and he starts talking about how, you know, early on in his career, obviously with the Knicks, you know, he was um, – really finding his rhythm as a young player, right? He was shooting well, like he put a 30-piece up on on somebody, whatever. And then he was talking about how coaching staff was basically like, yo, Channing, all that shooting shit, you're not doing that anymore. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, I, I just dropped 30, you know, the other night. Like, I've been producing whatever. I'm, like, finally figuring out this NBA shit. And they're like, yo, like, w w you know, we want you to, like, be a team player, go get boards, go sit in the corner, right? So he did that. And then he said that from that point on, when he would think about shooting the coach and he would pass the ball, the coach would like clap and be like, good job. I feel like that shit is happening with Obi Toppin, where he's being told against, you know, the pro probably how he should be used. Right. How his instincts were in that game, uh, you know, those few games at the end of the season last season where, you know, Nick's recap, I heard you say something about his body and, you know, all that stuff. Yo. Obi Toppin played physical when when he gets minutes. Obi Toppin plays physical when he can play his. Jalen Brunson has a great body. 
Jalen Brunson <laughs> yeah, is no, a way better player efficiency. We know that, Tony. I'm just all saying, right, like, all right, all right. every player has fought. He's in charge is drawn right so, now. So, this so season. my point, though, right? Yo, wait, is, hold on. Is, real quick. Is, real, Jake, Jake. What's up, Sam? My mother, if I hear efficiency go, one more go, time. Jake. It wasn't me. Don't say that efficiency, smishency, tishness. I don't want to hear that shit no more. Don't bring that shit up. It wasn't me. Nah, not you. I'm talking straight to Tony and the rest. All I hear you say is it wasn't me. Listen, I I don't want to hear about that shit. Period. You don't pay. I don't want to hear about that. You don't go you to don't your pay my mortgage and tell your barber. You yo, don't yo, pay yo, my mortgage. You seen? You seen LeBron? You don't pay you my mortgage. You don't give a How shit. How drunk are you, Tony? That. I'm not. I was sitting in Nick and Nate's car. Nah, fuck all that. Nah, I'm driving right. Are you asking me to By the way, Tony. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was sitting in Nick and Nate's car. Why the fuck would I tell this OG man? Why would I talk to him about basketball and bring up fucking efficiency? The fuck is you talking about? the fuck out of here with that, man. I'm sending an OG call. We going to the game. Why would I bring up percentages? Get the fuck out of here, man. I don't want to hear about no fucking efficiency, You don't want to hear about it when it goes me, against your... your I don't want to hear about efficiency, man. That shit makes me mad, bro. I'm just I don't, telling I, you, I, I defense Jake, helps you us go, win. Let Here Jake we. go. I don't want to hear about efficiency, bro. I swear to God, bro. I swear to God. I hate that fucking word, man. All right, bro. Yeah, no. So, 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 look, all, all I'm trying to say is when Obi Toppin gets to play his brand of basketball and he's getting contact dunks and he's getting in the post, he's cutting, making passes, making, doing all that stuff, right? Which, which we've seen Obi Toppin do. Come on. Like, Not consistently. With he, those he, little minutes. T- Tony, how's he going to do it consistently when he doesn't consistently get minutes? But even, yes, he does. He, he, gets he, his he consistently does it when minutes, he gets bro. minutes. That's what he, Ari No, was he doesn't. He says. gets bullied. Period. Tony, you play ball, Tony, or no? Just bullied. I don't. I don't play nothing. Yeah, I play ball, dude. You can't fucking get a rhythm in basketball. I I I watched a couple of your videos, bro. You look good out there. Obi Toppin. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate that. That's love. On top of the Toronto Raptors against OG Ananobi. I need y'all to remember who was playing during those games. Everybody said those games were a wrap. Nobody cared. Yeah, OG Ananobi was out there. Goes off though. OG Ananobi was out there. So, so all I'm saying is that, like, look, it can be possible that Obi Toppin, given the role and everything, whatever, I think that he's been too nice about all this shit. I agree with a lot of people when they say that, that, you know, if if him and his agent, which, you know, his agent is, Leon Rose is, is his fucking dad, like, it, I, I feel like in any other situation with better leadership around him, that he would have already asked out by this point. But, and... and I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, he got to step up for himself and, you know, carve out something because the role he's being given is not it. But you got to do I, that I, but, out but, there. But also at way? the same time, you can't say that Obi Toppin hasn't shown at least flashes of being, a you know, a, a player that is could be a, an above average player in this league. I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar or nothing. I don't even know if he's going to be an all star. But I think that he, he, he could be a contributor, a, a contributor on a team for yeah. sure. Yeah, so 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 like, so if we can agree on that, I'm cool. But you know, let, let's not make excuses about Obi Toppin's play. That he has some he has some flaws, but I have seen him play aggressively. I have seen him do a lot of the things you want starter potential players to do. I've seen that. It's just we don't ever go to this fucking kid. We don't we don't prioritize the development. No, and the second it, they the, the second they realized they were keeping Randall, they should have shipped him. Period. Yo, the most craziest egregious shit ever. Is a weed dealer getting an O of Zaza 
and just sitting it on his freezer and just leaving it there and not selling it. Why are you getting a product and you're not trying to sell the product? You're just sitting on your product? That is a loss. You drafted Obi. That is an L that the Knicks need to take on from now on. Trade that man. They knew they was going to build with Randall. So why even subject us to have this stupid-ass conversation about Obi Toppin minutes? He should have been gone years ago. If you wasn't going to trade Obi, you should have traded Randall. That's my point. I don't care about the I, – I do care about Obi minutes. Uh, I do care about Randall's minutes. But at the end of the day, one of them two motherfuckers should be off the fucking team because you should be – Putting all your resources in that starter. You could have easily, if, if anything, man, just trade Obi off the team. And what's more egregious about trading Obi Toppin is you drafted him eighth. So you're giving Obi Toppin's money to Josh Hart. But the more egregious shit about that is if you give Josh Hart that money, you're going to be over the, the you're, you're going to be in the luxury tax line. So what are you gonna do with Emmanuel quickly? So to get in that whole jo- that whole Josh Hart picture, luxury tax, like a lot of people. Are we paying everybody everything? By the yo, way, yo, we paying everybody everything. Like that was funny you, the other night. I, like a lot of you company men and, and and people that shake ass and and the people that oh everything is whoopty fucking like, like like yourself for RJ. Go ahead. Um, I'm not a company man for RJ. First of all, I call RJ Barrett, Ruben Patterson, Aaron McKee. Yeah, for don't, that don't matter. You still um, it you, does matter. You, you have no uniform, bro. Take care. You have no say so here. You as a COVID fan, I've been here during the Almighty Fourth Seed. You will not disrespect my gangster like that. You will respect me as such. RJ Barrett's get. He, I I criticize that man a lot. Yeah, we criticize all of them. Uh, bro, I criticize RJ all the time, bro. Let's stop this bullshit. Like, I don't hold players accountable equally. Let's stop that. Like, when you give it to RJ, you always have to throw it at somebody else, too. That's true. What? I call him Ruben and I don't blame nobody else. Him beside you, by you him by throw him. Grimes under the bus with him. Or, I mean, Quentin I'm Quentin Delakina? Well, Quentin Delakina? <laughs> he keep going under on FanDuel. That's what. Uh, Okay, so what the but fuck? Look, that's why you hate him. That's why you hate him, State. Yo, 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 hold on. Yo, Rico, hold on. So, uh, State, they, the reason they made the trade for Hart is so that they can push into the luxury tax for a contract for him. If they grabbed him in the offseason, you couldn't do that. The same, quickly, we got his bird rights. We can push into the luxury tax. Okay, company, man. So you gonna whoa, pay whoa, 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 whoa. I'm telling you a fact here. I'm you not saying I didn't I didn't I didn't give you my opinion on it, brother man. Okay, so that's a fact to you. So you're gonna pay No, 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 no. That's a fact. That's that's basketball okay. law, bro. That's how the business is. Listen. For the re- at least for the recording. Everyone understand. I didn't give an opinion on that. Tony Listen. ain't say if he like it or not. This I just told you what the law is. And Coke Sniff, this shit sound and, and, and just listen to this shit. Uh-huh. Fucking pay Hart fifteen million. That's fifteen. You gonna pay quickly think... eighteen. You gonna pay quickly eighteen. Fifteen, eighteen. Right. I think they both you gonna give everybody the money. You I already think... gave R.J. Barrett twenty-seven million. State, He's working like okay. So that's twenty-seven million. You gave fucking Brunson twenty-five million, and yeah. then you give Randall almost thirty million. No, twenty-five. So, listen, brother. So between Randall, R.J. and Brunson, and you. Like Sounds like communism no, no. to me. You you got already eight oh, million. Sounds like good contracts for the NBA. That's down dumb as shit. No man, come on, listen to me, listen to me. 
Yo, yeah. only championship teams should be over the luxury tax line. Yeah, you got to do that to get to the fucking chip, bro. Bro, you is out your fucking mind. What am I out my mind for? Hold on. Show me show me another team who ain't paying guys like that. And then look at what Randall giving you. Look at what brothers that you. got players and contracts and players and roles where they need to be at. Yes. That's what you're talking about? You got to pay, bro. Bro. We got, yo, we got, yo, out of the, the you know, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle was just on a top 10 list for value at the, at the, at what they make. Fuck, bro. That I shit is not going to win us a championship. I don't give a fuck, bro. You just seen the Nets put Durant and Kyrie yo, together. And they win a championship because both of those two is championship two. If out. RJ come back dropping that jumper and start playing better. RJ think, could be coming back. Hold on, hold on. You don't think people Mikey are in trouble? Jordan. I still don't think this team gets out the first round. Come you on, fucking bro. serious? Come on, bro. No, it ain't no come on. I watch fucking basketball. So do I. <laughs> so name the championship team the past 20 years that'll give Randall or Brunson this role. Name me the teams. What do you mean? What what, what does that mean? That, that'll make Randall or Brunson the, the one or two option. One or two. What, what, what you, the way Jalen Brunson is playing. Hold on. Jalen Brunson is about to be all NBA. Oh my fucking god! He oh my god! What, bro? This this conversation it just this is a tale of two Knicks fans, man. It's the Knicks fans that are enjoying the season. It's the Knicks fans that the most no, 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 no. It's the Knicks fan oh, that's that going was... by what is, brother. Now y'all looking into these crystal balls. That's silly. I'm you talking about what is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Whether I wait, whether I like it or not, I haven't stated, season, brother. I haven't stated whether I like this or not. I'm enjoy just telling you season, what it is. Tony. Tony, it's okay, bro. It's just two different perspectives. It's fine. I dig it. I'm not but saying what I'm saying. I'm looking at it. Yo, can you can you tell me the to the opinion that I gave? Show no. me. Go ahead. Nah, I'm just saying you enjoying your season. Whoa, 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 whoa. Playing you good. Said, you said good. that. You said that. You no, it's clear to me. No, you, you said speak, that. The way you speak, what right. you got going on. So, how so you, you about so you assuming. So you're assuming, season and that's fine, bro. But my point is just you assuming. So you're not enjoying your season. I'm confused. I, now I'm confused. I, but I didn't now say confused, that is what I'm saying. All I'm up here saying is the facts. Jalen Brunson is taking the run at an All NBA player right now. Yes right. or no? Ooh. Yes so or what, no? Where does that get us? What do you think that get? I know bro, got, I'm not doing oh. the crystal ball thing, man. I'm you're just, just enjoying your season. You just enjoying your season. This is your problem. You, you, you just enjoy you, your season. Here, here you go breaking out the crystal ball, motherfucking Mr. Tony. Mr. Cleo over here. Tony, Mr. fucking Cleo. Hey, yo, Jay. You, you debate with Ari. You can't hey, tell Jay. Bro, you know me. The you thing you was wrong about, and, and the I one like thing you, we you know you was wrong season, about, great. was Julius Randle. You was wrong on that take. So I don't know when what you're going to be wrong on in the future. Don't forget that IQ take, When I hate on Julius Randle, Tony. Don't forget that IQ take, Tony. in the room with me telling me You made me bring up numbers on... On the Pelicans, how he can't work off a point guard, bro. Me and you. Me Man, and you, Jay. That's a fact. I put that Enjoy on Enjoy your season. Enjoy your season, brother. Enjoy That's your season, bro. I am enjoying Enjoy my season. season. I'm a Knicks fan. <laughs> All right. Too. I'm enjoying it, too. But we enjoy, enjoy your season. We enjoy know, it. you know, 2K Yo, GMs, I get it. Mr. Let's Cleo, break, break out the crystal crazy. balls. Tomorrow's yeah, going to rain. Tony, Tony. They Don't called us 2K GMs. No, no, no. What you and company men not going to do is live off of Randall. Don't bring him up. Stop Don't, bring, don't you dare bring him up. They, 
Because I ain't hit none of yours last season. <laughs> what? None of yours was on. Hey, yo, Rounds. Hey, yo, get no, that fucking mic to Rounds. That is hey, yo, Rounds. You wasn't out here defending Randall like Ralph. Get this man a mic. Hey, you wasn't out here in the field. asking for help from the fans, dog. Where was you? He needs Where help. Where were you? Rails, come on, Rails. Where was out you? Where jumped. was you out defending? I was the one telling you, fellas. No, you wasn't. Brunson worth almost 30. But I was the you, one. You, I'm talking Everyone about big dog Juju. Whoa, 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 whoa. Come on, man. I can't hear nobody, man. All right, stay, man. I know you I know you want to you want to get him so low. Yeah, go, go ahead, man. You do it. No, because when you just muted, I Tony, Tony, you said that, Tony. I agree with you. Right. Tony, you said that. You said Brunson was worked there. I give you credit. Yeah, you but respect, respect, but, respect. But, hey, but yo, but, stay, you know I, I fuck I with can't, you, brother. Real I shit, all correlate, you. Listen, listen to me, Tony. I don't correlate Brunson. I don't correlate Julius Randle's success to Jalen fucking Brunson. Yeah, Randle was never going to be as worse as he dip. was last year. I got a dip. I don't want y'all thinking I, I, you know, slid out or whatever. I got a dip. It's all peace and love to everyone. Yo, last year, I've I been on the Randle thing. I've been telling everyone he's nice, whatever. Enjoy your season, T. My shit is this. Yo, we all going to enjoy this season. Let's hope we keep it up. And, uh, you know, no more crystal balls, man. Forget the crystal balls. And and, and I always hate Dolan, no matter what. You know know what's funny about you saying the crystal ball? I'm just saying the Knicks. I asked a question a couple years ago when the Knicks made the almighty fourth seed. And I said, yo, where are we going to be at three years from now? Because if I give a new be- president of basketball operations seventy-four fucking million dollars in free agency cap space, a nineteen-year-old R.J. Barrett and a twenty-four-year-old Julius Randle, shout outs to Steve Mills, that black man left us with a whole dinner table, and the best you got for me. Absolutely, absolutely. He was, he was a snake. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The best you got for me. After you, 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 you wouldn't have all, all these shiny objects without without Steve Mills. You, you, you wouldn't have none of this uh, without Steve Mills, Tony. And, and what's crazy, your best player on the team is a Steve Mills pickup in Julius Randle. But you didn't spend $400-plus million in three, four fucking seasons. And the best you got for me is fucking Brunson and Hart. And I'm supposed to forget about the last 22 years about the Knicks? Fuck all that, man. Fuck all that. Yo, Look, Brunson, is, like, Brunson, Brunson is the best free agent He's we've nice. picked up in, in, in your life. Nice. Yo, bro, Brunson is nice. He's really nice. But I'm not correlating Randall's success to Brunson because Brunson makes nobody better around him. Stay. He only makes himself better. Stay. Put that company man outfit back on, bro. If you it's okay. It's bullshit. okay that these toxic guys are in here. Put that fucking uniform back on, bro. What, what's the uniform? I was still he said, get back in line. What, what, happened, what happened to Randall stepping into those streets like Mello, man? What happened to that snake, man? Because Tell them recaps. Because when I get around company men, hey, yo, love, fellas, love, love. When I get around company men and they start spewing shit like the Knicks is going to get out the first round or the Knicks is going to ah ah ah, the Knicks is going ah ah ah. I gotta give cause to pause. Yes, Randall's been in his back. Me and Jay said it. Like we give, I called them big dog Juju. I ain't calling that in three years. That's how you know he he got my. I'm good with Randall. You don't see me saying trade him on the timeline. I'm showing him respect. I will still trade Julius Randle, but I'm not tweeting that on my timeline because I'm showing that young man the respect that he deserves. He does not deserve to be shitted on by state. 
because I got basketball principles. My basketball principles are if you play well and I see you playing well, I'm going to treat you as such. Okay? But what is the end game here? I asked that years ago. I love Jalen Brunson. That is my franchise point guard. They just want to enjoy the season state. They ain't, it's just a Taylor 2 Knicks fan. It's it, not even it, worth a debate no more. Like, Knicks fans are enjoying their season. They don't care about the outcome. They don't care that they traded Josh Hart to, 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 to overcome the financial struggles and guarantee the game in the playoffs. They don't care about none of that. They just want to shake their ass, enjoy the season, pay triple the, 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 the amount of ticket prices at Madison Square Garden, pay $70 a bid, and go home. That's it. That's all you yo, want. Yo, Jay, yo, Jay can, I, can I ask you something real quick? And this is just a uh, you know, straight-up question. And obviously, you know, I respect you, brother, right? Yo, Jay, um, I, so. I honestly think, bro, it's like a reputation thing with the Knicks, you know? Their reputation has gotten so bad, so they're trying to improve that shit. They're trying to make it seem like you know they're that they're they're you know they're like a perennial winning team. You know, it's it's why we're skipping all these steps just so you know we can get some decent wins up in here. That's it. I don't think they try. I don't think. What's the question? To recap. What, 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 yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, with regards to um, yeah, I forgot. I lost my fucking question because the Jake just. Y'all hear anything? I don't hear anybody. Nah, I heard you, bro. Uh, come back to me. Let me rethink that. I had a really good question for you, and I lost it. We was talking about we was talking about uh, the Taylor two uh, Nick fans selling tickets, getting to the playoffs, recouping money, jogging memory a little bit. Almost. <laughs> I'm smoking too, so give me a second. All right, cool. <laughs> um, that's why I always got questions. Like, if you're a person and you live your life. Like reality, like if you live in real life, you don't see shit as a fantasy world and, and you see shit for what it is. Like, and you don't just try to lie to yourself in the mirror when you wake up in the morning. You're always going to have to ask questions about the Knicks, right? Um, I'm pretty sure Jay Bull, he how it works. He how it works. Oh, yeah, yo, yo, Jay, yo, Jay, I got, I got you now. That draft pick, right? That's oh, my yeah. question. That draft pick. All right. All right, so let so so um we gave up that draft pick for uh for Josh Hart, right? So we obviously we, we could have had two draft picks this year, right? Because obviously we believe that the Dallas one's gonna convey, right? Because you know obviously Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, while they're they're trying to still figure it out right now, I still think that's a lethal duo. I don't think nobody's talking about Christian Wood as well too, which I think could even add more to that that whole tree. I, I think it could be dangerous, man. Right. I think you were speaking on that too, so I think yeah, that I said, obviously we're going to get that, pick, that, right? That's that's my that's my Western Conference Finals team right there because I I don't think they. Oh think damn! You put them over ISO. there. Yeah, I don't think you can stop them in ISO in the playoffs. I just I I just think it's just they put too much pressure on the defense. But keep going. All right, so let, let let's say that's the let's say that's the case, right? Let's say that we kept our pick, right? So we got the Dallas pick now, and then we got the um we got our own pick, right? Now let's say whatever make playoffs. Losing the first round, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now we got two picks, right? Now with the Knicks, let's say they they're gonna draft one of them, right? Are they right. are they drafting two players? Um, so the philosophy behind Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau has no interest. The Knicks overall have no interest in actually developing anything. So th- I feel like that's why. So this is why they put on last year's draft. This is why they traded this year's first round pick. They just rather have a, a, a proven talent. Than somebody they have to actually work on. Like Jalen Williams is like the perfect example of okay, so I keep talking about a six nine do it all wing, shoot, pass, dribble, the whole gamut, right? But it takes time. It takes you have to take the lumps of developing that kid. And I say it again, Steve Kerr was on San Francisco Radio this morning and they asked him why they traded James uh Wiseman. Steve Kerr said, I don't have the reps 
to play him. I'm trying to win a championship. I just he just doesn't have enough experience for me to actually play him. He played three college games. He played 72 NBA games in three years. I just can't. He has to have. He has to have the opportunity to play. So what the fuck are we doing with Obi? We ain't competing for no fucking shit. Yeah, this is this, this is where the delusion comes from. This is what this is what this is what's wrong with Nick Sands and his organization. They behave like they're the fucking Warriors. Yo, they behave like this. Oh, well, can, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I keep this? Can I keep this going, Jake? Because I, I still want to go down the road with you real quick. So, so, let, so again, we, we're going back to that pick, right? So we got two picks. We draft one player, right? With the other pick, right? Now, how I see it, right? Maybe I'm wrong here. If the Knicks are going after something significant, right? We're talking about something that can get a game changer, right? And I think we all agree if they make first round or even more second round, they'll probably locked in. They're likely going to trade for a star, right? Now, that pick that you traded to, to get Josh Hart, right, probably won't even come into question when it comes to trading for that star because the likelihood is that whole trade is going to go around a player and your unprotected picks. Maybe you could say that pick is a sweetener, but then I could argue that we have other picks as sweeteners to add to that to get that star. Now, yeah, you, you can tell to... me it's a mismanagement <laughs> of assets, and I can hear you on that because it is a mismanagement of assets because you can't tell me trading Cam, uh, trading for uh, a first round for Cam Reddish and then afterwards trading a first round to get off of Cam Reddish is a, is a good use of assets. It's not. But I'm not saying that you can make bad moves and also make okay or good moves. Right. And I'm trying to say that in, in that regard, if you think about it in, in that way, and I'm trying to say, so if the Knicks were going to draft two guys – Right, and let's say they did draft two guys. One of the guys maybe gets some burn. The other guy maybe rides the bench. Right, if the other guy rides the bench, we've seen what happens. Right, he might ride the bench. We devalue him, and then later down the road, we trade him for two seconds, like we try to do with Cam Reddish. We know the Knicks can do that, right? You know, you know about the draft, right? Are you are you a draft guy? Recap. I think we can a little bit. Okay. A little bit, but I don't follow, I don't follow college one hundred percent. But you know, I follow the big board and everything like that, and I and I watch the the highlights uh, okay. a lot. So, hey, okay. so since twenty nineteen, we've been we've been we've been preparing for this twenty three draft, right? Uh-huh. So now you trade and pick, you trade in first round picks in a draft that NBA scouts have identified as a as one of the most loaded drafts in the you know in modern NBA that we've seen from before. One, yeah, I know. Listen, crazy. The twenty four, you got you probably you probably got starters. From from one, I think the lottery you you maybe got like 10, 10 or so all stars. You probably got starters into the twenties in this draft. So now, so every draft is weighted, right? In my opinion, some dra- some drafts are, le- are less attractive than other drafts. This twenty three draft has a high weight to me, right? Yeah. So if you trade a first in this draft, knowing what we know and knowing what the scouts been saying to us for three years about this draft, this is a highly weighted first round pick. They 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 just traded. So you oh, probably could you probably could have packaged it for something important. Close to the draft, when guys are really getting into workouts, guys are really getting into scouting, guys are making trips, guys are making trips to do workouts. You could probably, you could probably got something serious close to the draft. I'm just saying, I'm, my only argument to that, Jay, is that you don't lose the ability to do that. I agree that it's a mismanagement of assets. We're not denying that. I'm not disagreeing with but the math. Pick I'm just saying you don't, lo- you don't lose, you don't lose the ability to do what you're asking because we got you're the asking the ability to say again because we got the math pick. We got the mass pick, but we have other picks that if you wanted to, if you wanted to move them for a star or something like that, you still have the ability to do that. I agree with you. It's a mismanagement of assets. There's no reasoning to, to do what the Knicks did. But in regards to the picks that they have right now, you're asking them to do certain things with the picks to either go get further in the draft, right, or to go get a star. 
And if that's your if that's what you're asking them to do, they still have the ability to do that. Recap. I rather I rather roll the dice with those two first round picks in this type of draft rather than you trade me trade one of those picks for a guy like Josh Hart, who I know. Yes, Josh Hart is a great role player, but the Knicks operate as backwards. You collecting all the role players, but fail to collect me a superstar. I'd rather take the chance on one of those two picks actually turning into something than me trading one of those picks and me having to depend on Dallas for a draft slot in this type of draft. Exactly. And, and it's really uh, because if you got a guy like Obi and you got a guy like Quickly, you can easily replace those two or anybody else on the roster per se with there you go, State. draft picks because now you got to wait another three seasons in order to pay um in order to pay that said player and i felt like that was a better move for the knicks instead of just giving up that first round pick um for josh sure. but they're like so, so but they behave like the warriors again they behave like their team that's ready to compete this yeah is just- oh, but, but, but see, look, follow, follow me down the road here then right so follow me down the road so you want to roll the dice with those two draft picks right yeah what does that mean that means that one of those so i'm a guy like the Knicks bat a thousand for a thousand whenever they draft in the top seven. This is just I'm just basing this off of Nick history. You could go look at the Knicks draft picks. Look at every draft pick the Knicks pick in the top seven. The only pick that really was a can bust. I can I just make a point real quick, State, before you even go. The Knicks employ the Knicks employ cheap labor at the shooting guard position right now. And they employ cheap labor. They employed a rookie contract at the shooting guard position that they drafted at twenty five right now. Where's the change in philosophy at? Why the sudden change in philosophy? You've you've gotten to a point where you hired Warpern and you've identified people all throughout the draft in the twenties and the teens and the lottery that you like, and you employ you start one at the center position because Mitch was what the thirty what the, I can't remember twenty seven pick thirty second pick. Draft pick. We don't count Mitch. All right, we can't count Mitch. And then you drafted twenty five and you and you employ. A 25th draft pick as a starting shooting guard now. So why punt on draft picks now? Like with do we do we also have second round picks in this in this 2023 draft as well? Yes, we do. But them second. Hey, wait, hold on, hold on. But is it, it is is it the most loaded draft that we've seen in the modern NBA before? Yes, it is. One through. So can we get hold, hold on? Can we also get talent in the second round as well too One that could potentially convey into a first round? That's popping. You moving the goalpost now to recap. So no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not trying to move the goalpost. I'm just trying to say because you guys. No, no. I'm trying to say in regards to what you said about Mitchell Robinson, right? We drafted him in the first round. So we we uh, and we, we drafted him in the second round. We we struck gold with him, right? And we didn't do that. Hold up, hold up. We didn't do that in a in a loaded draft. Yes. You're saying to me that in this particular draft that it's the one of the most loaded drafts. I'm not saying that that if they hit a second round, it could turn into that. But because it's one of the most loaded drafts, right, they have a better chance if they hit on a second rounder that it may turn into something that you so could have argued that could have turned into a first rounder. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not trying to say so anything else, but I'm just trying to argue that point back to you. 17, 17 to 23, so you can have to pick a litter. So if, you, if you've identified a guy, you don't have to jump through hoops. and Because you should have drafted Maxi. You should have drafted a ton of guys that you identified, Bones Highland. All these guys, if Knicks fans stop shaking their ass and watching games and read articles and study the draft, the Knicks identify Bowles Highland, Maxi, all these guys over the last couple of years, and they never, they didn't draft them. So you're in a position where you have a 17, I think a 16 to 20, 22 pick, right? In, in position that they are right now. Just keep your pick. 
You've identified great players in the last couple of years. It's easy. You, your draft guys are good. Your scouting department is good. D- disregard what Tom Thibodeau was saying and go get more cheap labor. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I'm not with the whole trade for a star bullshit. Um, I could live with the whole Hart, Brunson, Randall thing because you can't have a, a team full of young players just in a rotation, right? You look like fucking Houston Rockets. I do not want to look like the Houston Rockets. They do not play an enjoyable brand of basketball. They play selfish basketball. They play me basketball. They coach don't got no bass in his voice, man. That's the problem. They, yeah. they, and, and, and they, they need to make a chance to get somebody. Yeah, that's a, that's a fact. And I don't like the way they play play the game of basketball. Um, as far as the Knicks, but, is- but Houston is saving money too, state because they hiring that 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 rookie ass coach instead of going to go get a real dude that can, can really get into these guys' head. That's- um, hey, y'all they- watching this Rising Star game? Should about oh, to start. Oh, it's about to start. Oh, we gotta watch Quentin Nilakina come off the bench. For hey, state. Hey, God damn it, man! He ain't touched the ball yet. Yeah, state. You think that Tibbs is watching this and he's getting jealous that Quint that Quentin Grimes getting coached by somebody else, bro? You think he? Um, you think he's salty about it? I don't know, man. I try to. I try to like. I try to not really rag on the kid, but Knicks management, you the ones to blame, man. You know, y'all the ones to blame. Y'all kept them. Oh, under- they, they've they've identified and popular says all the time. They've mm-hmm. identified as Tom Thibodeau being the expert in the in the in the room in terms of basketball. That's and they invest in him, and they believe in him. So this is what you get. He might be the dumbest in the room because no, they, no, they planet, think he's the expert. No, he's, he's the, the dumbest. On what planet you think? Like, Knicks recap. You got two first round picks in the almighty COVID year. How you could get the litter. Grimes, Franz Wagner, Grimes, Josh Giddy, Grimes, Jalen Green, Grimes. Fucking K Cunningham. You could pick, you got your fucking litter of a young prospect. So even if you wanted to trade RJ Barrett for some of these dudes, you could have still had some of your young prospects in the building. But what do you do? You go out, you trade your first round picks. The most disrespectful thing, too, is the Knicks traded out of this last year's um, first round. Yo, yo, stay, yo, stay. Hold hold up, bro. Yo, yo, Scoot Scoot Henderson is playing tonight what the fuck oh he's playing i've seen that too that's yo, cool man yo, that, that's, that's, up. We, we, so we about to see scoot henderson henderson dogging quentin grimes on on national tv so we could see yeah, but nick's nick think the nick's ain't concerned with with blue chip talent this is not i a feel nick's, you bro but they it's just care, mad funny it's mad funny we can get a preview of what we could have against what we already have this shit is no 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 they happy with jalen brunson in this wow. era and Nick fans like Tony that's just enjoying the season. It's just they, they just a it's a tale yo, of the yo, tape, yo, the it's first play Scoot Henderson tried a, a reverse dunk under the fucking rim. He and he was about to hit yeah, the shit. Yeah, and though he's gonna go to Detroit or something like that, and they're gonna be back instantly. This is gonna be great. I'm gonna enjoy it. Me personally, what channel this is? And shouts to Jay Bo. Jay Bo. It's on TNT. It's on TNT. Yo, right, yo this Kenny Lofton kid is in the game. I don't think he's played more than five minutes all season. The fuck he doing? He got fatter, man. He got he put on. Yeah, yo, I, I, I actually saw him play live uh, over, over here in Dallas. I was like, you know, everybody's making a big deal about him. Uh, he had a pretty good game, but you know, but he, all right. Well, I, I'm about to watch the Rising Stars game. Jay Boogie, 
I want you to, you know, I want to send send this off on a good note. Um, we tried to get into everything today. Yo, Jay, I appreciate you joining me for today for this talk. Yo, recap, I appreciate you playing point guard, man. Appreciate all you guys, man. Um, I don't mean to cut this short, but I do want to watch this Rising Stars game. Um, Jay Book, OG, uh, the floor is yours. You the last person to speak. Once you're done speaking, I'm absolutely ending this space, but we definitely need a sermon right now. Now, um, salute, salute, salute. Three capital S's, blessings, health, and happiness to all you guys. Um, anybody that's going through anything, we don't pray that you go through it. We also pray that you get through it. That go for you and any family members or any friends. Just know that y'all guys been doing a great job all season long. I know it's a difficult situation. The, the team is 50-50. A lot of people want this. A lot of people want that. You know what I'm saying? But the most important thing, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, we all got to come to an understanding about whatever we're talking about or whatever we disagreeing about or whatever we're trying to agree about. We can't always just walk away and be done. And then tomorrow we right back at it with the same situation and still don't have no answers for ourselves. Sooner or later, we're going to have to give in to do something as far as however the Knicks is going, the direction they're going, you know what I'm saying, and just be Deal with it, you know what I'm saying, and be okay with it, you know what I'm saying? Because be honest with you, man, them guys that's on the floor, they playing hard as they can. They going hard, you know, much as they can, you know. Even though we know we're not a championship team, man, but them guys give us an effort every day. They give us a fight every day. And when the situation, even when they have a bad game and lose, they still come out, you know what I'm saying, find another way to try to fight for the next game. So, you know, we just got to learn to just come, to come together on some type of solutions. And I see too many unsolutions right now as far as going on with the season when we all want the same thing. But how do we get there, you know what I'm saying, together and uh, a lot, and, and agreeing on, on, on the same thing and saying, okay, you're the bigger part of the situation. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm going to ride with you because it is going further in your direction. But when it switch over and go into the direction where – you know, other people that want, you know what I'm saying, for us, you know, to keep our draft picks and draft and all that. When they go into that direction, the ones that's, you know, in the situation where they're seeing the team playing hard and they want to win, you have to be okay when you're going in that direction. But I just want everybody to stay balanced, man. It's just stay with love within yourself, man. Everybody have a great week weekend, you know what I'm saying? Be happy that Grimes is, you know what I'm saying, on TV, you know what I'm saying? Be happy that Julius is in a three-point contest. Be happy that he is back to being an all-star. No matter what you say, it's three levels. It's an all-star, a superstar, and a megastar. So if Julius makes it into another all-star game in the NBA words, that is three-time all-star. That makes you a superstar. Is he a superstar? No, but by the rights of what the NBA say, he will be a superstar. So, you know, we got some things going on. Orange and Blue is on TV this weekend, you know what I'm saying? Even Monica McNutt is out there, man. We got Orange and Blue everywhere, man. So y'all guys have a great weekend, man. And let's enjoy the game this weekend. Enjoy the rest of the off time. And when we come back, we're going to knock DC off, you know what I'm saying? Salute, 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 three capital S's.